L4 Media. We talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. So like and subscribe and check us out. The Northeast Texas Sports Network is dedicated on delivering the most entertaining sports broadcasts in East Texas. And if you're interested in having your next sporting event stream live, visit us online at netsn.live. Is your demanding work lifestyle in need of fire-resistant clothing that can keep up? Well, L4FR clothing should be your go-to for quality, affordability, safety, and style. L4FR was founded by a third-generation oil field worker who is also a veteran. Thus, this company has a deep appreciation for reliability and longevity, all while we provide first-rate customer service. Our durable apparel will serve you well for many years to come, whether you're working on a pipeline, a lineman climbing utility poles, or in any other environment requiring fire-resistant apparel. L4FR has you covered. Our apparel is tough enough to resist hazardous conditions while still providing high comfort and style. L4FR provides clothing options to ensure your safety and comfort, whether you're on the job or not. To view our complete inventory of flame-resistant garments, please visit our online store at L4FRclothing.com or give us a call at 817-757-4935. This special episode of Outdrank the Coverage, the live draft show, is brought to you by the Frisco Bar and Grill. They're located at 6750 Gaylord Parkway, Suite 120 in Frisco. You can find them online at thefriscobar.com. I'm telling you, folks, if you're a sports fan, a karaoke fan, or a fan of live music and trivia, this is the place you want to be. They not only have great food, great drinks, they have great prices, and they have a great atmosphere. I'm telling you, this is where old friends meet and new friends are found. I promise you, you will love the Frisco Bar and Grill. Intern Noe and I will be talking about it during the draft show, but we love their appetite. We love their wings. I love their sliders. My girlfriend loves the karaoke. Hey, if you're a fan of Oklahoma Sooners or San Francisco 49ers, the Frisco Bar and Grill is the official watch party place for both of those. And intern Noe and I was there for a Monday night game last year when San Francisco was playing, and the atmosphere is absolutely amazing. You cannot beat it. So check out the Frisco Bar and Grill, located at 6750 Gaylord Parkway, Suite 120 in Frisco, where old friends meet and new friends are found. 
It's spring, and that means it's time to get outside and check out the wonderful weather. But the bad news is that means all the insects, termites, bed bugs, and rodents, they're all coming out as well, and they're trying to get into your home. Well, Grandeur Pest Solutions can be the one that helps you. They're here to service all of your pest needs, whether it's insects, rodents, scorpions, spiders. They take care of it all. You can find them online at GrandeurForShore.com. You can give them a call at 469-602-8441. You can email them, GrandeurForShore at gmail.com. You can find them on Facebook. Just type in Grandeur Pet Solutions. They service almost all of DFW area. Most services that they do, when you reach out to them, they will take care of it within 24 hours. You don't have to worry about, you know, scheduling it now and it be two months before they get there. Again, you can find them on Facebook, on Instagram. Just type in Grandeur Pet Solutions. They are your one-stop shop if you have... Four Media. We talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. So like and subscribe and check us out. The Northeast Texas Sports Network is dedicated on delivering the most entertaining sports broadcasts in East Texas. And if you're interested in having your next sporting event stream live, visit us online at netsn.live.
L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. So like and subscribe and check us out. We are live for the 2023 NFL Draft. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett, intern Noe here. As we are about 30 minutes away from the draft starting. So what we thought we would do is we would start this episode off Kind of doing up-to-date news. That's normally one of our once-a-month shows that we do here on Outdrank the Coverage. But this last weekend, we were doing the league retrospective, looking back at the 1971 Dallas Cowboys. And so we just ended up having so much of recording there. We thought, well, we're going to record this live tonight. So we'll just start off with uh, the beginning of it, the first 25 minutes or so, being up-to-date news. And, boy, we've we got some good up-to-date news. But first, intern Noe. How are you, and what are you drinking? Hey, Terry. What's going on, man? I'm, I'm doing pretty good, and uh, today I am doing beer. Mm -hmm. I decided to try that uh, Steve Austin El Segundo Broken Skull IPA, and uh, it's 6% 7 uh, alcohol. Uh, but for an IPA, it's extremely smooth. I think it could be one of those that kind of breaks through a little bit more mainstream. Yeah. You know, where people that are not, it's, it's, it's a way for people to get into IPA that are typically are not into it. Yeah. Uh, and also, you're drinking the Steve Austin one in honor of our wrestling show. Yes, I am. Yeah. I wanted to do a shout out to the wrestling segment of L4 and. Uh, yeah, this is just a little shout out. And I, I had tried it a couple of weeks ago. I liked it. So I wanted to drink it for the special live draft. Mr. Terry. And you like the uh, you like the wrestling show, too. I do like the wrestling show. I got to I listened to a couple of the shows. They were very good. They're very informative. Uh, as two laps fans here, it was, it was kind of a nice way to get caught up on what's going on in the world of wrestling. Yep. Uh, we'll have to tell that story. I have a feeling we have plenty of time tonight. Yes. Yeah, so I think I'm, we will. I'm going to, I'm drinking vodka. That's what you're about to ask me. That's what I was about to, I was I, also about to ask you, how are you doing as well? I'm not doing great, but you know, I'll live. Uh, no, I'm doing great. This is, you know, one of the things I think the NFL does so well now is their off season. Um, basketball is almost as good, but basketball, it's more individual. I mean, teams get better or worse because of those individual players, but it's not about as much as, like, what are the Lakers going to do? It's what is LeBron James going to do. It's not what are the Heat going to do. It's what Jimmy Butler is going to do. And, and football still has it where we're, you know, where do the players go in the offseason, but how does it fit that team, like, you know, for us, yeah. for the Dallas Cowboys. Or for two teams in the AFC, you, you want to talk about this. This is a discussion we can now have. With Aaron Rodgers, of course, if you do not know, Aaron Rodgers was traded to the Jets. You got to say that this this might be one of the deepest eras in one conference having quarterbacks. Because when you look at every AFC team, yeah. I mean, even the bad teams have okay quarterbacks. Um, and, and now the Jets are a team that they feel that they're a Super Bowl contender now, um, yet would you be shocked if next year they only won six or seven games? Not because they're not good, but just the AFC is so deep right now. Thank God we're Cowboy fans in the NFC. I'm just going to say it like that and be honest. The, uh, the in stark contrast, the NFC is – I mean, it's a good conference, but if you look at – think about last year. Mm -hmm. Think about the best quarterbacks from last year. 
in the NFC. It was Geno Smith and Jared Goff. Yeah, you really, think about that. Yeah, and you could I, even I, no, of course Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, yeah, but I know what you mean. Just and you could even make the case that Justin Fields, even though Justin Fields was terrible at throwing, but he's so dynamic running the ball. Yeah. Um, and you, you've been seeing a lot of that on uh, Facebook and and sports pages uh, coming out with who are the, what's the top three quarterbacks in the NFC now? Jalen, I'd say number one. I mean, historically, Dak's number two. Yeah, I mean, we could go uh, team by team. But, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Washington, Sam Howell, no. Uh, the the Giants, Daniel Jones, he, he's getting paid like he's a top five quarterback. But he, well, I mean, he might be a top five in the NFC. Yeah, he could possibly be. Uh, Kirk he, Cousins. Kirk, Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. He, he's going to get you 4,200 yards, 28 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. He'll be consistent. Yeah. So, to me, I like that he's, he's definitely top half of the league. Uh, Green Bay, you don't know what Jordan Love's going to provide. He looked great last year in uh, spot starts. Yeah. Uh, and then Detroit, Jared Goff, he had a great year with the Lions. But do you trust Jared Goff? Let's, I, uh, historically, I, I don't know. I mean, this is a guy that has went to a Super Bowl. He has went to a Super Bowl. Um, at one point, looked like he was going to be the next great thing in quarterbacking. He was the number one overall pick for a reason. Yeah, and, and then he fell off after the Rams. And let's remember the Super Bowl. You know, Sean McVay's admitted that's him. He yeah. he he kind of choked when it. He got too scared of, of what Bill Belichick could do, and he he outthought himself. Yep. Uh, and it, I I always felt it was almost like. What that did to Jared Goff is almost like when you bring up a starter in baseball or a quarterback too early and they get gun-shy and they lose their confidence. I felt Jared Goff lost his confidence. David Carr. David Carr. Yeah, but David Carr, he he, he became gun-shy because of the hits. I don't think David Carr ever actually – we never got to see what David Carr could be. That was a problem. Um, but with Goff, I, I think he lost – he completely lost his, his confidence in going to Detroit where it's just just play, dude. Just play. You, you you don't have any expectations. No pressure. No pressure. Just play. And, and lo and behold, I, I think that's one of the things that revitalizes him. Now, we're going to see if Detroit makes that next step up and becomes a playoff team, does he revert back to the fold under pressure, the game is yeah. too big, or does he – because honestly – him and Kirk Cousins aren't too far off on how they play. Because I still – you put Kirk Cousins on San Francisco, yeah. and I don't know if San Francisco gets beat. Yeah, he's again, Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins. The thing I like about him the most is he's consistent. You know exactly where you're getting with him. And I, I agree. Good and bad. Good and bad, but you know what you're getting with him. And I oh, – I, the 49ers made it to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing eight passes in the conference championship game against the Packers in the 2019 season. Like that that team, if they're humming on offense the way they should, they don't need to pass the ball a lot. But then you saw them in the very next game in the Super Bowl where that 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 was a fallacy because when they needed to score in that second half after they had the lead yeah. and Kansas City starts coming back, Jimmy G couldn't answer. Where I think uh, someone like Kirk Cousins could. You think? I think so. Yeah. I think you're higher on Kirk Cousins than most of America. <laughs> yes, I, mean, I am. <laughs> you know, Kirk Cousins. He, he. I think if you look on the outside looking in, yeah. I now see what non-cowboy fans saw in Tony Romo. A, okay. a, a guy that put up a lot of pretty stats, seemed to win really important games, but could never quite win the most important game each year. Yeah. But that just goes back to people always wanting to blame one person. 
for the for the downfall of a team. Well, I mean, that's how it works in the NFL. That it's is court or in football in general. It's the most teams. It goes back to what you were saying when you talk about football. You talk about the team. When you talk about the NBA, you talk about the individual. The football is the most team sport in in the U.S. Yeah, uh, the major sports, and I feel that there's no reason why you should blame one person for your team's failures. For it, in my opinion, Tony Romo is the reason why the Cowboys even got to eight wins during those eight and eight years. They should have been two and fourteen, three and thirteen. All right. So you you talk wrestling and you love wrestling. I love wrestling. Uh, our uh, one of our networks talks wrestling, and one of the big things that happens in wrestling is you have run-ins. And we're going to have a run-in right now as Brett of NETSN is going to be joining us. Oh, nice. I, if I, if I, if music was, I would have played it. But how are you doing, buddy? Uh, you, need, you need music? I mean, I can, I can, it can be the one. I can, I can be Roman Reigns coming if I need to, you know. Oh, you would choose the worst wrestler in wrestling that it would be. Uh, Brett, you're going to be joining us through, through the night on this draft. You're a Cowboy fan. Oh, look, so I'm ready. So what are your thoughts? Where do you – what would be the perfect draft for you for Dallas, at least in the first round tonight? Man, I may be the minority, but I won't be John Robinson. I don't know that he's going to be there at that 26 pick. Um, but I just think that that's the – man, he's just a once-in-a-generational a talent that that Dallas needs that running game. You know, it's kind of you, – you're moving away from Elliott. He's been on the team. He, it, was, it was time. He, he, did his, he did his due. He put in his time. You've got Tony Pollard coming back from off of an injury. What what is he going to be like coming off of that injury? And so what what a way to be able to have a dual threat and not run one of them into the ground and have a guy with Bijan come in and, and have Pollard there as a good uh, dual threat option. I, I just uh, I know running back's not popular and he probably is not going to be there, but that's who I, that's what that's the splash I want. Well. And I think if you get someone like him, you know, Pollard's on a franchise tag this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so then next year you don't have to pay Pollard if, if Robinson has. Because I'm like you. I think Bajon Robinson's a special back. Uh, I was not big on drafting Elliott as high as they did when they did in 2015. Uh, Jalen Ramsey was there. And it wasn't that Elliott wasn't a great back. I just don't see the value. But in saying that, I do think Bajon Robinson is – he is he is almost an in-between Adrian Peterson and Marshall Falk type running back for me. And, and I think he has the body that can take the wear and tear. He can catch the ball. I'm a UT fan, so I've seen yeah. three years of him. And I, I, I would even be fine if they traded up over Philly at nine and got him. Yeah, I really do. And, and I was after Elliott, I was like, you never draft a running back in the first in the first 10 picks. But this and is I still, Go ahead. This is different, though, Terry. I mean, yeah. he, he's a different back. I mean, you, you got as a you, you said as a UT fan as well. I'm that way as well. But I saw him play on some pretty. They, I'm not say bad teams, but he was the only. He was the offense for a couple of those seasons. And oh yeah. If if not for him, they probably don't win. You know, half as many games. He would get hit in the backfield and and end up still getting four or five yards out of it. And that's the kind of guy that you 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 want. Is somebody that can move the sticks, and I think that will help alleviate um, the pressure on Dak, and then he'll be able to find his weapons. If you've got someone like Bijan back there that you have to account for, even in the passing game too, I just think he's just so he's got so many things he can do for the offense 
and the defense of the of Dallas has gotten so much better. I think that that one piece on offense, uh, it could be different. Now we may be totally wrong because that's what that's why they draft. If if ever if every GM knew exactly who to pick, um, there wouldn't need to be this big draft. Everyone would know who to pick, and they'd be fighting over. But that's the thing about the draft. You you you'd have to wait about two or three four years, and then see who had the best draft. And I think that's what's so much fun about this. So we can we can guess all we want, but until you know they go out there and play, you just don't know. Yeah, agree one hundred percent. All right, Brett, we're gonna take you off for now. We're gonna actually take a break here for a couple minutes. We got about fifteen minutes till the draft, uh, and what, what we'll do is when we come back, we we will talk more about. Aaron Rodgers we, we kind of teased it and then kind of got away from it because Brett jumped on but we'll talk Aaron Rodgers we'll talk about the trade we'll talk about Lamar Jackson big news broke right before the draft uh, about two hours ago uh, Lamar Jackson has re-signed with the Ravens a big deal at least that's what it looks like we'll yeah. have to we'll have to see what it breaks down yearly uh, but I, I think you know I think you and I felt that that was going to happen but we'll talk about all that and again we're going to be here live all night for the draft every pick uh, unless uh, everybody we want gets picked before Dallas and we might just walk off and quit. <laughs> uh, but no, we'll be here all for that. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back here on Outdrink the Coverage, brought to you by Frisco Bar and Grill. This special episode of Outdrink the Coverage, the live draft show, is brought to you by the Frisco Bar and Grill. They're located at 6750 Gaylord Parkway, Suite 120 in Frisco. You can find them online at thefriscobar.com. I'm telling you, folks, if you're a sports fan, a karaoke fan, or a fan of live music and trivia, this is the place you want to be. They not only have great food, great drinks, they have great prices, and they have a great atmosphere. I'm telling you, this is where old friends meet and new friends are found. I promise you, you will love the Frisco Bar and Grill. Intern Noe and I will be talking about it during the draft show, but we love their appetizers. We love their wings. I love their sliders. My girlfriend loves the karaoke. Hey, if you're a fan of Oklahoma Sooners or San Francisco 49ers, the Frisco Bar and Grill is the official watch party place for both of those. And intern Noe and I was there for a Monday night game last year when San Francisco was playing, and the atmosphere is absolutely amazing. You cannot beat it. So check out the Frisco Bar and Grill, located at 6750 Gaylord Parkway, Suite 120 in Frisco, where old friends meet and new friends are found. It's spring, and that means it's time to get outside and check out the wonderful weather. But the bad news is that means all the insects, termites, bed bugs, and rodents, they're all coming out as well, and they're trying to get into your home. Well, Grandeur Pest Solutions can be the one that helps you. They're here to service all of your pest needs, whether it's insects, rodents, scorpions, spiders. They take care of it all. You can find them online at GrandeurForShore.com. You can give them a call at 469-602-8441. You can email them, GrandeurForShore.com at gmail.com. You can find them on Facebook. Just type in Grandeur Pet Solutions. They service almost all of DFW area. Most services that they do, when you reach out to them, they will take care of it within 24 hours. You don't have to worry about, you know, scheduling it now and it be two months before they get there. Again, you can find them on Facebook, on Instagram. Just type in Grandeur Pet Solutions. They are your one-stop shop if you have... Is your demanding work lifestyle in need of fire-resistant clothing that can keep up? Well, L4FR clothing should be your go-to for quality, affordability, safety, and style. L4FR was founded by a third-generation oil field worker who is also a veteran. Thus, this company has a deep appreciation for reliability and longevity, 
all while we provide first-rate customer service. Our durable apparel will serve you well for many years to come, whether you're working on a pipeline, alignment climbing utility poles, or in any other environment requiring fire-resistant apparel. L4FR has you covered. Our apparel is tough enough to resist hazardous conditions while still providing high comfort and style. L4FR provides clothing options to ensure your safety and comfort, whether you're on the job or not. To view our complete inventory of flame-resistant garments, please visit our online store at L4FRclothing.com or give us a call at 817-757-4935. See Abla Espanol. All right, Terry Benedict back here. Brett's in the wing. He'll be joining us here later. Uh, we got about 13 minutes, about 11 minutes till the draft starts. Of course, you then got Carolina's. They've got 15 minutes. I, I liked my idea earlier. I, I think the number one pick, I think that their time should start like 10 minutes before the draft show start. Yeah. And then that way, right when the draft comes up, you get, you get, you know, ESPN, they'll introduce, here we are. And then boom, you get a first pick immediately. And then you can kind of reset, kind of like how the uh, Oscars always start with one of the supporting actors right away. You want to get one big award yeah. out. I just think that that'd be a really cool way to, right when you sit down on the draft, boom, you've got your number one pick. But anyway, before we get to the picks and before we start talking the drafts, uh, the, the two big news that I think that's broke over the last 10 days is, is the Aaron Rodgers trade. Um, go ahead and give the details on that. All righty, sir. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, they send Aaron Rodgers quarterback they send their 15th overall pick in this year's draft and they send their fifth round selection which is number 170 they send all that to the jets and in return the jets give green bay their 13th overall pick this year a second round pick this year which is number 42 a sixth round pick this year which is number 207 and a conditional 2024 second round pick that becomes a first round pick as long as Aaron Rodgers plays at least 65% of the the uh, Jets' offensive plays this year. Sorry about that. I had a little bit of an issue there. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what are your what is your thoughts on the 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 the, the number of trades? Uh, I, I'm I actually think the Jets that's a fair fair deal. Now they will end up. I mean, barring if the Jets have the season they want to have, they're going to end up giving another first round next year because yes. that second round, I think it's six. He has to play 65%. Yeah. And he will. I mean, if things are going good, he will. He's. I think he's – anytime or as long as he's been the starting quarterback, he's been relatively healthy. There was a couple of years there where he's missed some time, but overall he's played the full season. Yeah, he's he's not been one that gets hurt every three years for 15 right. games or anything. Um, I, I feel it's longevity. If, if Aaron Rodgers plays two to three years and the Jets make a conference championship or a Super Bowl appearance, it's worth it. I, I think it's got to be a Super Bowl. I don't think the Jets – I mean, you know, the Jets are the – first off, they haven't had a playoff win since 2010. Um, they haven't made the Super Bowl since 69. Uh, that's the only Super Bowl they've made. They've made four AFC title games since then. They're 0-4 in those. Uh, two of them back-to-back -back years, 0-9, 2010. Yeah. Two terrible teams but with great defenses. Yep. Um, and I will say this. You go back and you actually look at Sanchez's stuff. He wasn't as bad as we remember. He wasn't – he wasn't. He was a bus driver, but he wasn't a Trent Dilfer bus yeah. driver. Uh, but still, though, I I, I don't think I, I think the Jets are one of those. For all the talk, like we have a Cowboys, hey, it's been since '95, or Washington, it's been since '91, yeah. or San Francisco, they've been to a couple, but they haven't had a 
Super Bowl win right. since 94, the Jets are even more desperate. And so I, 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 don't think a, I don't think a conference title game is good enough. Well, especially with the hype. They're in the biggest market in America, so the pressure is there. Them and the Giants have a lot of pressure. But with the, with the Jets, this happened in 2015 years ago. Green Bay traded their franchise quarterback to the Jets, and it's just history is repeating themselves again. So you you have that part in the back of your mind. I mean, that 2008 Jet team, they started at 8-3, and three, and then yep. they kind of cratered to a 9-7 and seven finish and missed the playoffs. At the time, they were 8-3. and three. They were the number one seed in the AFC. Well, you know, in 2010, I had forgotten until we were researching, they lost the first game, and then they went, they were 6-1, and one, mm-hmm. and then they finished 11-5. and five. Now, yeah. they got to the title game, so you kind of forgot about that, but yeah. they, at one point, had the inside track to host the title game. Yeah. How different is that game if, if they're at home? Oh, big, oh with, the, with the Jets crowd? With the oh, Jets yeah. crowd, and, and at the time, that defense. And, the, I think their last home playoff game, if I'm not mistaken, was 2002 when they won the division. Uh, Chad Pennington was a the quarterback. They played at home against the Colts, and I think they shut him out like yep. forty something to nothing. Yep. So I mean, when, when Chad Pennington had a had a good shoulder, that Jet team looked good, and that crowd was just pul- pulsating. I mean, good shoulder, man. He threw it seven yards down the field when he had a bad yes. shoulder. He yeah. three yards down the field. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. So I, I I agree with you. I mean, I think on the outside looking in, it, let's say Rodgers plays five years. Yeah. And let's say in those five years they go to three conference championship games and they make the playoffs all five years. Yeah. Personally, I would say that's successful. I just don't know if that fan base and that franchise would feel it is. They would not. They would definitely. I mean, they they, they won a Super Bowl. Like the '68 season was the last time they won. That was the only time they won. And they really haven't been that elite since. They've had it bits and pieces. I think they've been to the playoffs ten times in the forty oh, or the wow. fifty years. I think it is because they now, had that that run in the eighties where they had some really good teams. Now, in saying that, the last four years or the last three times they've made the playoffs, yeah. they have made the conference title game. Wow! So you you know you, they did it with Parcells again that Pennington Curtis Martin year. Yeah. Um, then they uh, the the two years back to back with Rex Ryan. It's so weird that for two years they made AFC title games, and yet both times they were the underdog all the way through. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So it, it, I think it's a great move. I think it's a move that they had to make. Mm-hmm. I think that because and this is what happens when you draft poorly at quarterback for two straight cycles. Yeah. You're you're forced, and I say forced. Having Aaron Rodgers is great, but you're paying him a lot. Uh, you had an interesting thing. So this year he's getting paid a million bucks. Not a big deal. Yeah. In 2024, though, what will his salary be? Uh, total compensation will be $107.55 million. So part of me wants Aaron Rodgers to go. I want them to win the Super Bowl and then him to roll into 2024 and be like, no, I'm not negotiating. <laughs> I want all 104. Because literally that is on the salary. Yeah. And, of course, that they'll, they'll end up extending him. Yeah, Speaking yeah. of. I still feel that if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, I think he's got five more years. I think he's a he's the gym rat type that will want to keep playing. I think he likes to do the whole in the offseason, will he or won't he? I don't think he's ever really wanted to retire. I think football is his identity, even maybe even more than Tom Brady or, or, or Peyton Manning. I think he likes the attention. Exactly. That's, That's kind yeah. of what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he's rel- I mean the way he plays uh, he can play another five years he turns forty years old this year yeah so he could definitely play till forty five like Tom Brady uh, and we're in the age now where a lot of these quarterbacks are going to be playing in their forties and they're going to still be relatively healthy so I could definitely see it he still has that golden arm uh, 
And I think as long as he's happy, I think as long as the Jets cater to him, I, think, I don't think he's going to leave. All right, we got about four minutes left until uh, the draft, so we brought in the TSM boys one more time before we start. I wanted to ask y'all. We, we were kind of talking Cowboys, but I wanted to get y'all's thoughts overall. What do y'all? How do y'all think this draft is going to go? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, I'm anxious to see what the Texans and the Panthers do with the quarterback situation. Uh, I stay away from Alabama quarterbacks. They're just not successful, period. Well, I mean, what about Jalen Hurts? Um, he went to Oklahoma, so I won't, that wouldn't count. <laughs> that wouldn't count. I hate to even bring it up from a Texas fan, but, I mean, Oklahoma the court, Ohio I mean, State Alabama, quarterbacks are even worse. Yeah, so uh, that's one. That's one I, I'm pretty sure the Florida – I can't think of the kid's name from Florida. Richardson? I'm pretty Andy sure Richardson. it goes worse. Yeah, Peyton Rich, I'm pretty sure it goes to either the Panthers because I've heard what well, we've been, I've been listening. Texans aren't going to pick a quarterback, so I mean, I'm pretty sure the Panthers are probably he's going to probably be the number one quarterback that goes off because I'm pretty sure they're thinking themselves. I mean, it, it's it's true. Like there's a there's a, a quarterback curse, so to speak, from the programs that get drafted. Like eventually, those quarterbacks don't amount to nothing. I, I don't know why it is. But those quarterbacks aren't very valuable. I mean, they, they look good in college, but they just don't pan out very well in the pros. And I don't know, maybe they just go that other way. But I'm interested to see what's the, who's the first quarterback and who the Texans pick. I'm, I'm interested to see how many trades we have in this first yeah, round. Because uh, I think the, the main thing that I've been hearing, just kind of watching and, and reading, is – there's not like okay, this person's going here. This per- it's like there's a lot of up in the air. It's like kind of more wide open than normal. Um, so that leads me to think that there's going to be a lot of wheeling and dealing because these teams are going to have totally different draft boards. And if they find somebody that's still available at a spot, you know they're going to be wheeling and dealing trying to get up the board to get their guy. Um, so I'm just interested to see how many trades in the first round. I'm, I'm thinking there's going to be four, five, six trades possibly in this first round at least. Well, and I think that goes to what Houston and what Arizona do. I, I think those two, depending on what they go with and, and either who they pick or do they decide to go back down, especially Houston because it, apparently they're like, hey, we're looking for edge rushers and you've got two really good ones. So you might could go back down five spots and still get one of those and, and let the draft kind of help you decide which one falls to you. Uh, but do you, but if you're Houston, do you do you want to trade with Tennessee, who might be looking to come up, or Indianapolis, who who might? Those are the two that most people think want to move up. And if you're Houston, do you really want to help an AFC South uh, team? Because let's go back to Dallas picking Micah Parsons. Part of that happened because them and Philadelphia did a trade, and so literally Philadelphia you helped Dallas get Micah Parsons. And I know some people say, oh, that shouldn't matter. But I, I think it does. If you're going to trade inside your division, to me, you, you need to ask for more capital than you would a, a normal team outside of your division because that's the team you're going to be fa- facing two times a year for the next five, six years. Yeah. Ed, edge rush is everything right now. That's that's like yep. – that to me, he would that that is the second most important position in the NFL today is the edge rusher. And because you got to get to the quarterback. Everyone knows that. 
Well, that's why Dallas has Micah Parsons. They were second in the league in sacks, yet I have a feeling they're going to probably draft through the whole draft, not necessarily in the first round, but I could see them doing it in the first round. I think they're going to draft at least two edge guys because Dan Quinn likes to rotate in. He doesn't believe in having – two defensive ends taking 70 snaps. He wants six defensive ends splitting between them. And I'm exactly like you. I think in today's football, it's quarterback, edge rush, and cornerback. Those are your three toughest and then wide receiver right there. After that, you want to have good position players, of course, but you can figure those out if you have the other. And on saying that, offensive tackle is right there too because there's the yeah. one that are blocking the edge rushers. All right, we're going to take a break real quick before the draft. The draft has officially started. Carolina's on the clock, but it's going to be probably at least 10 minutes. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be jumping right into the NFL draft, who we think goes where, and all the fun stuff brought to you by Frisco Bar and Grill. This special episode of Outdrank the Coverage, the live draft show, is brought to you by the Frisco Bar and Grill. They're located at 6750 Gaylord Parkway, Suite 120 in Frisco. You can find them online at thefriscobar.com. I'm telling you folks, if you're a sports fan, a karaoke fan, or a fan of live music and trivia, this is the place you want to be. They not only have great food, great drinks, they have great prices, and they have a great atmosphere. I'm telling you, this is where old friends meet and new friends are found. I promise you, you will love the Frisco Bar and Grill. Intern Noe and I will be talking about it during the draft show, but we love their appetizers. We love their wings. I love their sliders. My girlfriend loves the karaoke. Hey, if you're a fan of Oklahoma Sooners or San Francisco 49ers, the Frisco Bar and Grill is the official watch party place for both of those. And intern Noe and I was there for a Monday night game last year when San Francisco was playing, and the atmosphere is absolutely amazing. You cannot beat it. So check out the Frisco Bar and Grill, located at 6750 Gaylord Parkway, Suite 120 in Frisco, where old friends meet and new friends are found. Here at L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. So like and subscribe and check us out. All right, Terry Bennett, intern Noe, back here live on the NFL Draft Special. We're going to be here all night long. Uh, Carolina, I think, technically is officially on the clock. This is what I'm talking about. ESPN's intro has been six minutes now. Yeah. You could literally have Carolina had already been 10 minutes on the clock, five minutes right when the, the, the draft starts, and that would be the first thing you do. But let's go ahead and get into it. But let's, Terry, what? Money. I know, I know. Let's talk uh, Carolina. Uh, they traded up from the Bears or with the Bears. Yep. Uh, they gave up one of the things I think they really need now, in wide receiver in oh, DJ yeah. Moore. Uh, but last year, Carolina was one of those surprise teams. Yeah. Uh, they traded Christian McCaffrey and got better. Yeah. Uh, there for a while, they were actually in the NFC South in a, a outside shot at the playoffs. So was every team in that division. Exactly. It was so bad. I think they were starting to bring teams over from other – just get over here and you can be in the playoffs. Yeah. All right, so for me, when you look at the, the Panthers, uh, quarterback is what they're going to go around one. Now, at the beginning of this cycle, when they first got the trade, it was thought that C.J. Stroud was going to be their guy because their offensive coordinator had worked with him, yeah. and they felt that was closer. Well, and also Frank Wright, he typically has always had big quarterbacks. Yeah, big quarterbacks. And so then Bryce Young has taken the lead. But there has been some people saying over the last 24 hours, what, the Will Levis? Yes. You don't think that's going to happen? No, that's just rumors. But wouldn't that be, I mean, to me. I would be shocked. 
But I mean, he's the big, strong quarterback. Pro and a pro offense. And a pro offense. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that he has the, probably the human Anthony Richardson have the two biggest arms. Yeah. Anthony Richardson, to me, is the most Jared Allen of the group, highest ceiling, lowest floor type. And so far, Jared, you know, it, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I still think it's Bryce Young, but it wouldn't shock me if, if the Colts pulled one and, and did a Will Levis because of the size and the prototypical quarterback in the prototypical system. Yeah, Will Levis to the Colts? Yes. Oh, yeah. I thought about that, but I was I guess in my head I'm I mean think- no too I'm talking about to the Panthers. To the Panthers. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I'm, that, saying that, I'm still saying that that could possibly happen. It could be, you know, it to what I was just saying to your point, Frank Reich, he loves those big quarterbacks historically speaking. Yeah. Um I I feel Bryce Young would be more of a all-pro generational talent. I I think with Will Levis, he'll be a pro bowler, but I I'm just not sure if that's who they should pick with the number one overall pick. And I, I could see Levis struggling, but that could just be attributed to SEC defenses uh, week to week. I, I liked what Jason Kelsey was talking about that. And, and he was talking about uh, when they were talking about how do you judge a quarterback. And he made a real good point of, you know, it, it's easier to judge a quarterback if they've got the all stud wide receivers that are in the league and the offensive linemen. But what about the quarterbacks that are that are throwing to insurance salesmen and yeah, lawyers, like and, the and, the uh, Josh Allen yeah, argument? And, yeah. and bankers are are, are yeah. blocking for him. You know, yeah. and, and do you really? And Josh Allen, we didn't. We all were curious. We all thought he was going to be erratic. You just saw a big guy with a can of an arm who could move around, could move around. but he threw a lot of interceptions. Yeah. His completion percentage wasn't great, yeah. but then you realize, oh, wait a minute. It might be because of who he was playing around. And the interview process kind of will determine what type of person they are, which will help you decide on if you're going to draft them or not. Okay, so that leads to what has happened to C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud was by far most a 1A or 1B draft pick yeah. this year. Came out a couple weeks ago, or about a week ago, that he apparently didn't do as good on the on one of the tests, not the yeah. Wonderlick, but one of those tests. Yeah, yeah. That to me sounds like a team trying to float something out to hope that they that 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 they he drops to him. Yeah, and, and that's one of those things that unfortunately that just that really sucks. I mean, we can talk yeah, about what does. we want about you know them as a quarterback, and they're going to still get paid a lot of money. But I mean, you're you're literally just taking digs on somebody individually. No. Because of you're trying to get him to fall to you. True, but you know C.J. Stroud, I was impressed with him in one game, and that was the playoff game against Georgia. Great game to be really good at. But when I saw him throughout most of the season, the the two games that epitomized what I thought of him were the Notre Dame game mm-hmm. and the loss to Michigan. I thought that he just didn't look that good, and. It was look. Look at the draft picks are coming out now, and then Marvin Harrison Jr. will be next year. Yeah, Paris Johnson, tackle, yes. one of the best tackles, top ten yeah, pick, probably just a big dude. I would dare say big cat, like just a yeah, big athletic a guy. Yeah, uh, and then his receivers last year he had Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. This year, Jackson Smith and Najiba is going to be drafted. Yeah, Najiba actually had a better year last year than he did this year because he was hurt this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rockwall's own. Um, yeah, Rockwall's we own. actually have personal connections with him. Yeah. Um, great wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I think he is going to be more of the uh, more of the possession style. Like, I, I don't think – you know, he's not going to come out and, 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 you know, catch 20 yards a catch or anything. But yeah. he, he's he's more of the going to be your your – 
your guy that's going to get 100 receptions, 1,400 yards, nine yeah. touchdowns type of guy. Yeah, agreed. Uh, right now we've got uh, Roger Goodell on the thing. Now, the funny thing is, is you know, as you know, if you're, if you're with us, we can't show the draft. So we're watching the draft, and you're watching us react to the draft. <laughs> um, we can't even hear it. I'll turn it up a little bit, but I don't want it to cross over. Uh, it's got what's-her-name from Saturday Night Live, who, by the way, she's a huge Chiefs fan, if you're watching. And the episode that, uh, that oh, uh, Travis Kelsey yeah. was on was one of the best Saturday Night Lives in years. Yeah. Absolutely funny. Uh, or, but anyway, so I guess right now, there's why do they got two Kansas City fans? Oh, that's right. They're in Kansas City. Yeah. yeah. Remember that? Speaking remember of. Now, remember now they rotate? Yes. And you, you and I know because. We got to go to the draft. Yes, five and years the, ago. The way the draft works is, is it's not like everybody can go. At least it wasn't in Dallas, which is really weird yeah. because it's a 100,000-seat uh, stadium. But Heidi Gardner, that's her name. But what they did is they cut the stadium, and I guess there's only about 30,000 that could really be there. You and I both did the request. I didn't get approved. Mm -hmm. You did. You told me about it. Yeah, I told you. So you signed up before I did. Affirmative action. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but, But luckily, you got the tickets, and we got to go. And honestly, you and I have both been to, to NFL football games. I've been to NFL training camps. Yeah. That was one of the most in just pure football fun nights that I have ever had. I loved it. I loved hearing the conversations. Like Eagle fans talking with Cowboy fans. Yeah. With Like where we were sitting, there was literally Cowboy fans, Giants fans, Washington Commander fans, and yeah. we're all sitting there like, what do you think y'all? And, and it was all like in, in peace and harmony. The only time you'll see that when you get in a, in a literally fans the only together. time. So right now we're seeing Patrick Mahomes and White Travis, House Texas is on. White House Texas, which on. by the way, Brett and the boys, that's what they cover is NETSN. They cover East Texas football, East Texas sports. They broadcast football, basketball, baseball. They're going to be doing volleyball next year. They've got big news that they're going to talk about here soon as they've got a new title sponsor and big, big things are going to be happening for them. So we just wanted to shout that out. We'll be bringing them on through the night here is Kermit's now. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is now talking. Uh, I think, okay, question. Yes. Two Super Bowls, three Super Bowl appearances, MVP. If he retired today, he's a Hall of Famer. Okay. Um, well, I say that if he were to retire because of an injury, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. If he just did the whole, I don't want to play anymore, yeah. I don't know because the quarterback resume is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, like we joked about it in the, in the thing, but like Kirk Cousins in any other era is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Correct. In this era, he's maybe the 15th best. Yeah. Because the NFL today, it is easier to be a quarterback yeah. than it ever has been. And I'm not saying that is a bad thing. Yeah. I, I mean, that's what makes the sport. So, but yeah, I, I think though, I mean, obviously, he, the thing about him is knowing him and, and broadcasting him when he was a high schooler, he's one of those that he could be Tom Brady if, as long as he stays healthy. He's another good example of being around lesser talent at Texas Tech. Yes, Just, exactly. He and, was, and he was make, erratic. Yeah. yeah, good point. Now, good point. a lot of these NFL experts praise him for all the crazy throws he makes in the NFL, but he was doing that almost every play at Texas Tech. He just didn't have the talent around him. And Andy Reid saw it, and he, you know, of course they do the and again. It's it's a lot of this is mental. There's a lot of good college players. It's just. Are they willing to take their game to the next level in the pros? All right. So while we're waiting, we're about nine minutes till the the Carolina Panthers. Pick. You know what you should do? You know you have all these uh, extra picks because of free agencies and stuff. Yeah. They should set a rule if you pick under ten minutes, you get an extra fourth round pick. Oh. Just to speed things up. Yeah. And that you you liked my idea. So if you don't know, if you're looking at the order, we got the draft order up. 
the the uh, Miami Dolphins do not have a draft pick this year. Correct. Not because they traded out, but because of the whole when they tried to get Tom Brady over and they basically and Sean Payton and, and Sean Payton, <laughs> and, and so they got docked their first round pick. Yeah. I believe. The way they should do that, A, because it's rare that a team gets docked a first-round pick. Yeah. But if you do, there should be a draw inside your division and one of your other division teams Ooh. gets that pick. I, I mean, th- make it more punitive yeah. and make it more fun, too. Yeah. And make it to where you don't know till draft night. Like, that's literally – like, do it right when it comes to that spot. Say, like, okay, at this point, the Miami Dolphins would be picking – but now we're going to draw it right then, and then you'd force those teams to have to make an on-spot decision. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, so here's the draft order. As we were talking with the boys uh, from NETSN, and we'll bring them on here when Houston's about to pick, uh, you've got Carolina, you've got Houston, Arizona, Indy, Seattle, Detroit, the Raiders, the Falcons, the Bears, and the Eagles. That's your top ten, and I really think the Texans and the Cardinals, that is going to be what decides are we going to have a crazy first round or not. I, I think if the Texans do go with a rush end, um, I could see them trading down. Yeah. I definitely think you could easily see Arizona trading down because I don't know if Arizona feels there's anybody that they have to get at three that they couldn't get at seven or eight or yeah. you know even 11. Tennessee's supposed to be a team that's possibly going to jump up. Houston has the advantage of having two picks in the top. 12. Yes. So they can get really good really quick. And, and they're smart. I, I think they're smart. If they don't feel that a quarterback is there, yeah. they don't need to force it. You've got Case Keenum back. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, what's his name from last year? I can think of his name. Oh, now. Davis Mills. Yeah, you got Davis Mills still. You, you can ride out one more year and, hey, maybe get another top five pick out of it. And I think D'Amico Ryans and that staff, I, I think a lot of the signings that they did have been really, really smart. Oh yeah, um, got Dalton Schultz. Yes, uh, they 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 need some weapons on offense, and he, for better or worse, he is a really good weapon to they, have. No, one hundred percent. I mean, my whole my only issue with him was, and he proved it in this franchise year. Yeah. Is Dallas could live without him. It's not that doesn't mean he's not good. Correct. It's just what Dallas was going to have to pay him, and, and Houston didn't have to pay him. Correct. That much. And, in fact, I think he only signed like a one-year $9 million deal yeah, or something like that. Uh, but, anyway, so back to Carolina. Uh, Josh McCown, the quarterback coach, uh, again, another East Texas guy. He played at Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville, Texas, they, in fact, used to be rivals with White House where Patrick Mahomes played. Um, there's a there's a whole McNown family there that, that have played there, and one of them's a coach now in Jacksonville. And there's a quarterback that plays for Rusk. I think he was a senior last year. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, Carolina, six minutes left. I'm going to go ahead and say that they they definitely. I, I think they're going to do the safe pick at number one. I think you almost have to. I, I think they're going to go Bryce Young. I, I would love to see them go. Like Will Levis, Will Levis or yeah. Anthony Richardson, just to see what would happen. Yeah. Um, but you and I also always like we talk about on fantasy. We love chaos. Going back to the Texans, yeah, I do love chaos. <laughs> well, as long as it doesn't involve the Cowboys. Yes, exactly. Uh, you know, Texans got Shaq Mason for right guard. They got Schultz. We've mentioned him. They got who else? They, oh, you got Jimmy Ward. Now overnight, they're going to have one of the better secondaries in football. They got Jimmy Ward. They got Jalen P- Petrie. And they got Derek Stingley. And, so. and, and Stingley, it, it, for all the talk of Sauce Gardner and uh, what's his name for Denver, uh, I, I, I thought Derek Stingley had a really good solid oh, year. Yeah, I, I thought Derek Stingley had a really solid year last year. And, and I think he is a foundation guy. Yeah. yeah. 100% agree. And then they got good kicker, Kami Fairbairn. Fairbairn? Fairbairn? Yeah, I don't know how you say that. Yeah. 
<laughs> he did get, I mean, some opportunities. And that, that Houston offense wasn't that great, but they, they returned Pierce. Uh, they 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 had upgrades, and they have a pretty solid offensive line now. Uh, so I I really think the next two picks they make, they do need to get an edge rusher or a rusher of some sort. And then that second pick, I mean, it can just be whoever. Like they want to improve the linebacking. They, they if they get Will Anderson, they got the improvement at linebacker, and they got the edge rusher. Well, I I think they would love to get uh, Speedy at wide receiver though. And, and number twelve uh, in Jigba will be available. Well, that's that's kind of where I see them going. Yeah. And again, he's that guy. Honestly, he's a, a Brandon Cook type. Who, by the way, they traded to Dallas. Yeah. But it, but he's he's not going to wow you with, with his stat like his his measurables. Correct. But he just goes out and he catches the ball and he knows he knows how to 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 run very precise routes. And 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 you and I, I mean, we always knew it being Michael Irvin fans. Yeah. But, but we learned with you, you saw with Amari Cooper what a guy who knows how to run routes. Yeah. That literally can can just completely change your offense. Correct. Uh, and, and I think he's the type of guy. You know, it's funny. Five ten years ago, a wide receiver stepped in. You, you were expected to give them two or three years. Yeah. Now they're just like quarterbacks. They can step right in, and, and if you put them in the right packages and you don't overload them with information, yeah. they can step right in and become a 75, uh, 1,100 yards, nine touchdown type of guy. And I think that's kind of where he is. I, I, I think he's – I don't know. I just I, I think he's a smaller Marvin Harrison. Oh, that's a good comparison. And he, he, he played with his uh, Marvin Harrison son at the Ohio State. <laughs> yep, and Marvin Harrison Jr. will be coming out next year, and he's already looks to be like he's going to be a top five pick. He's supposed to be the best receiver out of this three-year run of good receivers. I still think Ohio Chris Olave's. I, I, I like Olave I just lot. don't know how you're going to top him because I, I think he is – he is so special in that he can do a little bit of everything. And I'm a big believer now. Like I, I love Lamb for Dallas, but at times Lamb kind of only can do one or two things. Yeah. Uh, I, that's one of the things I, I like that they got uh, Brandon Cook. I like the Panthers pick is in. Hey. So we're about to see who they're going with. Off the, you going Bryce Young? I'm going Bryce Young. All right, we're waiting now as they do the whole thing where it takes them 30 minutes. By the way, great story about Minnesota in 2002. Uh, not picking in time, which if that happens, it becomes a free-for-all. Yeah. Whoever can get their card up after them can literally steal <laughs> a pick, which people forget that almost happened to Dallas the year before. Yeah, the, the difference was is Dallas and Kansas City already had a pick, yeah. uh, or trade decided, and luckily for Dallas, Kansas City's guy got to the, the stand in time and turned his card in, yeah. or that could have happened to them. But we're waiting right now. Uh, again, it's the Panthers picking and then Houston, and when we get Houston, we'll bring in the – NETSM boys to talk a little about what they think Houston's going to do. Um, I'd love it if they went like Paris Johnson, just completely blow off. The- I mean, we'll love or no, we'll love us. Uh, Bryce Young didn't look so happy right there. Does that meaning because he's not going to Carolina or <laughs> who knows going to Carolina? <laughs> you know, by the way, Carolina, when they wear like the black and like mostly black and mm. then that baby blue, that's one of my favorite looks. Oh, no, they've got a great look, especially like at night, at night like a night home game. And if this is your first time listening to or uh, watching and listening to Outdrink to Coverage, uh, intern Noah and I are really big in uniforms and helmets. Yes. yes. Uh, we end zones, too. End zones, Field. too. Everything, yeah. the look. Uh, every week inside the season, we literally rate the best uniform games mm-hmm. and the worst uniform games. And not just because of how they look, but how they look on the field together. Yep. All right, here is Mr. Goodell. Yep. Safe pick. Quarterback Bryce Young uh, has went to the Carolina Panthers. 
and the draft has officially started. Uh, no shock. Uh, again, I, I think you almost were forced to go with the safest pick at that point. Yeah. Um, all right, so Houston is now on the clock. And in doing that, we're going to bring in the NETSM boys uh, to help us talk a little bit about that. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to hand it off to y'all. What do y'all think Houston's going to do right here? Corey, you can't hear. I, I'll go ahead first, Corey. Uh, I'm on I, think, I think that if they don't like who they have, Houston's in a great spot. Like, if, if somebody's looking at quarterback and wants to move up, they could trade down very easily. Um, but if they don't, I mean, Will Anderson's there. I mean, he's yeah. a special player. I, I think that they either trade or they go with him. Um, I mean, what do you got, Corey? Uh, well, just before I get started, we got JD in the building. This is uh, the other third of uh, That's So Dope podcast be joining us this year on uh, NetSN. So, what's up, JD? That's bringing hey, me. What's up? <laughs> um, but no, uh, honestly, I it's, it's cliche. I, I'm, I mean, of course they're gonna pick Bryce Young. I, I'm not a, I, I'm not a big fan of it. He's a small quarterback. After what happened with Tua this year, just I'm not, I'm not buying it. I, but you know, he's a good thrower. I mean, more has to him. He's a good thrower. He's a good passer. I mean, that's great. But you know, maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't want to pick a, a, a sturdy quarterback. So we'll see what McCowan can do with him. Uh, we'll see what they do. But uh, I just, I don't, I don't know. It's like a commercial pick for me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, we'll, we'll pick them. We, he's the best pass. We'll go ahead and pick him. You know, I, I don't know. But in, in regards to Houston, uh, like I said, I don't know if they'll trade it, but that they'll definitely pick a defensive player. I just don't see them picking anything else. Maybe offensive lineman. But uh, defensive player for sure. I don't see him picking anything else at this point. I agree. Well, and, you, you know, we've been talking offense for Houston, but it is a former defensive coordinator, former middle linebacker that yeah. is their head coach. Yeah. And the one thing that they lack – or I mean, they lack multiple things on defense, but the one thing I, they definitely lack is a pass rush. And as we talked about in the pre-show – Pass rush is, is as important as any other position, if not more important. We're at a point now where if you get to the quarterback, you're going to win. If you can't get to the quarterback, you better have two lockdown corners and, and two all-pro safeties, or you're just going to get cut up. And what team has all that? <laughs> not many. Yeah, I mean, especially while San Francisco, apparently. Yeah. yeah. So who do y'all think? Give us a name. Four minutes left, or Four minutes and 50 seconds left. Give us a name of who y'all think they're going to pick. I'm going with Anderson. Wow, the pick is already in. I'm going to say Wow, they knew they wanted. Or there's a trade. Yeah, it's true. Don't they usually tell you? Don't they usually tell you that they traded though? In the before they pick. Well, well, they won't. They won't know until the NFL is notified because the pick is in. Just means they've notified the NFL that they they know what they're doing. Okay. I know sometimes it's different with the. Yeah, the, the NBA the draft is different. From Georgia, I think they go with him. Oh, the now that's controversy there. And we had y'all didn't really talked about that. What do y'all think about uh, Terry about the the Georgia kid that's got a little controversy on him? Well, I mean, um, what happens is tragic, but you have to for an NFL team, you have to look at that and say, is that something that's a a a personality flaw, or was that a one-time mistake that he probably wouldn't make again? Yeah. I do think it's funny that 
I think it was Todd Archer that had literally came out before all that happened and talked about some people had said that Jalen Carter had some personality issues and everybody took him to task about that, talking about all the charities he did and all that. And then that happened, the wreck happened and he didn't act the best. And so I don't know. I, I don't think uh, with the Texans, with their stat, with who they have in the front office, I don't think that that's necessarily going to be a big issue. I just don't know if Jalen Carter is, I, I still think pass rush is more important. If you've got to choose between one or the other, you can find plugger defensive tackles. You need your edge guys that are going to get to the quarterback. Yeah. I'm going to say this. Let's look at the pro day that he had. I was not pleased with it. And yeah, he was overweight. But, I was yeah, just going to say, he came in overweight. Yeah. Now, let's be fair. He was on what's called the, the award circuit, and in the award circuit, you're traveling all over the nation. You're doing all these awards. You're getting what's called the, the rubber chicken dinners. You're not eating the best. Uh, so I, I can say that sometimes that that gets overblown, but you would think after everything that had happened, right. you would think he would be like, okay, I need to show that I am on top of my game, and that was just a mistake, a bad decision in the moment. So for him to then come in overweight, that does seem to add to that. Is he a guy that you can trust? Because, man, defensive tackles and offensive tackles, if they get big and they stay big, that completely changes their game and not always for the best. Because especially for somebody like him who his explosive first step is so key to him, if he loses that, then he's just another fat dude in the middle. Yeah. Well, I, well, I look at it like this. You know as a uh, college player that you're a potential first-round draft pick, you have to take better care of yourself. You know this. And when you step outside those boundaries and you decide, hey, I'm just going to do what's best for me in, in this instance, you got to look at it, the character. Yeah. I know I'm a potential first-round draft pick. I can be number as close as number one or top ten. Oh, Take care of yourself. You know all the accolades are coming. But all right, the Houston pick is in. Oh, wow. Whoa! Wow, guys. Wow. That's all I got to wow. say about that. So it took all of second pick to have the first holy crap wow. pick of the night. Oh. The Houston Texans take C.J. Stroud. What do y'all oh, think? I don't know. Man. That's that's bold is what I say. Bold. I'm not going to say it's bold. I'm not even upset with it. It's, it's a Houston thing. I need a quarterback. I need a quarterback. I mean, you need a quarterback. Oh, I mean, I was trying to find out what was on his suit. That's what I was trying to figure out. It just looked like <laughs> something on his suit is bothering me. But uh, I, you know, I just didn't. I didn't think they had it in them. Huh? Not a quarterback. Well, I mean, early. so so think about this, guys. If you're getting C.J. Stroud and you've got the number twelve pick, true. Doesn't it make sense to get his favorite wide receiver at Ohio State? Yes, it does. I mean, we sat here and talked all pre-show about your ranking the most important positions, and quarterback is definitely the most important position. And if they feel that C.J. Stroud can be a top-tier quarterback, then I have no problem with this. You have to make this pick. What we all question is, is he a top-tier quarterback, or could they have found something else next year? Uh, but I like it. I, I like the bold moves that the Houston Texans are taking right now. I, I think D'Amico Ryans has come in, and, and you people were worried that, oh, he's a defensive guy, and will he just be defense and not care about the offense? But everything that they've been doing in the offseason has shown that he realizes you've got to retool that offense and, and be able to score points. 
Well, even 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 last year, this, I'm just gonna call a spade a spade. The Texans weren't horribly bad last year on defense. No, and and so a lot of it has to do with Lovey Smith and his schemes. Just gonna say that um, he's pretty he's pretty smart. But then you get another defensive coordinator comes in and he's retooled. They love him. In, they love him in Houston, and I think the defense is going to be fine. I think he's going to scheme him up well. The offense is the biggest issue at this point. Um, they got a decent running back. They had a, a, a okay quarterback last year. They don't have any targets. Offensive line is suspect. And you, if you really want to start your offense right, get a quarterback, and you got to find some people to protect him. You know, and they they went bold and went to C.J. Stroud. I I don't. It's a safe pick, to be honest with you. It's you know I like him better than Bryce Young. I just you know he's to me he's more doable than Bryce Young. I don't think he had to endure a whole lot. Oh, Ohio State is really good. I mean, he's he's got better wide receivers than pretty much anybody in the country, just about. Um, I mean, I think it's a good pick. It's just a bold pick. Yeah, I totally agree with that. All right, we'll be bringing y'all back on here later, as we do appreciate appreciate them going to be joining us all night through this draft from time to time. So it all it took second pick to get a shocking pick, and maybe it wasn't shocking. I think maybe we got to give Houston credit for playing that like we're not going to do this, we're not going to do this. Yeah. Now, I think what they were hoping, and this is just me, and it could be totally off, I think they were hoping maybe Tennessee or the Colts would jump early to three, and then they take Stroud, and it's like, hey, you just drafted, you know, you just came up for nothing. Yeah. I like the pick. I, I like what the Houston Texans are doing in this offseason. I, I think that they have put themselves on the quickest path to being back as a team. I'm not saying it's going to happen this year, but but I, I like the hire at coach and I like all the moves that they've done. But let's talk about real quick because this is the great thing when you have a surprise pick like this is how quick the, the, the draft can roll. We've got Arizona now. Uh, they're on the pick. Now, by all accounts, if they took a quarterback, that would be the most shocking thing in 20 years. Yeah. Uh, but will they stay at here? As late as it's getting, it tells me they're going to make a pick. I think that they've got to be perfectly happy because one of the things that they need yeah. is definitely a pass rush, and you've got two guys now you can choose between who you want, who's considered the two best pass rushers in the draft. They should get Will Anderson. They're going to get Wilson from Texas Tech. I like Wilson. Wilson's six foot four. I got to actually see him live. I went to see Texas Tech in Texas this mm-hmm. year, and – Texas had that game at times in control, and he made a couple big plays on big third downs that, yeah. that kept Texas from getting first downs that could have iced the game. Um, I, I think you're good with either one of those. I, I would think with a good defense – or Jonathan Gannon, the head coach for the Cardinals, was the former – was the defensive coordinator for the Eagles last season. The, uh, that stout defense they had that – you know they, they did get exposed in the Super Bowl, but for the whole season they were very good. I think since he's defensive minded, they will go defense, and I, I, I really think they're they should go for Will Anderson. They really, really should. I think he'll be an immediate difference maker, and I think he'll be a consistent player for them for a decade. Now, last year they didn't have a first round pick; they selected in the second round Trey McBride, the tight end. I think, I think he'll be good. Yeah, but he didn't really. He, he was well because it has Ertz. Yeah, but I mean, it, you kind of thought that McBride was going to take more snaps yeah. from Ertz because Ertz had kind of came over in the trade, and even before he came over there, he had struggled. Now he did have a good second half to the year before season, yeah. and he was pretty solid this past year. But, but yeah, I, I think if you're trying to make an impact with the cars, or you trade down. And you still get one of those. Which is um, what they should do. But, again, with C.J. Stroud being off the clock, I, I, I think now 
I don't think we're going to see the crazy trades we thought. I think that that was all dependent on what the Houston Texans did. And, you know and I what? think what Watt retired. They have to get Wilson because yeah. they already got Kazir White in free agency, and they already have Isaiah Simmons. And, and Kazir White's really solid, but he's not going to get you 14, 15 sacks. He's more of your. But yeah, I mean, like what? Oh, what, here what, we go. Trade. Ah, okay. <laughs> To the, Whoa, Texans. to the Texans. To the Texans. What? You got to be kidding me. All right. So we got to bring them back on right now. As just like they're that, getting Will Anderson. Just like that, the, the, the Texans are wow. back on. What I say? Go back to the Texans list. Okay. So do you go with. I'm assuming they're no, trading their 12th. You know, pick. I meant a while ago that they would take Will Anderson. With the third what do y'all pick? think, guys? I meant the third pick, not the second pick a while ago, Terry. Uh, that, that was. <laughs> By the way, I like the Cowboys. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, so I, I, again, I, I said it. I don't know if you heard. I said it. I, I love what the Texans are doing in this off season. This is almost draft day. Um, yeah, this is like draft day. <laughs> all, all we need now is him to tell somebody that the the world's changed where it was thirty seconds ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I still, I would still, I, I kind of want them to go wide receiver though. It's too early. I, I don't. He's not a, a number three pick. He's not a number three guy. Early. I mean, what do you have? Uh, they have John Meachie the third, right? If mm-hmm. I'm correct. Yeah. So if you pair him with another person, um, you know, uh, that that's got talent, you got C.J. Stroud, who's a big, strong quarterback. You already bolster what you had before last year. Brandon Cook, we, you mentioned him earlier. Yeah. Uh, speedy guy, not gonna wow you with anything else. Deep threat for the most part. If you get somebody who's a great route runner and can still move, I think you you change the dynamics of your team drastically. You, or what about Paris Johnson? Great. Defense will be great. Could be. Yep. Oh, sorry. Paris. No, no. Paris Johnson. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm. At, I love this. The, the Texans have decided that they're going to be the team that just flips the draft upside down. Um, and and I love the fact that. I don't know. It just depends on who they get. I think that's the big thing is. Roger Goodell's coming out now, so we're about to see who they're going to get. It it makes the most sense to get a pass rusher or Paris Johnson. <sighs> well, of course, it'd be a linebacker. Well, I'm going to say this: having a great defense, a uh, great coach that can can coach up a defense, you don't necessarily. Will Anderson. Perfect. Perfect. So the Houston Texans, mm. we'll see if it works, but the yeah. Houston Texans in two picks back-to-back have got a foundation piece on the offense and a foundation piece on the defense. And what were we talking about in the in the pre-show, the two most important positions in today's football, quarterback, quarterback edge rusher. The Houston Texans, at least on paper, have taken care of that for the next five hey, years. And depending on what they had to give up, I think this is a brilliant, brilliant move. I, I, right now, if the Texans don't make another good pick the rest of the draft, I still have them at a, at, at an a at least on paper. And again, that's all we can do right now is on paper. Yep. Yeah, you yep. can't go wrong. Hey, whoever made I mean, this, how do you make? So what? Yeah. I was gonna say, whoever made this draft card here, draft needs for the Texans QB and edge one two uh, did a good job there. <laughs> that, that would be intern no <laughs> I mean, uh, you can say check and check for the two top needs that the Texans had. I mean, what else can you can you ask for in the first round? 
Right. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can ask for. Now, again, do they develop? We'll see. Uh, but we'll bring y'all – unless Houston trades back up here in the next pick, <laughs> we're going to take y'all off for a little bit, and we'll bring y'all back on here in a minute. As now uh, on, at least on paper, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, the uh, another AFC South team, yeah. will be making a pick. And honestly, you got to feel that they might have – let's see. So one of the things that you, you mentioned draft day earlier, one of the things draft day and all of its goofiness did show is how one team can completely flip how everybody else drafts. Oh, yeah. So will Indianapolis – are they going to panic now? Is this going to kind of throw them in a frenzy? Do they trade down? Uh, do they do, – who, who do you think they're going to go with? Will Levis. You think it's going to be Will Levis? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I really think Anthony Richardson – is more of the Jalen Hurts type player that uh, their new coach, Thane Steichen, had when he was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles last mm-hmm. season. Having said that, Will Levis played in a pro-style offense. He played against a really tough SEC. All those defenses are pretty stout. So I, I really feel that if anybody, he's the most ready. If, if the Colts are wanting to flip it right now, he they should get Levis. If they can wait a year or two, Maybe start Minshew this year, start Foles, uh, start Ellinger, then Richardson's their guy. I, I honestly, this is just my opinion, I, I'm past the whole start a guy for sitting for two years. We're in a different world, man. These quarterbacks in high school are reading defenses that, like, Troy Aikman wouldn't have seen till he was in the pros. They're seeing those yeah. in high school. I, I think as long as, as – There's long a fan as, crying right now. <laughs> For the Texans, <laughs> oh, this this is like some of our fans from sports rehab. This is the this might be the greatest moment since the the Texans beat the Dallas hey, Cowboys game one of their franchise. I'm already giving them an A grade. This no, is I love fantastic. it. I, I absolutely love it. In, in free agency, they be they shored up their secondary with good solid without overpaying. Exactly, they shored up their tight end issues. They got some good receivers. They got Noah Brown and Robert Woods, along with the returning John Mechie. So they've already improved there. And then they get their franchise quarterback. And then they get their franchise edge rusher. So Houston, like you said, man, if they're healthy on paper, eight wins is very doable, and especially in that particular division. I mean, if you you get a C.J. Stroud pulls a – you know, a rookie sensation, and you get now they, they still have some questions offensively. Wide receiver's a big one, but um, they 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 did address that Robert Woods is healthy. Noah Brown can be good for a few games. Mechie's still concerned coming back. He, he took the year off. Well, you got to wonder is this, and, and I know part of it was because Brandon Cooks wasn't happy with where the franchise was. Yeah. But you kind of got to wonder now, do they have like, man, what if we'd have just held on to him? Especially because they didn't, Dallas didn't give up a lot. Would they give yeah. up a fifth and a sixth? I think. Yeah, it wasn't that much. Um, and you got to wonder now, because if you if you had Brandon Cooks in that that wide receiver room with Woods and C.J. Stroud, yeah. and, and, you know, but either way, like I said, I, I just love what they've done. The Colts pick is in, so we're going to uh, see what they're going to go. I, I, I'm like you. I, I still, part of me still thinks that they're going to, punt on the quarterback position possibly and and go something else uh they also could use a corner a guard they could they could use some any defensive help you know that, that that's now know. now corner is not too too uh far off now i think the the top cornerbacks are like in the bottom of the top 10 but they could reach if they really want a cornerback right now to replace stefan gilmore outside linebacker the, they can wait on that 
safety, they can wait on that. Uh, guard, they can. The best guard is probably Skaronski, and he's a tackle. Hey, Jim Mercy already looks like he's out drank the coverage. Oh man, we need to catch up. Yeah, we got to catch up on yeah. him. Speaking of, let's do a let's do a a, a, a draft. Oh yeah, draft salute to the Houston Texans. Congratulations! Yeah. If nothing else, you won the night. Doesn't matter what that means. Uh, but you at least won tonight with some great maneuverability. Anthony Richardson is smiling. Oh, I would love Anthony Richardson to the Colts. I'm telling you, that's a bigger Jalen Hurts. But I still think he'd have to sit a year. I don't think he's ready right now. Uh, one of our fans, Mandy Flanagan. Now, to be fair, okay. her and her significant other are huge Michigan fans. She says Houston Texans will never get that suck eye smell out of their locker room now. <laughs> I love it. All right. The Colts pick is in. Okay. Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Good call there. I love it. Okay, so now does Will leave us start a fall? Which it's weird because at the beginning of the draft cycle – in January, most people had him maybe a late first round, most likely a second round. He kind of climbed up because of quarterback needs. Yeah. Does do, he fall? Do the Raiders still have the number seven pick? Yeah, but I don't see why would – look, we can make all the comments, and we have a big Raider fan that's listening, Frank. We can make all the comments about Jimmy G and all, but, yeah. but Jimmy G staying healthy, he's still there five, six years. Yeah, he he's still young enough, and again, we're in an era where quarterbacks can play for till they're forty. Yep. I, so yes, you're right. The Raiders will trade up and then get two quarterbacks in this draft. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I I think that maybe he falls all the way to the Titans, but I don't know if the Titans even. Uh, Titans, they would have to trade up because I could easily see the Raiders picking Will Levis. If the Titans really want that quarterback now, they need to trade up. If not, just get best available. It could be in Jigba. I think they have the pick right before the number 12 pick. Which will now be the Cardinals. And I, by the way, I, I don't know what the whole trade is, though. By the way, he would fit well in an offense with the Cardinals, who maybe at one point were looking to trade DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. Where is he going to go? But, but maybe maybe with the right moves, you keep him happy enough to stay in the in the locker room. Yeah, but I think he came to Arizona thinking that it was going to be Super Bowl in the next well, year or two. Well, and I was going to bring that up, and they traded out, so we weren't able to talk about them yeah. a lot. But Arizona is is the perfect example of the NFL today. Yeah. Two years ago, they looked like they were the Super Bowl contending, one of the yep. teams that you can pencil them in for the next six years in the NFC. Uh, NFC, they're going to be a competitive team. Yeah. Now, uh, regime change, uh, they're, they're iconic. A hundred million dollar quarterback. Yep. Uh, he's got some questions. Uh, Hopkins is wanting out. Uh, they don't really, you know, they have a lot of questions on offense and also on defense. So I think yep. that's one of the one of the reasons why I like what they did. We talk about the Texans. I like what Arizona did. There wasn't anybody that they felt they had to have there, so you might as well trade back and yep. get some draft capital. Now I haven't seen what the details are so far on those. Uh, but I do, I do see Arizona does have the 12th pick at the very I'm least. I'm assuming they probably got the 12th and a second next year. That's yeah. usually kind of how that works, going up seven spots. Um, now, Seattle's on the clock. Seattle is one of those teams that do they take Will Levis? Because quarterback is definitely a need for them. Look, even though one of the top quarterbacks in the conference last year was Geno Smith. Look, Geno Smith is a great story. I, I, I felt he got a really raw deal with New York, he with did. the Jets. But. 
let's also realize if you actually start looking at his numbers last year, he was okay. Which tells you how bad the quarterback play in the NFC was in last season. Which, again, is in an era when quarterback play is the most important. Correct. But all the quarterbacks in the NFC, when you look at them when they were picked, seem to have made sense at that time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, unfortunately, you know, and, until somebody gives Jameis Winston the, the credit he deserves and, and <laughs> makes him the starter, I mean, whoever would start him would win a Super Bowl in a heartbeat. <laughs> Yes, I'm a huge Jameis Winston fan. He's a throwback. He's a throwback to an era when 30 interceptions and 30 touchdowns were always in play. And I just <laughs> – I, I miss that era. We'll be talking about that on our future show here yeah. where we have uh, – where we have uh, talking about the era of the 70, late 70s, early 80s in an era where a great quarterback could throw for 22 touchdowns and 18 interceptions. Yeah, all pro. Um. Let's see here. One of our, our guys are saying that uh, Arizona gets the 12th, the 33rd, okay. and the 24th. Wait, the 24th? Anyway, we'll, we'll figure that out. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm terrible at trying to multitask. I don't know why I got into this career when I can't multitask. Um, <laughs> uh, All right, so who do you think the Seahawks are going to get? I really don't know. They're a team. Jalen Carter would be perfect for I them. Think, yeah. uh, they need that heft on the inside. Yeah. Um. One of the things that you, you think of Seattle and you think of defense, but that's not really what they have. But they also need a running back. And I know they're not – I mean, I, I could see them maybe making a play for, for a Bijan Robinson. It, 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 I feel like he'd be a little too high right now. Well, they already got Kenneth Walker. Yeah, but again, that's one of those guys – those – those. It, it, it is good to have two. Those come out of nowhere running backs tend yeah. to also go back to nowhere. I mean, look at Rashad Penny. I mean, he was the come out of nowhere. They drafted him in the first round. Everybody was shocked. As of right now, he's a starting court or starting running back for the Eagles. Yes, and now in saying that, he was always solid with yeah. Seattle. He just couldn't stay healthy. Correct. Um, and Kenneth Walker, hey, I loved him. He was one of those uh, off the heat picks I got last year in about week yes. five and carried <laughs> and carried me through. But again, do you, do you trust if a guy is is comes out of nowhere? Do you trust that he's going to stay there because they don't always stay there? Um, That's a good point. But I also yeah. think that you could look at uh, wide receiver, center. Now, center, there's not really anybody. Center is one of those positions. You can wait. You can round. wait. Uh, yeah. As much as I love Travis Frederick, and he would have been a Hall of Fame player if he just stayed healthy, yeah. you can get a center in the second, third, or fourth, a plugger type. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Seattle's Seattle's interesting. They're 9-8, and eight, and the last man to playoffs in 2022. Yeah. I, I could see them continue to be competitive. Or I could see them completely take a step back and and next year be you know four and thirteen or five and twelve and completely rebuilding. Oh man, that would be terrible. And how they, much longer is Pete Carroll there? I mean, Pete Carroll's what seventy six. He's over seventy for sure. Um, let me check that age. But I mean, how much longer do you do do you go with Pete Carroll at quarterback? And, and so I know or is, coach. I know he's different. Yeah. He, he's he he looks a lot younger. He acts a lot younger and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, but but at some point he, he's going to want to hang it up. So he started there at 2010 with the Seahawks, and this is year 14 for him. He'll probably go into year 15. 71. He's 71. 71. Okay. Like, you know, it's, it's that West Coast air. It just uh, it slows your aging He process. will be 72 right when the season starts. Okay. Um, well, I was going to say that the top-rated center, they're both second-round guys, uh, Joe Tipman, and the one I think is the best, John Michael Schmidt from uh, uh, Minnesota. Okay. Um, we're, we're in a commercial break. Their pick is in, but we're in a commercial break right now. Uh, real well, quick. Okay. Uh, Wilson's still available for tech. 
They could go with him. Yeah, and, and they do need an edge rusher. Um, after they pick, it'll be the uh, Lions, then the Raiders, the Falcons, the Bears, and then the Eagles. They'll finish out this top ten. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost positive that the Lions will get either Christian Gonzalez or Devin Weatherspoon. Oh, I, I like either one of those. I, I like I, either I, one I, of those. I think they're pretty solid everywhere, but they – are, they've been doing a really good job of improving their defense. I think that was the thing they realized eh, we're lacking there a little bit. Uh, now, I will say this, and by the way, again, the number 12 pick on the draft order was before the trade. Yeah. I, I think for Tennessee, this draft has felt okay to where they're not, at least right now, feeling like they need to trade up if they do want to go with the quarterback. Yeah. And if they don't, you still have Tannehill for one year. And they can get the best receiver yeah they get the best receiver uh i I do think it it showed that they made a mistake with 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 trading aj brown and then in thinking that old miss wide receiver Traylon walker would be able to step in and do the same thing he wasn't um not that walker can't have um, Traylon burks Traylon burks sorry i was gonna say not that burks can't have a good career but they thought he would be able to step in seamlessly and if you want to look at the difference between tennessee last year and tennessee the year before aj brown was was the missing no no I, i think burks will be good for them I just think he needed a little bit more time, kind of like uh, most other receivers do need like half a season. Now, now it's more like half a season. Yeah, like Christian uh, Watson with the Packers. Yep. Uh, DK Metcalf, yeah. CD Lamb. It took C. him Lamb. about six, yeah. seven games before yeah. he got really, really comfortable yeah. in his rookie there year. There is an adjustment. Like there's a lot of players that make it look seamless, like Justin Jefferson. But for the majority, the regular good players that can be Pro Bowlers, sometimes All Pro. It takes them at least half a year. Okay, I'm sorry. So the, the Arizona got the 12th, the 33rd, next year's first round, and next year's third round. Great move. Dude, Houston, okay, I'm not going to say that resets things. Still a great move, but, man, you gave up a lot of capital You gave right up there. a lot. That was one more pick they gave up. All right, they shouldn't have. Seattle's pick is in. Yep. And booing. I love the booing. Wow. That's a little bit of a shock. That is. Now, not an overreach, but they really did need an edge rusher. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not an overreach, but, I, I yeah, I, I don't think that – I mean, now you got to wonder if the Texas Tech rusher is going to fall because I don't know if yeah. – well, I say that. I think Atlanta could, could really use some defense. Um, they have team a lot. Yeah, that we're we're gonna talk about that here in a little bit. Atlanta has sneakily made a lot of really good offseason moves. All right, so the Detroit Lions, who need an edge rusher, or a Jalen Carter, um, they're on the clock now. Oh, okay. Aiden Hutchinson had a great year last year, mm-hmm. but there was one glaring issue: he did not have help along the line. Yeah, if you you add another book in, you, yes. That would take all the pressure off of Hutchison. If they get him, if, if the Lions get Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter and he comes ready to play, Aiden Hutchison will be an all-pro, first-team all-pro, 15 sacks. That is how good I think Carter is. Of course, the off-the-field issues and the weight gain uh, kind of dropped him a little well, bit. Well, I'm just – I'm not big on high-up defensive tackles unless yeah. they're – what's your favorite – thing what's your favorite pass rush up the middle up the middle oh yeah yeah for sure but if you're not a warren sap or a randy white or somebody yeah. like that the, I, I, you the, can get plugged the only guy in this draft the the top whatever 50 60 that i think fits that is the pittsburgh tackle the aaron donald yes yeah, collegia cansey 
that's the closest I could see. And that's somebody I kind of hope falls to, to Dallas in that second. That is oh, a lot of projections are showing that. I don't, I just feel like one team, like Pittsburgh, can be smart enough. No, but he doesn't fit their system. Yeah, he, he, they need a three, four plugger. Yeah. Um, and he's a little small and he struggles yeah. against the run. Now, Seattle's secondary is going to be Tariq Woolen, Quandre Diggs, Jamal Adams, and now Devin Witherspoon with a very good Kobe Bryant, Kobe with the C. As a fifth option. Yeah, but Jamal Adams, again, this is one of those, how many of these guys, especially it seems like yeah. it's safety, that we as Cowboy fans want and we yeah. don't end up getting, and then you look back four or five years later and you go, ooh, thank God. I yeah. like Jamal Adams, but Jamal Adams is more of the Roy Williams old school at the line of, you know, at the point of attack, right. good against the run, can get sacks, but I don't really think of him as covering. Now, in saying that, they, they, that, that's what they did back with the Legion of, of Boom. It is you, your safeties? You had one safety that that could play the run, and then you had your your old school free safety center field type yeah. that that could make could, could clean up behind that. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm not gonna say that I, I hate that pick. Yeah. I just I think that that's a pick that I don't know. I just taking a. I mean, we, we, and maybe it's the cowboy fan in me and seeing where we've been with some of our corners picked early when you take a guy in the fourth fifth pick as a corner you're expecting a 10 11 interception guy that's what detroit expected uh, a few years ago when they got jeff akuda with the third pick yep. now he they, they traded him to atlanta yeah again another good pick for atlanta yeah. or a good trade for atlanta we'll be talking about them uh all right so uh the lions have about four minutes on the clock uh after them it will be the raiders the raiders are the next big what will they do because what if they do like Will Levis? I, I I think a lot of teams like him. They just don't know where to pick him. And I think with the Raiders, so right now the Raiders they need a cornerback. They they could go for Christian Gonzalez if Detroit doesn't get him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need a guard, which they can always get later or uh, draft a little early and get Peter Skaronski and convert him to guard. They could go defensive tackle. There's a few good defensive tackles. Assuming Detroit gets Jalen Carter. They could get the next available. Uh, there, there's, I mean, the defensive end, Miles Murphy, uh, Wilson for Tech, tight end. I still think it's a little early to be getting Kincaid and Mayer. So uh, there are options for the Ra- Raiders. Are in a great well, position and the Raiders, right now. And the Raiders got rid of Darren Waller. They did, um, and that must have uh, pissed off his wife, Kelsey Plum, who plays for the Las Vegas yep. Aces. What did you think of that move? I understood it. Uh, look, Darren Waller's a great story. Yeah. Um, coming back from from addiction and, yeah. and, and becoming, for you sure. know, for a year and a yeah. half, the, maybe one of the best tight ends. Yeah. But the issue has been the last year and a half is injuries. Yep. Um, consistency has kind of become, but that's what happens when you're not on the field much. When you yeah. do get on the field, you have to shake that rust off. Yeah, and toward the end of last season, you, he was he was coming on. Yeah, and I think that was a great move by them and the Giants. Correct. The Giants need people. Somebody, yeah. They need playmakers. Yeah. Uh, and the Raiders, but but if and to, the, your, and to your point, though, like you mentioned about running backs, they already have a really good uh, young tight end, Bellinger. Adding Waller there only just makes them even stronger. Now, for the Raiders, and I know we're, we're ahead of ourselves. That's what happens on these draft shows. Josh Jacobs. Yeah. What are they going to do with him? I, I think it showed that they – and I don't blame them, yeah. but I kind of did blame them because I never understood why they kept trying to replace him for two years. Uh, last year he had the breakout year, 1,500 yards, and, and now, I mean, he's still – he, he, he's he what are they going to do with him do, do they try to sign him to a big deal do they try to sign him to a one-year bridge deal 
That's a hockey term, by the way. Sorry. I mean, they already franchise tagged them. They don't really need to do a one year. Yeah, but I still think if you prefer, you want to try to work that out because franchise tags, even at running backs, a lot of money. That's what we're talking about with the Cowboys with Pollard. Yeah. They franchised him, and and it's kind of a it's a it's a one year deal, but that's taking a lot of chunk off that salary cap. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I think if they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it next year. Detroit pick is in. I'm Trade gonna, alert. The Cardinals. Oh, so the Cardinals Juicy. are back in it. This is trade number two. Yep. So here we go, boys. We've got bring everybody back in. Um, we we've got the the Cardinals doing the Texans thing of trade down, trade back up. What do y'all think here? Wilson. Wilson. See what they do. I don't. I don't know what they're thinking, but they're, they're making moves. See so well. Let's see, I think I think Wilson. You think Wilson? Because I mean, they really could use some offensive line help for Kyler Murray. They could. If Paris Johnson feels like a ten-year tackle, they really need a guard. Yeah, not a tackle. He needs some protection for sure. So the Lions get that twelfth pick and a second-round pick from for later on, which is the same pick that basically Arizona got from the Texans. Yeah. Yeah. So the the Cardinals basically just pulled some great moves and or got an extra pick and gave it away to get back up again. So I think they either go Wilson to replace J.J. Watt mm-hmm. or yeah, after that, I really don't know. Do they get Jalen Carter? I don't know. Go wide receiver. Does that tell us that Hopkins might be, be going to be traded? Yes. They're weeping again. They, they, they should have just kept the 12th pick if they're going to get a receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Pick is in. <laughs> well, they get. <laughs> they got a good one. Paris Johnson. I told you. Wow. <laughs> you called it, man. Oh, I mean, it makes sense. The, 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 they need help all over the offensive line, but we go back to the – I, I got to admit, guys, we can pat ourselves on the back. We literally talked in the pre-show about your, your what positions are most important. It's quarterback, it, it's edge rushers, it's offensive tackles, and that's what we're seeing go right yeah. now. And, and Paris Johnson just feels like a – like a 10-year, you're going to set him at left tackle and you don't have to worry about Look it. At that. Is that a Kyler Murray protect, protector right there? Exactly. And, and you know, <laughs> Kyler Murray's great when he's scrambling, but you don't want him scrambling all the time. And and, and at times last year their offense looked like jailbreak with, with the line. So I, I like this move. I think this is a really smart move. And, and the way they went about getting it I, I think is even great because they've picked up that extra first round yeah. for next year to Man, get trade. The guy they wanted the whole time. That trade was amazing for as far as uh, Arizona's in. I think you hit it, Terry. They, the, the whole Houston, that was a great job, but they gave up a lot to get that. Arizona did a great job. I don't know if Kyler Murray can cannot afford to, to scramble. He scrambles just about every time, unless it's a bootleg or something like that. And well, he has to so he can see above the line. I was just going to say, like, he's got to be able to see above his offensive line. So – but I mean, he's got he's got to have some protection. They, they got to have it. And like I said, if you you paid that much for your quarterback, he's what he's over a hundred million dollars guaranteed. I, yeah, one eighty. Yeah, he, he needs he needs to be protected for sure. Well, 
but look at it like this. I think I think you pointed out, uh, y'all pointed out the biggest flaw in uh, Kyler Murray can't see over the line, and he's never going to have protection when you're steadily rolling out or getting outside. And we saw the play. If you remember the play, non-contact injury that um, took him out. So I don't I don't think it's a, a line issue unless he becomes a pocket passer. But I, but I always question this though. I do question this though. I, I don't mean, but how long does he last in the league? I, I question that because of his size. But you, you well, gotta you gotta look at that as a franchise at this point, right? But I'm not, I'm not gonna question his size. I'm gonna question his character. Um, people have told told him to grow up. I mean, when you when you got grown men telling you you need to grow up, that's a problem. Well, you know, Kyler Murray's issue is he never lost in high school. He never right. learned how to deal with that. And go back to when Texas beat OU in the Red River Red River rivalry and Sam Ellinger goes across the field to shake his hand and Kyler Murray just acted <laughs> just like a baby because that was the first time in like 96 right. games that he had lost in, in, in sports. And we, we, can, we can all joke about, you know, character and, and all that, but learning to lose is as important as learning to win. And you yeah, see absolutely. it on the sideline when the Cardinals struggle, he sulks. Right. And I, I think it gets overrated with how quarterbacks react and if a quarterback yells at a player or not. But there are times when your quarterback is sitting there with his head in his, his hands and you're only down 10-7 in the second quarter, but because he's thrown two interceptions, he's mentally checked out. And I don't know if you can I don't know if you can catch that up. I, I think that might be a character flaw going the rest of his career because simply put, he just never got used to losing. Not that you want to get used to it, but you know what I mean, handle losing. Quarterback is your leader as well. And so you get that's your leader good. of your team that's acting like that. It rubs off on others. They either don't right. like I, it or then they start doing it. I started to question that when in high school he went from a&M to Oklahoma, you know, he doesn't like competition. You know, he didn't want to compete in, in a, at, at A&M, so he goes to Oklahoma and no competition there. So he goes and wins a, what, he wins a Heisman. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then, of course, he goes to Arizona. Cliff Kingsbury's there. And I, I bet, this is, this, this is me, I bet Arizona drafts a quarterback. That would be beautiful. I bet because you don't a quarterback. Because he, he needs pressure. He needs somebody behind him. Oh yeah, I could I could I, see that. I, I could see that. I, I, I really thought out. that they would. I think they would be really smart if you bring in a, a like a, a a veteran. Like a, I know Case Keenum's already the Texas, but a Case Keenum to Arizona would have made a lot of sense. All right, let's talk Raiders now. Uh, the Raiders are another one of those teams, man, that they could go five different ways and they all make sense. Um, Jalen Carter, and I feel like maybe this becomes a thing where we just keep saying Jalen Carter, but they need edge rusher. They need a tight end, as we talked about. I think it's a little early. Um, I, I think they, they could use a cornerback, but I think who they wanted this early was was taken. Aeneas Williams. What? Aeneas Williams. Oh, is Aeneas Williams yeah. there? Um, but uh, So where do y'all think the Raiders go? I'm going to say this. I've, I've had Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback for the past three seasons. You better get your offensive line together if you want to keep him – healthy for for at least as long as you want to keep him. So they better go offensive line. Well, I mean, Paris Johnson, at the tackle spot this year, um, that's a big drop-off from Paris Johnson to the next offensive tackle. Um, Again, I I feel like the Raiders – the pick is in. I was going to say I could have seen the Raiders maybe trading out, punting, and making a decision later. 
I think if you're them, you got to go Jalen Carter. I think that's the best available on the board in a position that they really could use the help. Use the help. Yeah. I think they go Levis. Man, if you if you're going Levis, then what's the point of bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> Levis, I mean, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo you know, is, is not. A, I mean, why are you? That's a guy you're bringing in to win. Well, no Garoppolo has also proven that he's okay with sitting and being a team player. Yeah, is he? I mean, I, I don't know. I just I, that to me, uh, to be honest with you, that's the most Raider pick that could happen. I, I just think <laughs> no, it, the most Raider pick could happen would be the. Uh, Four two receiver that runs like yeah that has no hands yeah but but no if they take Will Levis then to me that's just a that's a really dumb pick. Jimmy Garoppolo was there to make uh, the, the the head coach feel safe about yeah. a quarterback. They didn't trust anybody. He's used to Jimmy Garoppolo before. Jimmy Garoppolo ran the same system in New England, so that made him that made him feel comfortable. But like like I said before, eventually Jimmy Garoppolo will show his bones. And you're gonna need a quarterback behind him. You know, he oh Jimmy Garoppolo wins games. Oh, San Francisco had a pretty good defense. Jimmy Garoppolo threw a lot of picks. He's not that great. He's he's slightly above average. Yeah. But you know they need a bridge quarterback, and that's exactly what he is at this point. But he did have his best career year with Josh McDaniels as his, his coach. Hey guys, that yeah. trade um, Arizona gave up that 12th and the 34th pick. To move Which back. is the pick they got from Houston, so that's not even a loss to them. Yeah. So they still got the picks for next year. And let's not forget the Texas Tech guy is still there. Wilson's still there. Yeah. Um, and he would look good. In- and that would be a great yeah. blessing for Max Crosby. Yeah. Again, talking about Aiden Hutchinson, Max Crosby the same way. Yeah. He's amazing, but he doesn't really have a lot of help on the other side, and and that would be that bookend defensive end that you need because you don't want one guy with 18 sacks. You want two guys with 15 sacks apiece. <laughs> There you go. And I, and I feel like the Raiders are one of those franchises right now are pressed for win. That division that's that why division I think that's why I don't see them taking Will Levis. Because whether we agree or not, I think that they feel with Jimmy G, with McDaniels, that they can win now. And whether we agree or not, because they're in a hell of a oh, division. Y'all gonna like this one. I gonna like this one. Is it Will Levis? No. I would think more yeah, that's. I, I think that's the safest, good, solid. Max jo- Crosby is doing cartwheels right yeah, now. Yeah, again, the Raiders don't <laughs> always make the the safe pick. I, yeah. I think hey. even I know he's he's not his dad, but Mark Davis still tends to be like that. Wants to make the big yeah. splash. This hey, is a really solid pick. For I was going to say, Terry, I think uh, this is a a future guy that in a division with the quarterbacks that are in there yeah. with Patrick with Russell. With uh, Justin Herbert, uh, you, you've got a guy with Max Crosby that can immediately step on the field and, and combine for 25, 30 sacks. Yeah, he's 6'5", shoulders this wide. So, I mean, it, it, hey, good move for the Raiders. Hey, this is a – for Crosby. Yeah, that, their, their defensive front is going to look – is look, already looking pretty impressive right now. Uh, you know, they still have other holes, but that's a big one that they fixed. This right, so that put the Falcons on the clock, and the Falcons are another team that – and I feel like maybe Jalen Carter is going to fall because it feels like this is the fourth team in a row that Jalen Carter would fit in well with them. Yeah. Um, is it too early for wide receiver? Because the Falcons do need that. Well, they got Drake London, and they got 
uh, Kyle Pitts, but they don't have much else outside and of that. And Kyle so. Pitts was a very – and I know he was hurt last year, but he, even his rookie year, he got 1,000 yards. <laughs> yeah. He had like two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, you, Cordell Patterson's fun to watch, but he's a year older. And, and people yeah. realize Cordell Patterson's been in the league now 13 years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel Atlanta needs speed and, and athleticism and, and somebody that can can move the chain. So they go offense. What about a running back? Yeah. <laughs> running back. I mean, that Al Algier was was pretty good rookie year, but they could. Bijan Bijan has been rumored. Bijan would be a big splash for them. Yeah. They they. They do Bajon Robinson. I, I've please, always thought Atlanta no. was the hot hit. Please no. I want to plead that. That's a great listen. Atlanta's a great market. They just need they need to put it together. They really do. You know, this, this, they really need to put it. This is a great market. They just need to put it together. And they got a nice fan base, and that division is wide open. It really is. Because I think you got Carolina. You got everybody's in a race to get better. Carolina, Tampa Bay. And and uh, who else? Um, and uh, the Saints. Well, you, you know, know how really got better is if they would have took that quarterback out of Baltimore. I got some more options out of there, but they they didn't want to put their hand in there. So yeah. about them. we're they not gonna talk. We are not gonna we gonna say that for the podcast. We're not gonna talk about that one. Y'all already know where you go with that one. I got a little riled up, <laughs> little little tempering issue. But we're not gonna talk. <laughs> Falcons pick is in. Yeah. Mm, that's gonna be very hey, interesting. So, so Terry, that last pick—that was a NetSN pick. That was Tyree Wilson from our area. Where? Isn't he from uh, uh, West Russ? West Russ. Yeah. yeah, West Russ. Oh, okay. We got a we got a chance for another uh, an, an art player uh, to yeah. be picked at some point in the draft. Uh, Everybody says he's going to the to the Cowboys. Oh, Hey, have already got their pick in too, and apparently a couple of y'all are ahead of us because I like seeing y'all's reaction before we see the pick. <laughs> I'm trying not to say anything because yeah. I know we're ahead. Yeah, so I'm I just muting my bit. microphone to make sure I didn't give it away. As long as the Cowboys don't pick a no-name guy, I'm good. <laughs> Vanderesh was the best no-name ever. You know what? I, I'm never mad when they pick a defensive guy because the defensive guys that they've actually picked for the most part have been pretty solid. It's when we start picking offensive players like Semi, uh, I can't even think his last name, uh, Semi Elf from out of Stanford and stuff like that, where we start getting in trouble and they don't even pan out. You know, the thing you got to give Dallas credit for, we all like to joke about the, the GM and all that. But since 2010, their first-round picks have all been just almost exa- all on point. The, the weakest one would be Van Der Esch, who's actually still been a hell of a pro player and honestly might have had his best year last year. For all the talk about his rookie year and making plays, you saw the difference in the Dallas run defense when he was healthy and when he missed those three games at the end of the year last year. And, and even in that San Francisco game, again, let's remember, San Francisco didn't – dominate Dallas with their offense. Dallas's defense stood the toe, and I think Vanderish had like 14 tackles and was an absolute beast. Uh, so, for me, where Dallas has struggled over the last few years is that second-round pick. It seems like they reach for that second round, and it's at a time when it's like there'll be some safe picks on the board, and they try to go ahead of that. Taco Charlton being the biggest one. They went for the measurables. 
and you saw what happened. He never could find his footy. Now, in saying that, let's say if, if Taco Charlton would have been drafted when Dan Quinn was there from his first year, it might have been a completely different career path for him. I doubt it very seriously. I doubt it. It was just a bad pick overall. It really was. It was a reach pick. Again, it's that whole measurable. Sometimes the yeah. what, what what you the, the the high ceiling, low floor type guys. Sometimes they hit, and sometimes they don't. And it just seemed like in that second round, Dallas tries to take too many of those in the last few years. Because you got to think after after you've gotten all the after you've gotten all the players that you wanted, or the second or third picks you wanted, now it's just time to check boxes. You know, we we need we need the but does he fit? Can he fit in this role? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know, what do you think about this guy's a good athlete? Okay, let's go. You know, I, it's, that's why that's, the NFL draft, man, it's, man, it's by committee. It's just bodies. Yep. You know, if you get to, like, the third round, I mean, I mean, you're really trying to, unless you just know the guy, unless you just know exactly what you're looking for, it's tough, man. Those, those evaluators, they got to be on it. Yeah, Give I totally agree with you. All right, the pick is in as we're back. There was a commercial there for the NFL, and then we will see what the Falcons do. Again, the Falcons one of those that I, I don't really have a good feel on them because I feel like they could go five different ways. Um, I know earlier they had talked about that they could be a, a trade candidate, but I, I kind of feel like what the Texans and Cardinals have done, everybody's now is just kind of sitting back and going, okay, let's just pick what's ahead of us, and that's, let's not try to reach. I, You know what, man? Bijan sounds really good right here. I, I think it would be a stretch, but I would, I would, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I, I would. I, I say they really need somebody who can who can run. I think with you sticking with Desmond DeRitter, you almost have to go running back. But I'm not gonna say that's their choice. You know, that's your point. So they're gonna pick who they want to. But I think that's why when I said running back, they could definitely use it. I don't think they'll go that route, but they really could. And I wouldn't be surprised if they picked Jalen Carter, the local guy. All right, we're getting some kind of blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Goodell, they're, they're not going to like you anymore. They're still going to hate you. Oh, that kid's nervous, man. Yeah, you can see it is written all in his face. It's 100,000 people. Come on, kid. Yeah. He, he's never been in that moment. He's like that rookie quarterback taking his first snap. <laughs> Got him. Mm. Well, must be Bajan. Well, <laughs> must be Bajan. I gotta cut the TV up for this. Yeah. Wow. That wow. Makes, that's, that's a great pick. I love it. Wow. I love it because I think Philly had gotten really hot on him. I, I don't think there was any way he was falling to Dallas. I am perfectly fine with him going outside as a Cowboy fan. I'm perfectly fine going outside the NFC East. And I think he's going to go to a place that allows him to flourish. I, I like this mm -hmm. pick. I, I like this pick mm -hmm. for him. I like this pick for Atlanta. And I like this pick for Dallas. I like that Dallas. I, I, I'm in love with these suits lately, too. <laughs> no, nah, but, yeah, Bijan's a three-down back. He fits perfectly with Atlanta, what they're trying to do on offense. Uh, this is perfect. Atlanta, if you look at them on defense, they got Calais Campbell. They have one of the best. They got Jesse Smith or Jesse Bates the third at safety. So they're actually sort of kind of good on the defensive. And they got Luther Ellis' son 
at linebacker. So the, Atlanta, you know, defensive wise, I think they're pretty good. And they got three really good offensive linemen. They got a couple of parts, uh, skill positions. So adding him is just it just makes too much sense. Build around Ritter. Well, it it it, it had to you had to. And if they didn't, Algier, like you said, he was very he was decent in his rookie year. I just don't think he was an every down back. He's probably a spell yeah. back, you know, the spell. But I think Bijan Robinson it, he fits the bill uh, of what they should have. And if they work it out right, that this is a great pick. Look at yep. look at the division that they have. They if 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 they go if they go eight and nine next year, which honestly may be best in their division, they have some of the youngest core. And they could keep that going for a little while. And they and they directly do Devin Ritter does decent. You know, B. John Robinson runs over fifteen hundred yards, you know, which is very possible. You know, that that team could be looking really good in a couple of years. Well, you know I, what I I'm saying? Think so, that, wait. The Eagles have the ninth pick. I thought it was the Bears. They make a trade. They must have flipped. Oh, they traded with the Bears. So the Bears had the number nine pick. <laughs> They traded with the Eagles. So for one pick? No, but the Eagles have two picks in this round. So they maybe the Eagles gave the Bears. No, no that I'm late. saying the Bears flip for one round. Well, the, did, no, well, the Eagles must want someone the Bears also want. Or did the Eagles want did, – did, did this trade already happen and the Eagles thought that they were going to be getting Bijan Robinson? Yeah, I think that's what they thought. And they they out, which was great because I don't want Alan Carter to have anything. Hey, I'm the one that called that at the beginning of the show. When you are talking, I said, watch out for the Eagles if they go Jalen Carter because they've already got yeah. Jordan Davis, yeah. and all of a sudden their interior line. And let's be honest, it, it, as great as the Giants and, and Washington was this past year, the, the NFC East is the Eagles and the Cowboys, and the Cowboys are going to be a run-first team. So what do you need to do if you're the Eagles? And you've got San Francisco, who is a run-first team. Uh, you're going to want to shore up that interior line. They already have Javon Hargrave's replacement and Jordan Davis. Now they got Fletcher Cox's replacement yeah. with Jalen Carter. Um, and let's see, they might do that. But I still kind of wonder if this trade had already been made and they thought that they were going to get Kajan Robinson. Because I, I, I don't think Chicago – I mean, as much as I like Jalen Carter, I don't think Jalen Carter is enough to, to, to lose capital for one spot. That's just a weird trade for me. It depends on what they gave up. I'm going to look at the updated – uh, picks or uh, Let's see, Eagles, Phillies trade up. Pick trade. Right now, so see. Did they just swap picks? Yeah. Oh, I mean, you didn't lose anything. You didn't gain anything. And that, like you said, I really think they they were thinking they were going to get Bijan. Um, Jalen Carter is either nine or ten. Let's just put it like that. Because yeah, have- I think so too. I think that's where he finally lands. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't think he's gonna drop out of the top ten. He he was when he was on the field. He was very productive. He's a great talent on the field. Like you said, you know, wash it up to everything else. You know, being in all uh, you know all season, all of the extra stuff that they had going on. But I think either way, now Philly has to make a decision and pick the best available player for them. And Chicago has to do the same. So he's he's nine or ten. Got to be. I, I really think it's going to be Carter or Skaronsky, and they convert Skaronsky to guard because they lost uh, Samalu to the Steelers in the offseason. So they, they need to shore up that right guard position. That's a tough Either one. That's yeah, but why are you trading up one spot for Because Chicago's also been rumored to want Skaronsky. Okay, so if the Bears want him, then 
there must be that must be really enticing. Philly must have gave them something amazing for one move up. If that's who the Bears really wanted, maybe not that bottom first round pick, but maybe something else. Or maybe the Bears are happy with whoever they get out of it, and so they might as well take the extra pick. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. The Eagles' pick is in, and then as of now, Chicago's next. So they get okay a tenth. They get the so they did all that. The Bears did that for one fourth round pick. Yeah, this is. So that tells me the Bears weren't really – they didn't really have anybody in mind. They're fine with whoever is left is what it tells me. They they just took an or, again, I still think that this – because this trade got announced pretty quick. Yeah. I still think the Eagles made this move thinking that Bajon Robinson was going to be on the table. But the Bears right. should have got more than that. Not for one spot. That seems about right. Could have at least done a third. I hope they I hope they cry with this pick. I don't <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping this pick is a bust, honestly. I hope they take a punter. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have oh my gosh, let me be quiet. I'm gonna say Wait, I, don't even know over sure. yeah, okay. I hope maybe they try to draft Ron Jaworski. <laughs> hey, they, they can try to All right, the, the top rated punter is Bryce Barringer. Okay. Okay. He did the punter. He right, here we go. from Michigan State. <laughs> Mm. Uh, but from a football standpoint, how do you surround Jalen Hurts with better, better talent? You make your defense better. Yeah, I mean they got good at on the defensive end. I'm not gonna lie. They got That's a really good pick for the Eagles inside against. When you look at the NFC. And we can all make the jokes about the Cowboys haven't won, blah, blah, blah. But when you look at the NFC going into next year, the yeah. three top teams, in my opinion, are San Francisco, Dallas, and Philadelphia. Not in that order. I'm just saying those three. Yeah. And two of those three teams, Dallas and San Francisco, make their hay running the ball. So if you're the Eagles, you want to solidify that interior. Now, the funny thing about that is is with who Dallas has now at running back, they're not really an interior running team at, with with Pollard. Now, right. if they get the running back from Alabama or somebody else, they are. But this might be a check move. move it was that, kind of another Pollard. Yeah, but I, th- I think he's a little bit bigger, isn't he? No, he's 5'9", about 190. And I guess there is the possibility that they bring Elliott back. I, I don't know about that. I feel like that's, you know, done. Now, though, for Jalen Carter, it, it's going to be he's now got to prove himself. Because at one time, he was the – you're the number one, two, or three pick no matter Easy, what. Yeah. Easy. And so now, even though he's still going to get paid and all, we've got to see how he reacts to this. And will this be a motivation? Or or, or is this is that is it really an issue with him? Uh, character? I don't want to say character, but motivation yeah. and all that fun stuff. You know, really the only knock on him was just how good Georgia was. They only needed him for a few snaps a game. Yeah. They were up so big. <laughs> all right. Wow, the Bears knew who they wanted because the Bears have already, unless yeah, they're just, doing another trade, the Bears have already got their pick in. Um, so they just talk about them because defensive tackle was one of those. Uh, yeah. Remember, everybody that's listening, they were the number one pick, uh, number one uh, had the number one draft. They traded to Carolina. They then traded again. Um, they need an offensive tackle. They need a corner. They need a wide receiver. I still think they need a wide receiver, even with Jam- uh, DJ Moore. Um, they need wide receivers. They need a running back. I, I felt that they, they were going to make a John Robinson move. Well, they got – when they get uh, Dante Foreman. <laughs> I mean, I, and I like him. Yeah. In fact, I, I really wanted Dallas to, to go for, for Deontay Foreman. I think Deontay Foreman is a very underrated back. 
Um, and, and he does a lot of things, and he's still young. And he's got a lot of tread. I, I think he will do good there. But, again, we're in an era now where you need two backs. I, so th- they do love Herbert a lot. Yes. But they still so have Herbert and Foreman. They might be happy with that right there, but they really do need to protect fields. If they're going to do that, they need to go tackle. They yeah. might be happy with that. That That's unsure. It's, uh, they're very unsure about that. Y'all talk do about they have it. Is there a tackle at this level? After, yeah, after Broderick pressure? Jones and then Skaronsky. Okay. I thought they were both lower right in the first round. Skaronsky's right here. This is yes, right where he should be getting picked. Okay. Top three right about now. So he's still on the board to be. He should be coming off soon. If you need one, you know, I, I, I don't. I, I get this growing impression that I don't think Chicago's satisfied yeah. at the quarterback position. Stupid is as stupid as can be. It's really, really, it's really stupid because I, I just, I, I don't know if they draft another quarterback because you heard about them, you know, potentially getting rid of Justin Fields. So I don't yeah. know if he's the guy. They could draft a quarterback at this point. I don't know what you know. I don't think their team's not complete. There's too many holes that they have. I don't know what they're thinking. You know, you can you can kind of tell a team's going one way. You know, okay, we're going to draft defensive players. We're going to draft. We're going to draft an offensive line. We're going to. We're going. They got him, DJ Moore. Okay, I got you. That's one target, but you still lose Montgomery. You know, you lose offensive tackle. You know, who's your running back? Got Deontay for. Okay, is that enough? I mean, everyone's scoring right now. Is that enough? And you're you running your quarterback left and right, and and the the grumblings of all of this has been they don't know if if he's going to be the guy of the future. Yeah. You know, yeah. But if you're going to draft a quarterback, you'd have to trade him because I, the fans. I know there's a little concern about how he throws, but the fans are so electrified by him. He's already kind of become a Chicago fan favorite. I, I just don't think that – I mean, it would be a I Chicago thing to do. Um, there you go. <laughs> but I, 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 just, I, I think Chicago's at least got to go for the next two years that Justin Fields is your guy. Um, and I think he can be what they want him to be. Again, we're, we're evolving into a different era. I, I, I don't think you have to have a quarterback that, that always throws for 5,000 yards and 42 touchdowns. He can throw for 2,800 and run for 1,200 and have 15 touchdowns. And Justin Fields has a body that he looks like he's not going to take a lot of injuries. You know, and, again, he could you know knees and stuff. But it, he's not like Tua where you feel like every hit he might be gone. I mean, heck, I, I'm just literally waiting for Tua to be buried into the turf at some point yeah, I just, uh, with, with the injuries that he takes. And I don't think Fields can do that. I don't think Fields will do I that. I mean, we're all making sense here. I'm just – I'm looking – I'm thinking that the, the stupid the stupid franchise guys the, and the guys in the box that don't know a lick about football, they just look at money and say, you know what, let's get another quarterback. I don't like the kid. Let's get another quarterback. Like, really? I will, like, if he – if he regresses this year, I definitely could see that next year where there's a, supposed to be a better quarterback class. I, I actually 100% agree with you there. A, because, you, like you said, it's the Bears. and I mean, It's funny how different franchises just kind of have the same themes, and for the Bears, they just can't ever have a good quarterback. When they do, yeah. it's a Jay Cutler who's at the end of his career or something like that. But, you know, for whatever reason, the Bears can never have a good quarterback. You heard that, Corey. Rex Grossman, yep. baby. Rex Gross. Sexy Rexy. Sexy Rexy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Do you ever think, do you ever think back in his days, like he'd go, like it's, it's beginning of the game. Oh, hang on. Picks in. Picks in. <laughs> oh, 
people a pick is in. At least they got somebody. Oh, he could have been picked way later. So you you were right on the tackle. Yeah. You were wrong on the player. His game against Alabama when he shut down Will Anderson, that's what got him this pick. Yeah, I agree. Now what I was going to say, I got to finish this. So do you think back in the day Rex Grossman went to the defense and said, look, Y'all just get me four interceptions, eight sacks. I will get y'all 13 points, and we'll get out of here. And then he went to Devin Hester and said, can you me one kickoff return, one punt return? I, 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 I still don't know how they made it. It's like works. Tyler Smith or Dallas. Yeah. We'll just have to see if it works. Um, maybe they just liked what he did better. They're showing it right now. Yeah, they, they're showing that Anderson. Yeah, Cut him down. Yeah. Great feet, good hands. Wow, I, I will say this: the, the the last four picks, these these teams know what they want. The Titans have already got their pick yeah. in. That was a ferocious block on Brees. All right, so Titans, I, I, I put are they they go quarterback? I think they go quarterback. Oh, Will Levis right here. Oh no, no, they go Will Levis. They go Will Levis all guess, the way. In. I'm sorry. I guess for them, they have to decide, do they feel like they have one more year left? No. Tannehill's got one more year left. No. This is an AFC South that should be winnable. I mean, the team they have this year should win the AFC South next year. Skaronsky mm-hmm. or Njigba? Oh, Njigba is a good one because they do need that, that, that getting rid of for A.J. Yeah. Brown, getting rid of them proved to be – like Dallas with Amari Cooper, it yeah. proved to be the mistake. and. Yeah. Now they're two different style receivers, but yeah. that's a good one. I like that one. But you have to have someone to throw it to, or throw it to him. So, t- I so Tennessee. What's the? Um, I can't think of the young kid's name, but he he's not going to be the guy. Oh yeah, that was a terrible. What's the Mississippi or not the Liberty quarterback? Yeah. Oh, Malik. Uh, Malik yeah, yeah, he's not going to. Yeah, be the he guy. was terrible. Like he. I mean, he's a guy that needed to sit. I, I'm just going to say this. When Quincy Carter him. played, Quincy Carter looked like he knew more about defenses. <laughs> and that's saying a lot. Yeah. Wow. Um, that looks better. I, I still mean, I feel bad for the kid because I do too. he's thinking, okay, I'll just sit for a year or two, learn some. No, I, now you have to play right now. Oh, wow. Okay. My bad. That's, that's every kid's dream, though. That's every kid's it, dream. It is. It is. But sometimes – that that ruins the kid's confidence. You know, maybe he's not ready to play all the way. Maybe he gets gun shy. Maybe he gets hit too early. Maybe the game is a little too fast than what he thinks it is. And 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 you know that 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 hurts him. You know that that ruins his development. You know, you know that all of that could happen. They need a seminar with Mark Sanchez. They need a seminar. That if the game's too fast, they need to uh, present it to him. And that, that all rookies should go through that class right there. They go through their class. And hey, look, there's well, no they, excuse. You got drafted to the NFL. I, I can't live with that no more. I can't live with that. Malik so, Willis, you took the you took that call. Said you was the guy. You better be ready. I'm sorry. So I do have to ask this. I do have to ask this. So in the AFC South, I, I think it's the Jaguars to lose at this point. Like I honestly, I mean that they may be a 12 win team. Well, we were, we were talking about that off the record or off the air before we started, and I still think a little bit of what Jacksonville did last year was fool's gold. Say uh, it again. They had that stretch at the end of the year where they had like five games in a row where they came back from ten points down or more, and that's great, but that's very odds. That's very cyclical. <laughs> like you look at the, just the, the Cowboy game. Dallas should have won that game. Dallas should have won. Dallas 
Dallas twice had that game won. Jacksonville did nothing to win that game until Dallas gave it to them. And, and hey, give them credit for taking advantage of it. But you even look at the playoff game against San Diego – or Los Angeles, I always call them San Diego. That was more about what the Chargers didn't do than what Jacksonville did do. And so, to me, Jacksonville just – reeks of that team that everybody thinks is going to take the next step and then they end up either treading water or actually taking a step back because they still have a lot of questions on their team and 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 I think Hunter Lawrence took a really big step but you go back to that that playoff game and yeah he finished strong but dude he threw two interceptions in his first five passes in that playoff game he looked like a deer in headlights luckily for him the Chargers know how to lose better than anybody and they let them back into the game they they may have the best offense. They may have a top ten offense in the NFL. Oh, I think possibly they, with they, they, Etienne they, and with their wide receivers, yeah. and if Hunter Lawrence takes that next step, Trevor Lawrence, Hunter Lawrence, Trevor. Yeah. I don't know why it's so, Hunter, uh, but if Trevor Lawrence takes that next step, I totally agree with you. But I also still think that they're a team that I could easily see them being in the exact same spot last year, or even taking a step back. It just felt like a lot of what happened to them last year. Was a lot of luck that they didn't create. Can ten and seven win the division? Eleven and eleven and six. Now that's a good point. I, I know people say the NFC South. I think the NFC South is actually going to be a little bit better than what people think. The AFC South, I think, is absolute trash. Right. <laughs> it's, it's been trash for like ten years. <laughs> it's been bad, but yeah, the AFC South, the NFC South may be a little bit better. I think Carolina is going to be okay. Atlanta, um, and I think Atlanta's going to be okay. And that's why and, I think Tennessee might say, hey, let's just roll with what we have one more year. Let's add to that, and we'll worry about quarterback next year because the quarterback class next year is supposed to be better. So Derrick Henry stays? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I never really believed that that was a possibility. I never thought so either. I, I thought maybe they, I could have seen them doing the whole let's draft Bijan, trade Derrick, but, but I never really thought that they were that serious about it. So, so my question is this. Do you take a chance on – um, what's his name out of Arizona? I can't think of the wide receiver's name in Arizona. I can't think of his name. Um, Hopkins? Hopkins, if you're Tennessee. If, is there any kind of way they could take a chance to get Hopkins to Tennessee? That would that would drastically change their wide receiving core. I, but, I feel what, like any of those drafts or any of those trades would have either happened before the draft or now. But but I, I do think that that's in play because, again, I, I think the whole difference in what Tennessee was last year compared to the year before and the year before was A.J. Brown. Well, they really misjudged yeah. what A.J. Brown meant for them. Well, and I think in order to get this right, Tennessee, I think if you're going to do it, I think you said it perfectly, it's draft time. Wait to the second round and see what you can give up then because if there's nobody – good that you're looking for let's let's package this and and let's see what we can get for them because i'm not going to waste a pick drafting somebody that doesn't fit my system and if deandre hopkins for some for 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 a second round pick and he's got some years left and we know he's going to produce and we got the quarterback that can get him the ball let's put him on our team because now that opens up the run game from derrick Henry. uh your defense is pretty darn good let's just see what happens I think that's the day two. Well, they went safe. They go guard Peter Skoronsky, who I I think is a great pick. It's not a sexy pick by any stretch, but they talked about last year, they talked about in the offseason that they they wanted to 
Oh, that's pretty cool. Go back to the run game. Not that they gave up on it, but they felt that Henry started getting taking a lot more hits last year than he did. This is a safe guy. Plug him in. He's going to be a multiple multiple time All Pro. Yep. I think this is a real good pick. Um, I, I think for people as Cowboy fans, he, he's kind of a Zach Martin esque type yes. blocker. Yeah. He's really good run blocking. He's great with his technique. He seems to never be hurt. Um, I, I like this pick. I think this is a this is a Tennessee type pick. They make these type picks ten times out of ten. Yeah, I love this pick. All right, so we're are we already back to the Houston? No, no, it's it, Lions picks in. Yes, the Lions again. These teams know so what they want. This was the Texans, we had. and then they traded it to the Lions to the, yeah. the Cardinals. Who traded it to the to Lions? Lions? Yeah, yeah. This is the pick of Kent's. Will someone actually make this pick, or will they trade it again? <laughs> Nobody wants this. Well, pick. I mean, to me, it feels like everything that when you look at the top multiple things that the Lions needed, defensive tackle, Carter's gone. Defensive end, both of the edge stud edge rushers Wilson, are gone. Yeah. Running back is gone. Uh, maybe this is the first tight end. This would be a good because the Lions need a tight end. They did trade wow. And I do think if you if they were to if you would ask them mm. if they would have regret doing that with the way the season ends, I think they did. Yeah. But I don't think you I don't think you draft a tight end because what, what tight end is really that good that's coming out of college that you just say well, this is supposed to be the deepest tight end class yep. in twenty years. Twenty years. It I, might be it might be, but if it's deep, you I can mean, get it later, right? But that scheme, that's 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 offensive scheme. That's you know, you gotta go well they did use a tight end a lot. And 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 but, uh, what's his face likes to tight end, so that that may they may yeah, tight ends a big. I mean, again, that was why everybody was shocked when they when they traded their starting tight end last year, and, they, yeah. and it ended up not hurting them, but it, it left the hole going into this year. But they've got I, I to just find, they got to find playmakers. They got yes, to find I mean, playmakers outside before you put somebody on the inside. I think their defense was was okay. Um, who are you saying? Who are you saying? Kaliza can't. Oh, well, that would be a good pick. Mm, well, they need mm, to wow. uh, help. What about Christian Gonzalez here? They need him Sugar too. It's a back. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, that was. We were waiting on you guys to see it. <laughs> wow. That's Look, I like that's I like Gibbs. In fact, if, if Robinson was off the board, I wouldn't have mind Dallas getting yeah. him. But oh, as this God. high of a pick, I don't know, man. Whew. Bro, that's a stretch. But why? why? You, had, you have DeAndre Swift. Um, oh, my gosh. No, he didn't take a wide receiver. <laughs> No, Again, I like Jameer Gibbs. I, I think Jameer Gibbs is a solid running back, but in today's age, I, I just don't. They, I, they, they can never down back, or is he, is he one you have to platoon? Every team is going to platoon them. Nobody's going to do every down back anymore. That's that's. I hope they don't anyway. But I mean, you mean Atlanta's going to platoon Sean Robinson? Year for, it uh, worked this past year for Detroit. I will say this: it worked this past year doing two backs. So I'm I'm yeah, anxious to see what they do. Now. It was two different backs. Yeah, right? it was two different backs. Yeah. DeAndre Smith was – Jameer Gibbs and DeAndre Smith are, are mirrors. They're the same yeah. back, and you had Jamal Williams as your, your power guy. Um, and, and you got David said, Montgomery. Oh, David – I don't know. Oh, yeah, they do have They, David they got David now. Montgomery. Yeah. I just – I don't get this pick. Like, I, and I don't think he's a bad player by any stretch. But it's just like – 
you had you had the linebacker from Georgia, and they really need inside linebacker help. You've got multiple uh, offensive, or uh, I mean, uh, multiple defensive ends. Even though the two guys are off, you still have edge rushers that are there. We talked about tight end. I mean, Jameer Gibbs. You could have kept trading down and picking up more draft capital right. and got him with the twentieth pick. Yeah. Like what you said, Christian Gonzalez would have been a great Christian pick. Gonzalez would have been a great – you know, I, I don't get this pick. They're, they're, they're over there just hooping and hollering like they – I mean, something. maybe they know something we don't know. Yeah, maybe so. They must be using this as trade bait for something, maybe. You know what I'm going to tell you. You know how I feel about most Alabama players. I'm not going to go there right now. <laughs> this is not right. Everybody who looks, and I know it's not a Dan Campbell pick. Somebody else picked this player, and it does not fit right now. We all know it. Yeah. If you have, well, a, I have a team in Green Bay that doesn't know what they're going to do right off the top of, of the bat. I was waiting for this one. I was waiting, for this this one. Amazing. I was waiting to see what Green Bay does. So why Kincaid or Njigba? <laughs> it's a wide receiver. Okay, so you gotta you gotta laugh if it's a wide receiver after they've traded Aaron Rodgers, who his one issue <laughs> for the last five years was is they didn't give. I would love it if of, of their picks, if like four of them were wide receivers, yeah. <laughs> um, Just loaded up no with talent. Corey, you know me, and I'm gonna tell you this right now: if they pick wide receiver, they let you know we we released a lot of capital. In the, in the money area, now we can afford to pay somebody when, in, in the in years uh, four, yeah. five, six, and That's seven because we're not paying Aaron Rodgers $40, 50000000 million a season. So we can afford to do it. It's this the no-pay quarterback club. That's, there you I go. can see them taking, taking a tight end, too, though. Well, Kincaid is almost like a receiver. Yeah, I mean, we're in an era now where your yeah. tight ends are 90% receiver, 10% blocker. Yeah. But, yeah, he made you know, a good point, though, like – that, th- th- this could be the future where quarterbacks are making too much money. They're eating up too much of the cap. Why don't you just load up a team like what the 49ers do with talent all over That'll the place never. and just get like a good You know game. why? How many Super Bowls have the 49ers won doing that? Fair, fair point. Uh, I mean, that's hey, the Kelly. issue we were talking about that earlier with Jimmy G and, and everything. I love what San Francisco's doing, but they've still – when they were in a Super Bowl against a top-notch quarterback, they lost. When they were in a title game against the Rams with a top-notch quarterback, they lost. Um, and I don't even count this past year because Brock Purdy got hurt before the game even got to really develop. Yeah. But but as great as that San Francisco philosophy is, until it actually wins a Super Bowl, it's still proving that at the end of the day, you need that quarterback playmaker or a Nick Foles special season. Yeah. But it gets you there. And as long as it gets you there, you still have a fan base, and you'll still say we got there. Yeah. I mean, we've been saying that since 1995 to the second round, and we see what that got us. So, you know. Like, you know, it's Cowboys can't say that. It hadn't there. got them there. It's Cowboys out there that's still saying it, man. I'm, I'm going to tell you what's wrong with the Cowboys. Same thing is wrong with Mark Cuban. You try to hit home runs. You cannot hit home runs. Dallas has – that's the thing, though. Dallas hasn't been trying to hit the home run. They have drafted soundly. I mean, you look at their first-round picks since 2010, and their picks are on point. You're going to have three Hall of Famers out of that, possibly four if Michael Parsons continues the career he's having. They, they At this point, Dallas is doing everything right. It's the odds are just not breaking for them at the right time. And at the end of the day, a lot of that when you're when you're in the salary cap era, when the difference between one team and another team is simply three plays, it's all about luck and odds at that point. Yeah. I changed I changed my mascot. Something's got to change. 
something something's got to change. It's just like you say, Rowdy has to go. Rowdy has to something. Go. You got to change. I've hated Rowdy since he showed up. I'm waiting for Rowdy to be arrested for doing wrong things to kids in the corner or something. Oh, oh my god, that, that sounded that sounded oh, bad. Oh, we got a trade. Oh, wait, oh, wait, this is the trade. We oh, this is no, okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> this was the Aaron Rodgers trade. But the pick yeah, is in. The pick is already. I I want to commend all the teams. They all know what they want to do. Like we haven't had anybody. And funny, I, I think Carolina with the first pick went the furthest, and they knew who they wanted the whole time. Yeah, yeah. They had several months to make their pick. Right. Yeah, and they said it was only a few people who actually knew who they were picking. I still love what the Texans did. I'm still going back to – I don't even was, care if it works out. I just love the bold, aggressive, this is who we think we want, yeah. so we're going to go get it. I think teams need to do that more. All right, here we go with the Green Bay. Interesting. That's a, that's a odd one. Got to be. Please be. Wow. Yeah. Don't do not do that. Great don't player, do that. I don't know why. Don't, don't say that. Wow. Well, I mean, let's be honest. He looks like a Green Bay player. Yeah, he does. I'm just going to point that out now. He, he looks like a 15 year the Green entire, Bay player. Yeah. The entire Iowa, the entire Iowa team looks like Green Bay players. Yeah. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, I'm just saying, team, you don't see many Grambling players team. going to Green Bay. <laughs> just going to point that out. <laughs> well, this is a this they, is one that, of those picks that it's perfectly fine. But I, I don't think he'll ever be able to play up to where he's picked. He might be a good player, yeah. but I don't think he'll ever be able to play up to where he was picked. They just sabotaged Jordan. Uh, Jordan, yeah, they, they just sabotaged. Gosh, bro, like it. Like I, we just talked about it. He couldn't get a. He couldn't get wide receivers. This was the perfect opportunity. This was it. Yeah, I, I think uh, they they're picking for. Green Bay thinks they're smarter than what they are. Yes, good. I, I really a great way to describe it. What they are. Oh, we just, you know, sometimes you got to play with what you. If if beating teams, if if you got to beat teams by by forty points a game, beat teams by forty points a game. Don't don't try to be smart. Give your give a all pro, all world quarterback seven wide receivers to pick from. Give them an offensive line. Just go for it. Like, come on, man. Let's just just do that. If this is really your future, you give him everything. He's not highly paid right now. You give him everything that he needs to be successful. And I think going defensive end, uh, man, get out of here. If they couldn't win um, with what they had with Aaron Rodgers, do you think they're going to be any more successful with Jordan Love? And I'm, it's not about the success in, in this aspect. If you if you have the inclination that you want him to be successful, Patriots this trade is their pick to the Steelers. Oh wow! <laughs> New England trades their pit their uh, pick to Pittsburgh. I don't blame them. Really? Pittsburgh could surprise some people. They Pittsburgh could definitely surprise some people. In Jigba, they need they need a wide receiver to go with Pickens. I, yeah. I like it. To go with Pickens, a wide receiver. But I, I think give Broderick Jones to address their line issues as well. Uh, there could be it too, but I, Pittsburgh is really good about finding finding pieces. Yeah, they find value regardless. It just seems like exactly. what they do is they're gonna go. They, like I said, they don't hit home runs a lot. They they just want to yeah. be on base. Like, yeah, and I think Kenny Pickett is a. <laughs> it, it, 
they got to give them something. They're going to give them something. And I was like, this is what you should have done. For hey, Kenny Pickett got one year, and I think that he's he's got one year to prove what he's going to try to prove, and that's it. They're not going to wait too much long in Pittsburgh for that. Hey, Terry, uh, did you see Derek's comment? Hang on. Hang on. All right, sorry about that. Now what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> was Derek there? What's up, Derek? Yeah, Derek? Derek's Green Bay fan, I believe. Well, Derek. Oh, Del Rio. Yeah, yeah. He oh, said he's going to tell us how that, that Iowa defensive end is going to going to solidify the defense for years to come. He said we're complete idiots. We need offensive line because he's from Mount Vernon. Oh, this one, Derek. I feel your pain, bro, because I thought they could have went wide receiver and they went O O line. Uh, they went D line. I'm sorry, Roger man. Jones is um, smiling. <laughs> Yeah, he's got twenty five hats behind him. He does that to me. Yeah. Hey, look what look what I did with the old. Oh, I love the logo. Yeah. I love that Steeler look. Well, I don't love the team, but I love that logo. So you I mean, I, so I, I had Were y'all saying that y'all thought that Kenny Pickett only had one more year? I was. I was saying that the Steelers were probably going to be impatient. See, I they, love they him. He was quarterback gone after people. one year. Like this is like the seventh team he's been like, like he's like, you know what, man, yeah. Patrick Mahomes. If he doesn't do it next year, I think he should be gone. <laughs> man, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't see. He's been I, think they, I, I think they really like Pickett though. Like that, yeah. he is the Pittsburgh, the the, the, the tough as nails, the going to throw as he's getting hit type of guy. So I, I think they really do like he, him. He and, got better as the season. Yeah, went he along. got real better. And, and again, they they pulled a a what looked to be a five win season and turned it into a nine and eight year. Mike Tomlin yet again another Mike winning. Tomlin, that's, that's that's Tomlin for Terry, you. Do you have to do you have to forgive Corey? He's used to the, to trying to get rid of Jimmy G every year, so he's used to that. On <laughs> I didn't want to get rid of Jimmy G. But guess what? You needed to get rid of Jimmy. And now that he has, he doesn't know what to do, so he wants every other team to get rid of their yeah. quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the quarter. I'm looking because I like Pittsburgh. Don't get me wrong. I like Pittsburgh a lot. I, I like the I like the I like the culture there. Uh, okay, I just, so, uh, I mean, we're gonna turn him off since he likes uh, the Pittsburgh team. Now. <laughs> hey, Corey. Look, I thought it would have been me first. Like, what's going on? They've done as far as just being a consistent program since the 70s they had a few bad years in the 80s but then from about 88 on they just always are there they, they might not always be a, a Super Bowl contender but they're always going to make a play and they're going to be a team that's always a force all right here we go all right oh, and the right there too so if they don't pick in oh my gosh Aaron Rodgers might have a new toy Roger Jones that's a good pick yeah. really good solid. solid again that's solid right there as Corey was talking about earlier some teams try to be too smart i think pittsburgh always they let the, the draft come to them most years and this is a safe solid pick he's he's gonna be able to take he's a three down defensive tackle he can rush the quarterback at times no, uh no this is the offensive, tackle. This is the offensive tackle. Tackle. Yeah. that's what i meant sorry i, yeah. I got flipped on that i was thinking jalen carter in my mind yeah, yeah but but he's a guy that you're gonna be able to put there and, and you're gonna be able to protect Pickett. and again that was one of the things that was weak about them last year was their offensive line yeah and, and they've kind of transitioned over the last three years they had an offensive line that I think in 2019 was the, the oldest offensive line years together to last year they had one of the youngest offensive yeah. lines. So I, I think this is just a really just a solid, safe fit. Yeah, you protect your young quarterback. I mean, that's 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 what you want. You don't want you don't want your quarterback of the future taking too many shots early. So, I mean, I like this. It's solid. And, again, I'm not trying to pat all of our, 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 our backs, but we talked about this in the pre-draft run-up. 
in today's football, it, it's it's quarterback, it's rush ins, it's secondary, and it's offensive tackles. Those are your most important positions, and that's what you're seeing right now. You're seeing how many offensive? Yeah. yeah. How many old tackles have already been drafted? It's what three. Now the Jets are now right now on the on the. Let's see if they stay there. Uh, I think the Jets take a wide receiver just to uh, throw a shot at a. Uh, at, uh, I Green mean, Bay. they got Garrett Wilson. Might as well get their te- his teammate, right? They did exactly. trade Elijah Moore. Yeah, which I felt they I felt they gave up on him a little too early. Yeah, they did. They did. Or he gave up on them. I'm not. Yeah, sure that's a good that point. Happened. He he was bitching about not getting the ball and, and things yeah. like that. I think it would be so funny though if the Jets just continued the Green Bay thing and just not drafting wide receivers <laughs> when Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. The that would be I think, well. I think in this case they're gonna. Well, you know, they also need a lineman too. And most of the good ones have already been gone. They so. need a linebacker too, though. <sighs> inside. No. Oh, but the the top inside linebackers should be getting like in the second round. The next best linebacker is Nolan Smith. Nolan yeah, Smith. that's true. So, and really, if he falls to the Patriots, I could see the New England getting him. Yeah, yeah, he does. Him, like him, him and Matthew Judon, that'd be a great one-two punch. I don't like anything you said about New England. <laughs> so, so what do y'all think? We didn't really get to talk about it. While they're waiting on the pick, what do y'all think about Aaron Rodgers to the Jets? I, I, you want me to start, Corey? Yeah, you I, start. You know, I'm, oh, I'm just going to say, well, why, why would you take the same path as your former um, a, your, your apprentice or your, your leader that you were upset with and all of those things because you didn't get to play? So I just don't like the fact that you went the same route. Now, whether or not this is a great fit, I know Greeny is happy as of, uh, uh, was it Monday, Tuesday, whenever it was, the news broke. Um, Greeny was excited. Uh, all Jets fans are excited. I just don't think this is it. I really don't think it's it. It, it might be successful. I just don't think it's the way you ended your careers, even though you say you want to play more time. It's a bad decision for me. I don't think it's going to pan out the way that they want it to. You got a lot of young cats over there. You got a lot of talent. But I don't think this is what you're really asking for. And New York is a different place, too. Yeah, yeah but he can handle that. His, his attitude for me, his moxie, is different from what I think they're going to expect. Aaron Rodgers is a no-nonsense guy. And I don't think that's what he's going to get over there. He can handle New York to an extent. I just don't think these young cats are on his on his level. You know, I I've I thought the Jets would be I thought the Jets talent wise they could have made the playoff a couple of years talent wise alone. And we said that about the Browns whenever we had the podcast a long time ago. I thought the Browns defense was really good. They just had Baker Mayfield. And you know, and then next thing you know, they got rid of Baker Mayfield. Let's see what Deshaun Watson does this year, blah, blah, blah. Aaron Rodgers makes them unique because they got a strong defense. They got some new weapons on offense. You know, they're immediately probably going to win 10 games. You know, I think that the Jets roster outside of a quarterback last year was a top four roster in the AFC. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's it's legit. Robert Salas has built them the way that you want to build a team inside out. They've got the edge rushers, they've got the cornerback. Uh, they've got a running back. If if Brees Hall comes back healthy, they've got wide receivers. They just need a quarterback. Now, I do agree, Aaron Rodgers, if he buys in, then 
all bets are off. The Jets might be the best team in the AFC. But will Aaron Rodgers buy in? Or, as you talk about, will the New York media annoy him? Because, as Noe said when we were talking before the show, Aaron Rodgers is one of those that I think he thinks he's smarter than he really is at times. And he's really – like he's been on, you know, Pat McAfee's show, and, and he just – he thinks when he talks politics that people listen and stuff. And so if you get that Aaron Rodgers, then I, I still think they're a good team. But if you get a, an Aaron Rodgers that says, hey, this is my last five years, I could easily win two, three Super Bowls and buys in, the Jets are scary, scary good. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the fence. I, I hope it doesn't work yet. I think it's a good place for, for him to go. The Jets are going to be solid. But I just don't like his attitude, Aaron Rodgers. He kind of – his just whole demeanor to me just turns me the wrong way like an – could poison a franchise. Well, um, he was one of those that the less he talked, the the better he seemed. Yeah. Like he had that gunslinger. I just come in, I throw the ball, I do my thing, I leave. I don't talk a lot. Everybody loves me. And, and then when the whole COVID thing hit, and he he started talking more, and it, it doesn't matter what you what you think of his stance. It was just like, okay, dude, shut up. Like, just shut up. Just be a quarterback. Remember, you're a quarterback first. We're not falling to your knees and, and, and hoping that you give us great wisdom. We just want to see you throw 45 touchdowns a year. Yeah. I, I, he's good. It's just like his demeanor, like the, the his team player has kind of gone away. It's more about him. Like, I would, you know, give me receivers. Give me, like, yeah. And, 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 and you know, he's a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But you got to still be a team I blame player. It. He wants to blame everybody else. I blame it on Green Bay. I'm going to blame it on Green Bay. Because Green Bay thinks they're better than everybody. And they put Brett Favre on the pedestal. And they put Aaron Rodgers on the pedestal. But you know what? He exactly what happened. That pedestal got broken because Aaron Rodgers, he, he knew he was up there. Yep, yep. And, and either way, the, the Jets, Jets people, people are happy. Are happy. Whatever, 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 whatever pick, pick they just they made, just they're made very happy. happy. So, we'll so we'll see. The, the pick, pick is, is in. in. You know what? Uh, if a 39-year-old quarterback makes you happy, add a little more power to you. John Smith makes that top five, five defense, defense into a top, top three defense. defense. I think they're, I think happy, they're happy with the receivers with, with Mikael Hartman, Hartman and Al Lazard additions. We'll see. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, uh, Alan Lazard, I, I'm not really that he didn't do anything. You know, you're right, though. Alan Lazard feels like he's he's unformed. And maybe it's because I've always seen the half confidence. And he has. I don't play fantasy, but I'm like, name a game where Alan Lazard stuck out. Name one, and I can't go back and give you one. I, I watch football, I know football, and I, he's never done anything for me. Uh, and I just think that 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 name right there is just like, who is he? I, I really don't know. I agree. I agree. He's, he's not, not, he's not, he's not a Donald Donald driver. driver. He's not a Donald so, Driver. So. He's not a um. He's not a um. I can't even think his name. I can see his face. Yeah, Terry, you jinxed it earlier about the uh, time they were taking on picks. I think so. I think that's hurt you. Well, they've, well, they've had, had to pick in for three minutes. minutes. This is more TV where, where they're, they're allowing, allowing them to talk. Yeah, Jordy Nelson and all of those guys. I'm just like, man. Jordy Nelson. 
Gosh, I can't wait to see the 26 pick because I'm going to be very devastated probably. <laughs> There's nothing out there that uh, that I can see you, but it'll probably be an offensive lineman, and I'm not a, I'm not mad. You know, I you think, know, the, I problem think the problem now is they're is going, they're going too, fast too fast that they just, just have a filler time, time, like you were saying. saying. I think this, this has, has to go, go three, three hours. hours. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they have, have to at least make this go three, three hours. hours. Uh, well, they better be like the um, Major League Baseball. Cut down some time. Well, yeah. do three yeah. hours I know you can look on the stage and scream entitlement. Just going to say Man, this is tough. I'm fine, I'm fine with, all, with this, all this, but not in the not first, first round. round. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm seeing seeing Tom Tom was, was a wish. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll change my mind on what you said. So, so I that. They bring the kid on the stage, too, man. Jeez. Technically, we can say it's in season. Yeah, that's all right, here, All right, we, here go. we go. I'm going to Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> 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 He clearly wants, wants to be back. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Let me watch my let me watch my phone. Wow. Wow. Good player, Good player but, but that, that little high, high, isn't it? High, isn't it? I, I, <laughs> okay. All right, so All we're right, gonna so take we're a break, break real quick and we'll be right back, back to continue, continue this draft. draft. Is your demanding work lifestyle in need of fire-resistant clothing that can keep up? Well, L4FR clothing should be your go-to for quality, affordability, safety, and style. L4FR was founded by a third-generation oil field worker who is also a veteran. Thus, this company has a deep appreciation for reliability and longevity, all while we provide first-rate customer service. Our durable apparel will serve you well for many years to come, whether you're working on a pipeline, alignment climbing utility poles, or in any other environment requiring fire-resistant apparel. L4FR has you covered. Our apparel is tough enough to resist hazardous conditions while still providing high comfort and style. L4FR provides clothing options to ensure your safety and comfort, whether you're on the job or not. To view our complete inventory of flame-resistant garments, please visit our online store at L4FRclothing.com or give us a call at 817-757-4935. See habla espanol. This special episode of Outdrank the Coverage, the live draft show, is brought to you by the Frisco Bar and Grill. They're located at 6750 Gaylord Parkway, Suite 120 in Frisco. You can find them online at thefriscobar.com. I'm telling you folks, if you're a sports fan, a karaoke fan, or a fan of live music and trivia, this is the place you want to be. They not only have great food, 
great drinks. They have great prices, and they have a great atmosphere. I'm telling you, this is where old friends meet and new friends are found. I promise you, you will love the Frisco Bar and Grill. Intern Noe and I will be talking about it during the draft show, but we love their appetizers. We love their wings. I love their sliders. My girlfriend loves the karaoke. Hey, if you're a fan of Oklahoma Sooners or San Francisco 49ers, the Frisco Bar and Grill is the official watch party place for both of those. And intern Noe and I was there for a Monday night game last year when San Francisco was playing, and the atmosphere is absolutely amazing. You cannot beat it. So check out the Frisco Bar and Grill, located at 6750 Gaylord Parkway, Suite 120 in Frisco, where old friends meet and new friends are found. It's spring, and that means it's time to get outside and check out the wonderful weather. But the bad news is that means all the insects, termites, bed bugs, and rodents, they're all coming out as well, and they're trying to get into your home. Well, Grandeur Pest Solutions can be the one that helps you. They're here to service all of your pest needs, whether it's insects, rodents, scorpions, spiders. They take care of it all. You can find them online at GrandeurForSure.com. You can give them a call at 469-602-8441. You can email them, GrandeurForSure at gmail.com. You can find them on Facebook. Just type in Grandeur Pet Solutions. They service almost all of DFW area. Most services that they do, when you reach out to them, they will take care of it within 24 hours. You don't have to worry about, you know, scheduling it now and it be two months before they get there. Again, you can find them on Facebook, on Instagram. Just type in Grandeur Pet Solutions. They are your one-stop shop if you have. Get it together, Bennett. We're in a break right now as Washington's pick is already in. Again, continuing the trend of, for the most part, these teams are, are going pretty quick. And we were just talking off the air as we were waiting for our ads to run. By the way, again, thank you, Frisco Bar and Grill, Grandeur Pet Solutions, L4FR Clothing for providing the wonderful dinner tonight. Check out L4FR Clothing online, L4FRClothing.com for all your fire-resistant clothing needs. But Washington, I mean, this is one of those guys that – Will Levis, I mean, you know, yeah, uh, Hooker Hendon, Hendon Hooker, Hendon Hooker yeah. from Tennessee. I, I, so, I still think he's a more of a because of his knee and everything. Yeah. I, I still think you, but but I mean, Washington, Washington's at a weird spot because it felt like two years ago they were a quarterback away, and then Chase Young has been injured and he hasn't been the same. They they're yeah. not picking up his fifth year option at least as of now, right? Um, and their defense that was two years ago couldn't you couldn't score on has kind of not been consistently that good, but they're still a good defense. Stat wise, yards allowed, they're still top five. Yes, um, uh, you, you got to wonder though it, where Ron Rivera's spot is, like uh, you know, because it feels like Washington's kind of treaded water. Yeah. They made the playoffs his first year, but let's be honest. Dak was hurt, and then it was seven and nine years. Yeah, it was a seven nine year. Dak was hurt, and then if Andy Dalton doesn't get hurt in the Washington game, I still think Dallas would have found a way to sneak into the playoffs that yeah. year because they actually finished pretty strong. They did. Uh, Philadelphia was off; they weren't where they're at now. And, and so, did, did maybe Washington overvalue where they were at that point? And, and if if kind of you know you know I, I don't know uh, you know they last year last season that was their best year. That was the first non-losing year for Ron Rivera. Yeah, eight, eight, and one. Eight, eight, and one. I'm looking at their lineup right now. They have two solid running backs. They have a receiver. 
They have a good tight end. Who is a receiver? Terry McLaurin. Okay, so what do you think about uh, Dotson, their, their, their number one pick last year? He's, he's good. I want to see more in yeah, year two. Yeah. Um, they have Curtis Samuels, a three receiver is perfect for him. Mm-hmm. They have a good line. They have a really good tight end. Uh, defensive line, one of the best in football. They Who have is Ken- their tight end? Uh, Logan Thomas. Converted. Chris Cooley? <laughs> Chris Cooley. <laughs> yeah, Logan Thomas. Forgot about him. He's really solid, actually. Uh, everything looks pretty good. If it was me, they have Jacoby Brissett as mm-hmm. a veteran backup quarterback, and then Sam Howell. I, I would probably – this is tough. Man. I would either go corner or I would go quarterback or receiver. Christian Gonzalez. Christian Gonzalez in Jigba. Corner. Undersized, but everything else about him is fantastic. Over Christian Gonzalez, who many consider. No, but they Gonzalez has the size. He has everything else. He is fantastic. Okay, so here's the thing for Dallas. All right. Now it had been this it had been felt earlier in the draft process, the draft cycle, which starts in January, yeah. that Joey Porter Jr. wouldn't be there, that Christian Gonzalez wouldn't be there. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, there's a possibility that one of the two would be there. Yeah. If you're Dallas, does that swing things? I know you got Stephon Gilmore, but let's be honest. Stephon Gilmore is at best a two-year guy, probably a one-year one, guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, if one of them are there, does now, – now, the issue with Joey Porter Jr. supposedly is he, he does not play his size. Correct. But, again, get give him – give Dan Quinn on him and let's see. Yeah. But you and I were also talking off the air that, you know – Bill Parcells, when he was a Cowboy, made yeah. some terrible offensive line picks, even though that's supposed to be his specialty. Yeah. Dan Quinn's cornerback picks, Nashawn Wright and Kelvin Joseph, have not really panned out. That's now, not- Wright has not been terrible, and Wright's a really, really good special teams Excellent. player. Excellent, yeah. But you, th- that's not what you drafted him for. Correct. So you got to wonder if, if, Joe, if Joey Porter Jr. or Christian Gonzalez fall down to Dallas – I mean, that almost completely changes your draft board if you're Dallas. Yeah, I mean, the, the top two running backs are gone. So that's not a possibility. You still got the tight end in play. I still think Dallas is not. I know everybody keeps saying, and they might prove me wrong. I still think Dallas is not as as needy of a tight end as people think they are. I I think Jake Ferguson has the chance to be at least, at the very worst, as good as Dalton Schultz, if not better. And if you get just average Dalton Schultz, you're going to be okay. What is the most immediate need for 2023 for Dallas? That's a good question, and it's a good thing to say that they really – I don't know if they have a, a complete 100% is immediate depth? need. Depth, but not like don't do 2,000 now. Oh, hang on. The Patriots, we didn't get a chance to talk to them. I was trying to find their thing. <laughs> I think they get Nolan Smith. Well, there I'm goes Christian kidding. Gonzalez. <laughs> Well, well, that takes care of that for us as far as one of them. I don't know that anything still about leaves... drafting apparently. <laughs> Now, you, you, now, if you're Dallas, you, okay, so we're just we're talking about how, like, you know, they don't have a glaring, glaring need. Yeah. So maybe you hope you, you take a chance that Joey Porter Jr. keeps falling and you don't take him in the first and maybe you get him and you, you trade well, up into the second. I'm going to look at the draft or the, or the next few teams up. Right now it's the Lions. All the trading has got my – I had all these in order. And now they're all crazy. So we're back to the Lions. You were supposed to prepare for this, Terry. Well, I mean, you can, I prepared with shots. <laughs> um, but, all uh, right, so right now it's Detroit, Tampa, 
Seattle, Chargers, yeah. Baltimore, Minnesota, Jacksonville, Giants, and then the Cowboys. Does Joey Porter, Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer, do any of them go before the Cowboys get a chance? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would assume one of them, but you got to start wondering, Brett, if maybe Dallas might be in the, the position to where – if you've got four or five guys that you want, maybe you're trading down to the early second and picking up a, a third or fourth or, or an extra fifth. Because remember, they had a couple uh, comp picks that they traded for Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. So maybe they have to get an extra fourth or an extra fifth back. I, I think the draft is falling very well for Dallas. I don't feel like Dallas is desperate uh, no matter where they go. And like we point out, I don't really think Dallas has a, oh, my God, they've got to get this position to be Yeah, they need some good bodies, I think, more than anything, some good pieces to go with what they have. But I think you're right. I don't, I don't think that's at this point, unless they've just got somebody that they just are zooming in on right now, I think trading down wouldn't be a bad move for Dallas and um, maybe, maybe getting a two picks for one type deal, move down and get an extra pick. So I so I have to ask everybody uh, since we are kind of you know, we're, we're now officially picked eighteen so we passed a little bit of the the halfway mark. Uh, what do y'all think about where this draft is so far? It doesn't feel like there's been some questionable calls, but I don't feel like anybody's made a holy crap that is the stupidest pick ever type of pick at all. You don't think Jameer Gibbs? No, I, th- I still think he's a good player. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm it wouldn't. Have, it's not a big. Haven't been a big splash. Uh, the biggest splash has been the trades for the Texans. Um, yeah, I think I think that's pretty much it. They got two two picks that they needed, and uh, other than that, I think everything else has been pretty pretty much scripted. Not scripted, but I pretty like, much to, to to par. I like what Arizona did with their trades too. I think it it really worked out for them. They were able to trade some trade down get. I like what Arizona I think also with Arizona, I think you might have showed Hopkins that hey, we're you know we're still in play. We still need you, mm-hmm. and that might be the most important thing because I think a healthy Hopkins, and I know he's getting older, and and but but he has that advantage like Dez did, where he can lose a little bit of speed and he's still going to be okay because his his strength is out jumping and and body and stuff. And I think if you can get him back on board, I mean, you know, the, the NFC West, San Francisco is a beast. The Rams are, are, are a really big question mark. Seattle's okay. But, but I think if you're Arizona, you got to feel that you're at least in play for the second place in that division, which puts you in a playoff spot. Yeah. Uh, they still need more. <laughs> I like As much as I want to believe that, they – they, there's like a culture issue going on. Well, I think that's why you've got a new coach and you've got all that. And, yeah. I, you know, and then the question is, is are they overvaluing what Philadelphia did? Because everybody from Philadelphia, if you're a coach of Philadelphia, you're probably a head coach now. Yeah. True. And, and was that, is that prudent or is that a one year read on Philadelphia again? Well, well let's be, let's be honest. You put Philadelphia and San Francisco in round two, and you give me Dallas and the Giants in round two. I think your NFC Championship game is Dallas and San Francisco. And I'm not saying the Eagles would have beat or wouldn't have beat the the Niners with with Brock Purdy, but 
the, 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 the Eagles' playoff in the NFC broke absolutely beautiful for them. Playing the Giants and playing a, 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 a Niner team that lost Brock, Pur- Brock Purdy one drive in. Yeah. Yeah, the 49ers were actually doing well against the Eagles up until that injury, and they still played well defensively against the Eagles. But at some point, that defense just got tired. Yeah. And you could see it toward the late in the third quarter and fourth quarter. They were getting frustrated and uh, committing penalties. You could visibly see them just pouting and getting angry on defense. So and I, I, that, that game could have been completely different had San Francisco had a healthy, capable quarterback. I say this all the time. Your defense can only do so much. Eventually, eventually your offense has got to step up and make a play. But you can say that vice versa, too. But if your defense has carried you throughout the entire year, eventually offense you got to come up. You got to make you got to you got to make a play. They just didn't have that at the time they played Philadelphia. And you know you talk to all the Philadelphia Eagle fans. Oh, it doesn't matter. It would have been. Eh, I don't know. Brock Purdy's a system guy, and and Kyle Shanahan is very big on system. You know you could. I don't care what type of quarterback you are. As long as you play in the system, you're fine. If you're if you can make the throw. You 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 can play because the the way they run the football is is just that, but I mean we just didn't have another quarterback that could do it, and we'll never know what that game would eventually end up being. Philadelphia looked good; they dominated as they should have. They didn't make it to the Super Bowl, and got tapped on the head. <laughs> <laughs> so the the Forty Nine ers start. I don't, like, the- I don't like Nick Sirianni. I don't I don't like that guy. So. I really don't. I don't Corey, like that guy. Since you're a 49ers guy, do you, do you start the year with Lance and Purdy on the roster? Okay. You have to at this point. They're not going to trade. They're not going to trade Trey Lance away. And you know they. I mean they they don't know exactly what they have with Trey Lance. That's the problem. He hadn't he hadn't played long enough to know exactly what you have. I think they know exactly what they have with Brock Purdy. I think he's I think he's a glorified system guy. I think he <laughs> I, he can get a little better. Cool. But he's not the athlete that Trey Lance is. He's not the – Yeah, I, I'm not big on Brock Purdy. Uh, look, I, 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 I'm I, a big believer in Dak Prescott as quarterback. But at the end of the day, Brock Purdy didn't beat the Cowboys. The offense for Dallas beat the Cowboys. Um, and then a weird fluke uh, play where Kittle, you know, if, if Diggs doesn't try to make the hit and he goes for the ball, he intercepts the ball and instead it gets all bounced around. He tries to make a hit. Kittle makes the catch and give all credit to Kittle. But uh, yeah, I, I Brock Purdy just was like you said, he's a system guy. And, and again, that's what Kyle Shanahan wants. But as we keep saying, as much as we everybody lauds what San Francisco's doing because they get to the Super Bowl or they get to the NFC title game, they still have not won the big game. And it comes down to their quarterbacks underperform when they need them, when they need that they big can't game. Make that, they can't – they have to have a quarter. If they had an Aaron Rodgers, they got they'd probably have three championships by now. You just need – well, That's three. what we're talking about. I don't know if we said it on the air, <laughs> but if you put Kirk Cousins on San Francisco next year, yeah. San Francisco might go unbeaten. Yeah, as much as people hate Kirk Cousins, it, I mean, he's he's like the best average quarterback you could ask, you could ask for. Captain Kirk. <laughs> Oh, Lions pick is in, so yeah. we're waiting on them to see who they get. Do you think they stay offense or oh, they finally I go would, defense? You know what? I, at this point, I, they got Jameer Gibbs, so it could be anybody. This yeah. Hmm. Mm. I was is racking up. I know, right? 
That's a that's a that that is mm. so that mm. is somebody said earlier that they didn't feel Gibbs was a Dan Campbell pick. This is a Dan Campbell pick. I, this is saying okay, yeah, that is that is son. Him. Did he yeah. pick him because he was his son, Jack Campbell? <laughs> Uh, no, it's not his son. No, no. but he, but he's exactly what Dan Campbell yeah. wants—a tough inside the 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 tackle linebacker that's going to hit the A and B gaps and going to control the run game. This is a really solid pick. It, 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 it you literally could have flipped this in the Gibbs pick, and I'm perfectly fine with it. So at the end of the day, they've balanced out the Gibbs pick being a reach with taking a guy that in a lot of years Jack Campbell would have been a top fifth, a top twelve pick. This is a really good – this is a tackle machine type of guy. True, but both of their picks in the first round are second-round guys. I don't think Jack Campbell's a second-round guy. They both were rated a second round. I'm just saying, I don't think he's a second-round guy. I think this is one of those guys he's going to – he's not going to do a lot of pretty things that's going to – he's not going to be Micah Parsons, but you're right. going to look at the end of the day, and Detroit's going to be a top four against the run team, and he's going to have 120 tackles. Yeah. And these are the type of guys you have to pick. Buccaneers, Buccaneers are next, and their pick is already in. Wow, Bucks have already picked. Well, Bucks, you know, Bucks. Let, let's talk about the Bucks. You know, we we talk about the <laughs> NFC South, and we can make all the jokes we want about Baker Mayfield, but I mean, the Bucks are still really good. They've got a really good, solid roster. They, they have a, two great wide receivers. They have, you know, I, I still think the Bucks are going to make a play in the NFC South. So you don't think the so you don't think they'll go with, with Levis here? No. I could see them going with you Levis and, and, and stashing him. You have Kyle Trask. Why would you need Will Levis? Florida guy. He's going to real Florida. <laughs> um, we don't do that Kentucky stuff over there. Oh, wait. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> I'm just saying that they, you know, you lose you lose Tom Brady, you know, you can't in the offseason. I mean, Levis is the available. He's, I mean, yeah, he's, he's dropped pretty far. I mean, I, I don't, you need I don't a running back, and ain't nothing out there. Yeah, but you can get a. I, I don't think you can. I, I don't think there's a third running back though that you can pick in the first no. round. Yeah, outside of quarterback, yeah. their main need is offensive line. Yeah, they, off. they need a tackler and a guard. Yeah, Shaq Mason's gone. He trade. They traded him to the Texans. Yeah, that's right. Well, they're showing Levis on TV a lot here, so. I think the they're trying to pump them up. I don't think that's a bad pick if they want to do they're that. Pick, I, yeah. They have a veteran team in a division that on paper is going to be competitive for every team. Yeah. None of the teams are, are four win teams, but none of the teams are twelve win teams. Got good target. And, and you know, you've got Levante David still there, you've got Mike Evans still there, you got Chris Godwin still there. Um Tight ends could I could see them going tight end. Yeah, Julio uh, Jones. I think they might get Osiris Lawrence from Florida or OCB. I, I think they go guard. I could see that again. They they traded Shaq Mason yeah. uh, for salary and 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 stuff. So that would be a pick for a team that feels. I guess it depends on where they think they're in. If they feel that they're competitive this year, you go guard. If they feel that they're going to do a minor rebuild, then yeah. maybe you go Will Levis. Oh, I don't think they're going to Levis. Oh. I was looking at his face. I don't think they're going to do it. There we go. Take us in. Please don't be Levis. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I don't agree with the pick, but I don't know. Great pick. 
the DT. Not the biggest need, but like he's going to be a disruptor for that line. I, I was really hoping he could fall to I, Dallas. I would have loved that. I was really hoping that he would fall to Dallas or at least be in the conversation because that's the guy who Detroit should have got. Exactly. Right. I, I'm not saying he's going to be Aaron Donald, but I, I think he's got a lot of the same skill set. The same exact size. 6'1", yep. 280. Very talented. Same motor. Mm. That's a really good pick. Yeah. I'm telling you what, I, again, everybody has buried Tampa Bay because Tom Brady has left, and I understand that. I, yeah. I'm not saying they're, they're Super Bowl contenders, but in a division that everybody has questions and everybody has pluses, I, I, th I just think that – let's remember there's a, there, there's a Baker Mayfield that when Oof. he plays inside the system Oof, yeah. and he doesn't try to do too much, he can win. He, he took Cleveland to the playoffs. <laughs> And he can do the same thing with the, the, the skill set around He won't him. do the same thing because he won't be the starting quarterback. Wow. Kyle, Who do you think is going to be the starting quarterback? Kyle Trask. Nah, I, don't, I, I think I, I like him, but I, I still think he's a couple years he, away. He had time. And now if they did that, I'd have no problem with it. I think it'd be fun. I mean, he's already sat for two years. Yeah, but I mean, you, if again. do it in year three, when is he going to do it? So I mean, we we've seen nothing though. I mean, not that it's his fault, but we've literally yeah. seen nothing that can. That's the one negative about having a Tom Brady. Yeah. You're not going to get to develop your yeah. guys. Yeah. And, and let's be honest, yeah. Tom Brady is not as upfront about not helping like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But by most accounts, Tom Brady isn't one of those that puts a, a quarterback under his wing and teaches him all the things. So I think now is the time that someone picks a receiver. Because <laughs> nobody picks a receiver yet. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna say this. I've been. It, I've been wrong ten times, but this time I'm gonna be right. <laughs> I'm gonna say this again. If this keeps happening, if if Najiba Smith falls to Dallas, no. it'll yeah, be Baltimore. Man. Do we not remember CD Lamb? This is literally too. how CD Lamb became a Cowboy. But he just kept falling down to Dallas. The, there's both the tight ends are still available. None of the receivers well, have been go taken. Go four wide with. Don't we don't need a tight end? Go four yeah. wide. So you got enough. I still I, – I have said this, and I have said this to you off the air for six months now. I think Jake Ferguson at tight end for Dallas can do exactly what Dallas wants a tight end to do. Yeah, yeah. you got it. And I don't think that they have to necessarily go for a tight end. Is it uh, – what's the other one? Uh, Henderson. Henderson. They're, all, they're all interchangeable to me, honestly. Yeah. And see, that's exactly how I feel. So why why hook yourself up unless you feel that they literally are the next Jason Witten or the next Didn't Travis Kelsey praise one of yeah, them? Yeah, Travis Kelsey praised Jake Ferguson, said yeah. that they asked him what about the young tight ends, and he he's the one that called he said, I think Jake Ferguson the Dallas is one of those to watch out for. So I'm saying you've got him on a rookie deal, you've got three more years of him on a rookie deal. Yeah. Go with him and see if he can do it. And, 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 and I think he can at least do what Dalton Schultz did. I, I don't think. Worst case, you get another skill player and you take the pressure off the tight end position. Yeah. But I don't know who's going to be left there by the – I think I think the Ravens draft a wide receiver before Seattle does. They definitely need a receiver. They do. Mark they, Andrews needs somebody to help he's, him. He'll probably draft the defensive well, tackle. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's one year. Yeah. Well, they just signed their quarterback to this huge deal. They're going to give him somebody to throw to. Well, they gave him Odell Beckham, baby, $18 million. Oh. Yeah, Ra the Ravens are going to do I just was really the shocked that they went enough to keep him. They did just enough. Th that's when I knew that Lamar was coming back. You don't yeah. pay Odell Beckham Jr. $18 million if you're not bringing Lamar Jackson back. 
<laughs> it's well, a facade. I don't believe in the Ravens like this. Hey, I got some thoughts about what should have happened. Yeah. I know what should have happened with Lamar. I know where he should be. Should be in Miami. Where's that? He should be in Dallas. No. Yeah. No. If anybody can have no. a you trade a Lamar coverage. Jackson for Dak Prescott, problem solved right there. Problem solved. You taking? I'm not taking Dak Prescott. One big contract. No, no, he's right. Problem solved. Dallas wouldn't make the second round. He's right. Yeah. Of course they would. They wouldn't even have to worry one, about one big they contract for round. another big contract. No, not big contract. No, not one big contract. Because Dak has well, no Dak, I mean, money. Dak's contract's not even big anymore. There you go. He has no guaranteed money. You would be getting better talent, somebody who's going to be uh, consistent in what they do and more of a dynamic threat versus Dak. Until he gets injured. Okay, so okay, so I, I, I take umbrage with the consistent part. Dak had a Dak had an off year as far as interceptions, but let's also remember that when Dak came back into the lineup, Dallas also had a top three passing offense, top two scoring offense, top uh, the first the best third down conversion offense. So everybody keeps harping on the interceptions, but that's not been Dak Prescott his whole career. He he ha- and I still think a lot of it was his thumb was still bothering him and. Noe can tell you I've never been a big uh, a big Kellen Moore guy. I think Kellen Moore was substance or was splash over substance at time. I, I think Dak Prescott is, is still again partially because the NFC quarterbacks are weaker, but I still think Dak Prescott is a perfectly fine quarterback that can lead that Dallas to a Super Bowl. I doubt it. Th- this whole idea. First off, we need to get past this whole idea that a quarterback is set. Oh, he's not a Super Bowl quarterback, or he is a Super Bowl quarterback. The the, the last fifteen years have proven that that's just that's a fallacy. Nick Foles beat Tom Brady, folks. <laughs> Nick Foles beat Tom Brady. Nick Foles is from that, Texas. That shows you that it's not just about the quarterback. If anybody can bring you down, it's a Texan. Yeah, I, yeah, he does struggle with Texas quarterbacks for some reason. <laughs> But I, I, I mean, I think you're right. I, it's, it's, the, it's the NFL. It's, it's a lot of it has to do with them putting a the quarterback in there. It's all the, it's a quarterback league. It's, it's a, you know, that's what it is. We, we all, we all know, you know, football. You all know, you got to have a good deep. You got to have a defense that create stops. And the Cowboys defense. I'm not. I listen. I, I despise the Cowboys over and over and over. But I'm a realist too. That they, that defense is legit. Especially yeah. when they played San Francisco, I was afraid of the defense after a while. But I figured, and this is what I figured, you know, privately, I said eventually Dak Prescott will do what Dak Prescott will do, will do, and, and he'll make a mistake. And and, and it doesn't matter if you throw one pick or not. When is a pick thrown? Is it thrown yeah. in, in when it, when he needed the most? And it's exactly what happened. He threw exactly. Well, it, it didn't determine the game or not at the, at that time, but he threw a pick and it. Honestly, I think that kind of shifted the tide of the game a little it bit. It was a deflating moment. So 49ers some momentum. But, hey, you know, it, I, I, the Cowboys are still fine. I think Dak Prescott's – he's okay. I don't I don't know about him. Lamar Jackson, <laughs> I don't know. He's not a Cowboy. He didn't look like a Cowboy guy. Hey, you I, don't, I don't have to look like a Cowboy. You just It's like, okay, Corey, you're a big basketball player. Uh, fan. Mm-hmm. Basketball, you know the ins and outs. It's like having a, a point guard who doesn't have a crossover dribble and he can only go one way, or you need that guy who can cross over, go to the bucket, shoot from outside. But this uh, this one guy, he can only get to the basket. He can bully his way to the basket, get to the goal. That's, that's like I telling me who has it all. That's like asking me. I feel like you're literally describing Lamar Jackson. 
Wait a minute. Like Lamar Jackson, I love Lamar Jackson's athleticism, but if you need Lamar Jackson to go seven of ten on a drive, I, I don't know if that's happening. But you're asking me, do I want Russell Westbrook over Kyrie Irving? And in, in any kind of day, I want Kyrie Irving over Russell Westbrook any day. Of course, but I mean, I want Magic Johnson. I don't even have want Magic Johnson. No, <laughs> well, of course, Magic Johnson. Obviously, of course, Magic Johnson. I don't want none of that. <laughs> none of that. No, no, I'm, I'm just looking at Jackson. Jackson. Dak. Dak does not Jackson went to Miami. Uh, that's just me. No, I thought that's he should have waited out. He strange. should have been in Miami. No, Brett, why are you so quiet? I'm just letting these two uh, that's so dope guys go out of here. I'm just enjoying the the back and forth. <laughs> I love the fact that the two non-Cowboys are are, are are waxing about the Cowboys and what they need to do. Oh, oh, Jay, Jay, listen, Jay, he's a Cowboy fan. I'm, I'm a Cowboy fan. fan. I am a realist. We only, have one, we only have one non-Cowboy on here, and that's that's uh, that, that Corey guy up there, that 49ers fan, you know. Oh, really? Oh, darn, Corey. Sorry. Oh, good Lord. Oh, Corey's lost his connection. <laughs> Hopefully he can join us back later on. I'm just, I, I'll, I'll spam the chat. That's what I'll do. <laughs> what is this? Oh, Seahawks. I don't know. They, they keep showing Will Levis, and, and it it would be pretty weird if the Seattle picked a quarterback now that they just gave. It would uh, be weird. Get that money. Um, but Gino's only a three-year deal. I think this is actually a very smart yeah. pick because I loved what Gino Smith did last year. But again, let's be honest. Do you really think Gino Smith is going to let's remember Case Keenum in Minnesota? He had a hell of a year, and then they were like, "Okay, this is our guy." And then the next year, he fell back to earth. I, I think Geno Smith is very much one of those that, yeah, he, he had a great uh, year. But do you really think he's going to be consistent? Bye bye. Oh, it's Will. Yeah, there's. I have no problem with that pick. That's it. Wow, there we go. I finally got one. Okay, so now you've got probably one of the best wide receiving cores in the the NFC. One of the best. Damn. So we know his dad. So we we, we have a fun connection with that. Yeah. This is a really – this is a guy – I, I said this before. He, he's not gonna. He, he's not gonna to, to blow your mind with with his speed and everything. But he, he's basically going to. He's basically gonna replace Lockett. Yeah. yeah. The, the, he's literally the replacement for Lockett. He's gonna get you ninety five to hundred catches, thirteen hundred yards. He's gonna play a lot in the slot. He, he's with, with him. I, I really like this move. Yes. Oh, this I is love a great move. This is exactly who they yeah, needed. I'm surprised he failed this far. Honestly. This is a good. This is a good selection for Seattle. You know what? This is great for him because he's going to sit there. He's probably going to be one of the hardest working wide receivers out there, and it's going to show. Like you said, ninety-five to hundred catches in your in your rookie year, and now you just need Geno Smith to make sure that he throws the ball to him. That's it. Lockett's still on the roster too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, eventually. but no, I'm just saying yeah. you're putting you're putting this dude in the slot 95% of the time. Yeah. All of a sudden, Seattle's offense. And they got a good like, and they got Noah Fan at tight end, too. You got so. Noah Fan at tight end. Yeah. You've got Kenneth Walker at running back, who I, I again kind of came out of nowhere, but he he had a good oh, year. He, you gotta wonder if Russell Wilson in Denver is like going, wait, wait. Son of a bitch. Yeah. He's, he's thinking oh, look, look, this look, looks like a look, Russell Wilson offense. You give now. Russell Wilson everything yeah. he wanted. He wanted out of Seattle. That's exactly what he wanted. I don't care what he yep. what he thinks now. 
He's gonna, okay, what he thinks, man. He's going to have himself out of the league if he keeps playing like he did last year. That's okay. Well, and again, I want to go back to we talk about Dak. Let's talk about Russell Wilson. That, that's a guy that he made he made a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl, but you, you, you now look where he's at in his career, and you go, okay, did he win the Super Bowl because of Russell Wilson, or did he win the Super Bowl because of the Legion Doom and a great defense and, and a great running back, and he was a, a good, not great quarterback? He fit. That's why I say we're in an era where quarterback means everything, but also you can have a quarterback that gets hot, Joe Flacco, yeah. who gets hot in a stretch and can win a Super Bowl. So I, I Super said Bowl this defense, Joe Flacco I, didn't win nothing. I, Dude, I, Joe I, Flacco I, had one of the greatest postseason ever by a quarterback. Go look at his stats. You said postseason. His defense was not that great that you year. You said postseason. And guess what? You only have to be great for three three or four games, and guess what he did? That's my whole point about Dak Prescott. Nah. Well, the Cowboys got to make the postseason consecutive. Anyway, um, what I <laughs> wow. was saying, bro. Wow. I knew Corey. it was coming. You opened the door. Man, you're, you're, you better be glad I'm not controlling this chat, Corey. I think you'd have been off the screen. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is what I got to put up with all the time. I got I got this 49er guy. Then I got an Eagles fan that's usually on here. And then a Texan. Uh, I mean, I'm surrounded. I'm just glad I'm, I'm – Yeah, we didn't allow the Eagle fan tonight. Sorry. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> So we called the cops and said there was some weird stuff happening at his house. Go check him out. And, and we got took care of it. But no, I mean, again, it, it's weird. We are in an era where quarterback means the most, but we're also in an era where, like you said, if a quarterback, Nick Foles to me is even the biggest. Nick Foles is not a great quarterback, but Nick Foles had a team built perfectly that when they got hot, it, it, it just carried over. Now, in saying that, if you're picking a team today, are you picking Nick Foles to take you to the Super Bowl? No, but he's won a Super Bowl. That's why none of this this whole idea that a quarterback is a Super Bowl quarterback or not a Super Bowl quarterback, that's just a fallacy. It always has been, but it's proven more and more as we go deeper into into Super Bowls. And we're now in, you know, 58, 59th Super Bowl. You're understanding that, yeah, great quarterback matter, but you can also get a quarterback that gets hot for three games, and and that's enough to win your Super Bowl. It's just something we hadn't seen out of Dak Prescott. He he just – it, it happens. Let me, let me say it like this: in the postseason, we haven't been there enough. In the regular season, he can have that three or four game stretch, like you said. Provided last year he threw the interceptions, I'm not worried about that. I just haven't I haven't gotten the consistency. Once we get there, yeah. you brought up a good point, though. You brought up a good point, though. The thing that Dallas finally did, and Noah can attest to this because I've always said this, all I want every year is Dallas to make the playoffs because the more playoffs you make, mm-hmm. the better chance you have. This was the first time since 05 or 06, 07 that Dallas made back-to-back playoffs. Yeah. Consecutive, right. That's and the Dallas- biggest thing. Get into the tournament, and then things will eventually break for you. Well, unless you're Marty Schottenheimer. Things Ooh. never broke right for him. <laughs> or the Chargers in Poor general. Marty. But, but yeah, exactly right. Dallas that- just I- getting to the playoffs is the most important thing right now. I give some credit to the coaching staff, honestly. We finally got a uh, – I mean, I love Jason Garrett to death, but they let him stay way too long, and it's just basically it was well, just kind of I- mediocre. And, and I know Mike McCarthy's – it's easy for some reason for people to to, to, to talk about him, but you, outside of hiring Dick Nolan as defensive coordinator his first year, Mike McCarthy has made all the right moves. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- this Dallas for, team is young. Except this Dallas for that team game is against talented. the 49ers. Huh? Bad, bad clock management. Oh. 
That, 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 again, that's one thing that you can you can say that he needs to. But again, n- no coach is perfect. Let's look at Andy right, Reid. Right, right. Andy Reid is the worst at clock management. <laughs> yet Andy Reid is probably considered right now the best coach outside of Bill Belichick right. in the NFL. It doesn't hurt but, that he has Patrick he has Mahomes. A fail, he has a fail safe. He has Pat Mahomes who can who can manage a little bit better than he can. Yeah, I would I mean, say even with Donovan McNabb, he took Donovan McNabb into what four straight NFC title games in a Super Bowl. Yes. Uh, yes. I think that's correct. Wow, you're slow there, buddy. I think about that one. <laughs> All right, here we go with the Chargers. I think we're talking about the Chargers. I think, nice. I think Chargers get Nolan Smith or Zay Flowers. Okay. Nice. Same thing. Good pick. Oh, the TCU wide receiver. Yeah. He's a Joe Porter of receivers. He has the size, but he doesn't play like someone with that size. Yeah. And not in a good way. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I don't. I, he's not. Honestly, I mean, I like TCU. I don't. I don't know about that. I mean, he's. We'll see how we'll see how it pans out. Well, I, I like receivers in a row. The receivers coming off the board now. Yeah, uh, that's usually what happens in the draft. One gets taken, and you get a run. I, I, I like Quentin Johnson. I, I understand what Noah's saying, but again, you're going to a team that's got uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, so you're not you're not asking him to be. A, a guy. Why, that, why aren't you? They're always hurt. He's gonna be the exactly. guy. Well, but yeah, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? You're not asking him to make a hundred catches. You're, you're why gonna, not? I want well, to. I, do. I, I, I still think you're, you're not asking him to make a hundred catches. I would have gotten Jordan Addison or Zay Flowers. I know they're smaller, but especially Addison, they're gonna go get that ball. And I mean, but Quentin Johnson went. I mean, it's not like Quentin Johnson had a bad college career. He did not. But I'm telling you, he could be. He could have been much better. I just feel like that's – I think at times we start asking way more than what people can do. Like, the dude had – for TCU, he literally took the top off their offense for them. And I think he can do the same thing in the NFL. So – the championship? Okay. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't have Dugan to your right away. <laughs> so uh, he doesn't have to right away. No, don't even. <laughs> so, is it three in a row receivers here with Baltimore being up next, guys? He's got a great quarterback. I'll say that. Who would that? Would you think they take Zay? I mean, Zay or Addison? Addison sitting there. I mean, you just got your quarterback signed and get to give him some targets. I I, I did want to say this about Russell Wilson though, because we had this discussion (laughs) a few years back on our podcast. We had it going. We we talked about Russell Wilson. He wanted to be the man. He always wanted to be the guy in Mm -hmm. in Seattle. We all felt like he wanted to be the guy. And it was one of those things where is he a system quarterback or can he just do it on his own or is he just that talented? I and it's, it's it and it kind of unfolded this year. It's like man, he's he doesn't look he doesn't look that good outside of Seattle system. You know, I, I thought Pete Carroll kind of, you know, for the first few years they ran the football heavy, and yeah. then he didn't he, he was never a pocket quarterback. Everything was a bootleg here, bootleg right, boot. Yeah, everything was on the run. And now all of a sudden you go to you go to Denver, you're you're all now you're not in a system. Now you've got to you've got to be a quarterback now. And he didn't look too good. It'd be San Francisco, but other than that, it didn't look too good after that. But he scrambled. You know, he's a good scrambler, don't get me wrong. But uh, JD, I I y'all remember this. I called him the most I called him the luckiest quarterback in you NFL. Did. You did, I remember. And, so and man, so my thing was. with Denver though. You remember uh, who was it? I, I can't think of his name, and I'm sorry, but the Cleveland coach that they hired that lasted one year. 
Oh, Kitchens? Or... Yeah, yeah. So I yeah, kind of feel like Nathaniel Hackett was like Kitchens at Cleveland where he's just terrible as a head coach. Good offensive coordinator, but just absolutely terrible as a head coach. And so I don't really know if we got the true Russell Wilson last year. Yeah, I, I think I think if he struggles this year with Sean Payton, then I, I 100% agree with you. But, but well, I also kind of feel like that you could see Denver do exactly what Cleveland did, fire their coach, and then hire a better coach, and then make the playoffs. But you know what? I don't think he's going to have an opportunity to struggle with Sean Payton. If no, he's not the guy, he's not going to be the guy from the jump. So Sean Payton's smart. And he's not going to let Russell Wilson go out there and embarrass himself like that if he is really not the guy. No, Sean I agree, Payton's I agree 100%. He's going to him. I mean, you got to play. Eventually, you have to play to your quarterback strength. And I don't yeah, think Nathaniel Hackett ever did last year. True. Yeah, you can't just squeeze the blood out of a turnip. It's not going to happen. Eventually, you got to play to the quarterback strength. Like, right. if he, he can't throw left, you got to keep him right, right? I mean, why would you do that? So, I mean, you got you got to do that. So, I think Sean Payton's smart enough to do that. Also, they got they need a run game. I don't think they ran the football enough in Denver. They tried to. They need a run game because he does. He he's not going to throw the football 40 times a game. I don't want Russell Wilson throwing the football 40 times a game. If he he gets, needs some kind of balance there. Well, he wants to, but I wouldn't want him to. That's the funny thing. Again, we go back to this is a quarterback league, but I can count on one hand how many quarterbacks I really want throwing 40 times a game. Most quarterbacks, even good ones, I don't. I, I still feel like you can win with a quarterback that throws 25 to 30 times and you're running 25 to 30 times, you know, well, they, Patrick Mahomes, prime example. They did that this year in Kansas city. They said, you're not throwing the football that much. We're going to run it sometime. The only quarterback that may have not done that is in Buffalo. Josh Allen. Yeah. Well, I will say it's he's still throwing the football too much. Our friend in uh down in Jacksonville, he had one game where he yeah. threw over 40 times. Yeah. Yep. So, and, and let's be fair, talking about Josh Allen, if you compare the games that Dak Prescott played to, to when he came back from being hurt, him and Josh Allen literally had the same stats. Yet nobody's talking about, oh, Josh Allen can't win the big one. They're all talking about, oh, well, well Buffalo just needs a little bit more offensive firepower and they need a little bit more consistency on defense. Well, well how about Josh Allen spitting the bit in the playoffs? Because let's remember, the, the week before they lost, they almost lost at home when he kind of spit the bit for most of that game. Yet right. nobody talks about that. Well, I'm they don't talk about it because he's young. Like he's that. younger. That's that's the problem. And, and the spotlight isn't going to be on Buffalo to actually win. He's great talent. We know that. Got a big arm. But when you look at it versus Dak, Everybody when you're a cowboy, that, you're in the spotlight all the time. Team. Yeah. We, we, oh, no, I agree 100%. That, yeah. All right, so and we now got the Ravens are happy about whatever they did. Uh, I would love to see just one time the war room <laughs> after the picks in being all pissed. Like, son <laughs> of a bitch. Why did we do that? What if they, like, sent the wrong card in or something? and they took That was the, that was the Dallas Maverick war room, like, two years ago. Yeah. We oh, let's all not even talk about where the Mavericks are. Oh. Oh, I can talk about that all night. Oh, as, 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 I don't even as, want to. Yeah. Oh. Is Luca you know, the most unlikable superstar in the league? You know, <laughs> I told my brother, I said, if the Mavericks traded Luca, I, I wouldn't be mad. I'm the uh, same just, way. I, 
I don't you don't have to have him to be successful, but I want to win with him because I know he's a good basketball player. And I know he wants to win. Dallas look, Mark Cuban owes Luka Doncic a championship because he's ruined his his early career from being successful. Brunson, he owes him the Brunson blunder was the biggest that was yeah. the Oh man, that just he he. I, Mark Cuban pisses. I don't, I, you know what? I don't want to talk about it. Mark Cuban has lived off of one NBA championship, and that's and everybody has forgiven him because they got a championship. Should have been two. I haven't Should have been two. The ref yeah. ref gate cost us to one of them. Yeah, well, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But I'm talking about from the moment they won their championship, Mark yeah. Cuban gave up. But nobody wants to call him on that. Well, you have to look at it like this. He may have gave up. But as some other people on the other side, they've yeah. done a lot to try to get their team back to where it needs to be. They made some moves. Um, luckily, uh, unluckily right now, it just hadn't panned out. So, because right, Corey knows. Zay pick. Flowers, great pick. Three in a row. We're on a roll. They always make great picks. Train. So I, I think, in my opinion, again, looking at the draft through a Cowboy fan, this has taken wide receiver off the board, if it even was on the board. Yeah. It's taken wide receiver off the board in the first round. Most you definitely. still have – you have Addison. That's that's a – I'm just not – I don't know if I'm looking at him as like that's a first-round pick over – even tight end. Even though I'm not as big on them selecting a tight end, I, I do think the value is at tight end more than wide receiver at this point. Well, and I think Minnesota's going to pick Addison right, right yeah. now because they want a compliment for Jordan or Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I, I totally forgot to put him on the Minnesota sheet. Uh, Adam Thielen left. He went to the yeah. Carolina Panthers. And, and you could say that Minnesota is in need of a second wide receiver. You know what? I don't know. I don't know. They could go guard, too. I'm Joey Porter Jr. because they really they, so, they, they lost Peterson. Well, and, and two years ago, you know, they made the whole change where they basically drafted all defense, and literally that's all just been crap. Minnesota. Well, that could have been schemed. Well, it could have been, but still, for all the talk about Kirk Cousins, last year's issue wasn't the offense; their defense was terrible. Yeah, I mean, look at what Dallas did. I mean, it look what the Giants did in the playoffs. Twice. Look yeah. what Giants did yeah. against them. Yeah. Uh, I'll say, but I think they got that corrected with their new defensive coordinator. I think it's uh, Brian Flores. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's a definite upgrade. And they got Marcus Davenport, who I, I've not been a big uh, big fan of. He came out of UTSA. He was with the Saints, yeah. and he had like one and a half really good years. He's been hurt and, and then been inconsistent since then. Um, like you said, they lost Patrick Peterson. They lost Eric Kendrick. So I thought it was a okay, you know. Uh, linebacker last year they uh drafted lewis sin uh, sign i think it is c-i-n-e he was yeah. okay um again minnesota everybody wants to focus on on, on kirk cousins but minnesota's issue is defense yeah and what do they do with dalvin cook they they don't i don't think they're not renewing his contract well now the, the, not- the, the rumor has been that he was on the trade block but again i think that's just I'm a big believer, and I know we work in the media. I'm a big believer in 90% of the, the draft, pre-draft trade talk is just people clickbaiting. I, I don't – it never made sense. And, unless Bijan Robinson or somebody like that was available, it would never make sense for them to get rid of Davin Cook. Um, Davin Cook is perfectly fine. Again, Minnesota's issue is consistency, and their defense has just been absolutely terrible the last two and a half years. So, in that case, do they need to take – Defense, then, even though you talked about the receiver. I mean, oh, well, I mean, you, you, you've gotten rid of Adam Thielen. You don't really have a 
a second guy. Uh, what was the other guy for them? Their slot guy. I can't think of his name now. I actually had him on my page. Osborne. Yes, Ooh. he might slide into the second spot, but but I, I could see them. I, but I I mean again, to me honestly, on defense, the biggest improvement they did was getting rid of Donatel and getting Flores. Yeah. Changing that scheme is going to make them vastly improve. They have players there. They just needed a better scheme. But anyway, I, I really do think they should go back. It's a big year for them. Well, yeah, I mean, we haven't even talked about that. About what? With Aaron Rodgers leaving, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to feel the NFC North is up for grabs, and you got to feel maybe Minnesota and Detroit might be the favorites. Yeah, Chicago trash. Chicago trash. Packers, I don't want to say the Packers are going to be trash, but they're they not going to be the same. They normally are. Yep, trash. You know, yeah. Packers are trash. <laughs> um, Go ahead and say it. I mean, honestly, is all the 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 Vikings the favorite? I I've honestly listen here. I don't I don't know about y'all, but what I wouldn't want to play. I wouldn't want it to play Detroit in the playoffs. They would have made it. I thought Detroit was rolling. Yeah, and they were a dangerous team going into the postseason. They would have made it. And if they can keep that momentum going next year, I think they finally bought in. Um, I think they finally bought in as a team. Yeah. And I, I don't know that they they could be ten but, and but, seven and be dangerous. But will Jared Goff is Jared Goff playing well at Detroit because there there was no expectations? I think it would. Or so he didn't listen. Detroit Detroit's like the the the, the Minnesota of the NBA. Yeah. Like you reach the you reach the outer portion of the NBA where you can't go. This is it. Like I don't know. I don't know if you can go anywhere else besides here. So I mean, is he a good quarterback? Yeah. Is he the? Is he a star? Possibly not. He can make a Pro Bowl, maybe so. But he's exactly what they need at this point. Exactly. It's not I many. The only way you can go is up from here. You've been in the Super Bowl before. You got a young team. You're still young. He could be there the next five or ten years and make four or five Super. You know, four or five Pro Bowls. Yeah. You know, and he'll still be the best quarterback they've had since Scott Mitchell. Okay, so well, so going don't back forget to Minnesota, Stafford. So, so let's go back to Minnesota though. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is one year left on his contract. Is there a chance that they take Will Levis? Uh, if you if you're smart, yeah. you do. Yeah. If you're smart, you do. And now well, you can say if you're smart, you do. Uh, but at the same time, they I think this is you, you look for the replacement because Kirk Cousins is like I'm gonna call him the king of um um wait, what manipulation. Well, not just manipulation, but to an extent, yes, because you you're the one who gets franchise tag. So if, if it comes down to it, do I want to pay him what he just made eighty something million over three years? Do I want to give him a contract worth forty something million or thirty something million next year if I decide if I don't take a quarterback and I don't have a backup that's decent? Do I want to pay you thirty or forty million dollars for one season? Now you've made over a hundred and twenty something million off of us, or do we sign somebody who can take over and we can let you walk? Yeah, you've done great things, but you haven't been the guy, or maybe you lead us to the Super Bowl this year. I don't know, and we decide to work something out. But I think you take that chance of maybe putting Will Levis behind him and letting him grow from there, because you don't have any expectations of Will Levis coming in and starting right away. That gives him time to learn the playbook, gives him time to learn his receivers, and get get to know the system versus just throwing him out there in the fire. I don't know if it's gonna be Will Levis though. Uh, well, who could it be, man? They're showing uh, Hendon Hooker on TV here. Oh, that would be a, that would be that would be a little bit of a reach. 
That'd be a twist for me, cause but okay. that gives. But then again, that plays to my point. Now you I give him time to burn. Showing the two quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Because so. like the like, because they see it. I mean, it. You got an aging quarterback. How old is uh, Kirk Cousins? What thirty four? Yeah, 34. You know, I mean, he's still fairly. He's still fairly healthy. Hadn't missed, you know, much. He right. can still throw. I mean. Well, and we're also in a different era where quarterbacks, if they want to, can play into their 40s. True. Yeah, again, Minnesota's fired up. Go figure that. <laughs> 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 They're celebrating in the draft room about something. I mean, the, Vi- uh, the Vikings are always like – I don't want to say like the one of the fake tough teams. Like the Vikings can be 13-2 and two and always lose in the first round. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they're always the fake tough team. Like, but you think about the Pittsburgh Steelers; they could go eight and eight and, and make it to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. You know, it. This just I, I'm always afraid of the Steelers if they go if they only if they win a single digit season. You know, they're probably gonna make two or three rounds in the playoffs. And that's the scary part. But they're a well coached team, and they put they pick players that strong players that they pick in different spots. Yeah, I, I just, but I, I just think the Vikings are a fake tough team. And regardless, I, I don't know, maybe they could change their persona. I, but I don't know. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, they got to do something. I don't, Kirk Cousins isn't bad, but I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of like what uh, Kansas City and, and, you know, what they had with uh, Patrick Mahomes. You had Alex Safe, which I always called him Alex Safe. You know, he's, he's not going to do anything damaging. There you know, he's go. going, he's going to win some That's games. Just he was a 49er, Corey. He I was like Kansas City. He was Jimmy G before Jimmy G was there. Eesh. No, Jimmy 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 G was a crash dummy. Eventually, something bad was going to happen. Eventually, <laughs> he'll do something. I'm not talking about Jimmy G. I'm talking about Alex Safe. Alex Safe was pretty good in Kansas City. He won you some games, but it wasn't dynamic enough. They needed some. They needed a spark, and they they got a spark. Yeah. I wonder who this pick is because they're really excited about it. Uh-huh. That dude shaking. There's the commission shaking hands like crazy. Here we go. There's another. I go after dynamic. Okay, so got it, got it. So the wide receivers go out in bunches. I'm on a roll now. Yeah, we're on, we're on a full <laughs> wide receiver runoff. Wow. Who's up next? Jacksonville. Yeah. So. Yeah, Jacksonville's next. So, you know, they're not again, taking a quarterback. Because we are a Cowboy podcast, it, it does kind of feel now that Dallas either does just take a tight end because, I mean, that's what's there or trade down. I was going to yeah. say just trade out of the first round because I don't see anything left that's going right. to really – So, this is crazy, but um, do we see a Dak Prescott replacement? No. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Jerry Jones would never – I, you I you can you say what you want about be. Jerry, but but the thing is, is he's loyal to his guys. He's going to stay with him. To a fault sometimes. Uh, a big fault. Because I bet you guys still remember the safety that we drafted out of Eastern Washington. We kept him for four or five years. He was hurt. He never stepped on the field. But Jerry said it was he, he really liked the guy. Oh, well, the Giants are now on the clock, fellas. Trade. They traded the Jaguars just traded. I figured the Jaguars are going to get Miles Murphy so, from Clemson. Like, well, who are the Giants trading up to get? 
Maybe a tight end. Well, they need a wide. They need wide receiver. Um, They don't need a tight end because you got Darren Waller. Um, You don't. You don't technically need a running back. Well, you can move Darren Waller out to a uh, to a slot receiver if you needed to. That's how good the guy is. Yeah, no, I I don't see them. I mean, because Darren Waller has a big contract. I I just don't see them paying. They're jumping ahead of the Cowboys for some reason. No, no, they were already ahead of the Cowboys. Yeah. Unless they're going to they take nothing. They were ahead of Dallas. Well, I thought oh Dallas. God, like, what? Yeah, this like, this is again one of those trades I don't I, I don't understand. All right, so okay, let's just see who the Giants need. the The Giants need wide receiver, center, inside linebacker, defensive tackle, and corner. Like none of those. Got to add running back. Deontay Banks. He's the one guy I actually have on my prediction list. Yeah. I I, I would love for this to actually be correct. Yeah, that's not a bad pick, actually. It's not a sexy pick, and I don't know if you needed to trade up to get it. I don't think Jacksonville would have. I don't know. Is there a wide receiver we're not thinking of? No. Um, The top wide receiver that I show on my list would be Mingo from Ole Miss. Now, he's a good-looking player. I I really like him, but I don't think he should be going in the first round. Well, and again, I I don't understand trading one spot up because you're giving something up. Even if it's a fourth or fifth round, you're still giving one spot, a a pick to move up one spot when you probably could have got what you wanted in the spot, unless they were afraid Dallas was going to try to leap them. Is is there a chance the Giants are actually going to try to go for a tight end? They have two good ones right now. It's I the Giants. Let's not act like everybody wants to act like <laughs> Brian DeBall, which I'm still not. Uh, I want to go back to what was it, 2016, with what's his name when the Giants made the playoffs? And everybody thought that, oh, the Giants are set. And then I'm still not sold that the Giants have figured things out. Hmm. They haven't. Well, <laughs> well sure. it's the time. Now, here's the question. Now, we have Dallas coming up, too. If there are tight ends available that are up, and they, if they don't want to draft one, it would be a good chance to try to get somebody to trade them and, and go down and get yeah. some picks for somebody that needs a tight end. That's a good point. But, I mean, I mean at this it, point, yeah. As much as I want to see Dallas pick somebody, if there's not anybody they want and the, and the tight ends are still there, you've got uh, three of them right here in the top you know, 10 or so of the right. Well, and, 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 and let's be fair. I, I'm saying I don't think Dallas needs a tight end. Every, all the true jet draft experts are claiming that Dallas wants a tight end. No. I just still, I, I still think the value in Jake Ferguson and, and, and shot or hinder shot or Putin shot, whatever his name is. <laughs> I still think you've got two solid guys that can do the work that you need. I hundred percent agree. Yeah, I do too. They I did a great job during the season. There's no way you cut those guys out. Hendershot played well. Ferguson, he'll be fine. I don't see why you just have to say, we need a tight end. What you yeah. need, you, you need the you, you address the wide receiver parts. Now, draft the best available player that fits your system. And if they don't, like I think, like just trade down. Trade down. Don't, don't waste that spot. And then if that tight end is still there, then, okay, screw it. We'll take him. There well, there's also there's also a chance that someone could want to jump back up for for Levis if he's still there. As well. That's a really good point too, and you, you start to you, you start to reach out to those teams, um, and you look at the teams that don't have a first round pick at all, right? And like the Rams, I, like the Rams feel to me like a Will Levis would be perfect for them. You've got Stafford, you might have him for a couple of years, but at some point the Rams are going to have to 
cash in their 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 salary cap issues and just yeah. tear completely down. So if right. you're going to do that, have a quarterback that's a project and you can rebuild around him. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a good point right there because I I forget the Rams don't have a pick right now. So you know Cleveland doesn't have a pick. Oh God, Cleveland. I'm not even worried. Nope. About <laughs> San Francisco pick. doesn't have a pick. No. And for course, what if San Francisco wants Will Levis? San Francisco's got eighteen quarterbacks, but none of them are none of them are good better. Corey, though, they're all hurt. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm fine with the quarterbacks we have. No, Jimmy G's not on the team. Jaguars did well. Yeah, see, the Giants gave up a fifth and a sixth for what? So do the Raiders draft uh, probably trade back up? What if they took Will Levis? Nah. Who is that? I, I think I think again Deontay Banks. Deontay Banks. I think that'd be disrespectful if they took Will Levis. They, 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 they need a corner. <laughs> but Deontay Banks is not like a oh my god first round we need to draft him. He, he is a first rounder. Or did yeah. you say they didn't need to make the trade Jacksonville. Jacksonville was not going to get him. What about Joey Porter Jr.? Nah, I, I like I like Banks. I think Porter's rated higher. But I personally like Banks more. I like Joey Banks, uh, Joey Porter Jr. in the Cowboys system. Oh, I would. Oh, yeah, I would love that. Well, I think the Jaguars are going to get Miles Murphy, so Miles I, Murphy. I think it's just a win-win for Jacksonville. Yeah. Hey, we got to be getting close to that five or six trades that I predicted. The what? I, like I said in the beginning, I said we. I'm looking for about five or six trades. We got. Aren't we them. on? Like, yeah, we, we got to be. Hell, the Texans made like 42 <laughs> trades. There you go. I was yeah. gonna say they made them all in the first yeah. first five. Them and dude, so, dude, Joey Porter Jr. is now like he. I I don't think that if you'd have talked to any of us as Cowboy fans, yeah, three months ago, two months ago, we thought Joey would Porter Jr. Here. would be in play. Right. Stephon Gilmore. And then you also you got to remember you've got Diggs who will be coming up on his fifth year soon. Yeah. What if yeah. he wants a hundred million dollars? It's already been noted that he wants his money. There's the we bank. already we know that coming. Wow, good call. But in the Giants' case, I got a question. Since we don't know if Shaquan Barkley is coming back, we're going to play on the call. Now, what are yeah, they going to do? Call. He's right on. Good call. I still just don't understand a couple of these teams moving up one position for these picks. Uh, I mean, Jacksonville, I mean, yeah, they could have used him, but I don't think that they were like, oh, my God, we've got to have him. Yeah. I think it's just something uh, – I'm sure it's some betting sure. going somewhere. So, there, just somebody made some unillegal bets because it's not on football season. <laughs> I'm sure that's what it is. Oh, man. So I, I think the Jags get Murphy. And by the way, they're showing it right now. Deontay Banks kind of did like the Tennessee tackle where he had a really good game against Ohio State's wide yeah. receivers, and, and that kind of put him in the spotlight, which there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, and I'm fine with the Giants. I just still don't think down. you needed to, dra- to, to trade up for it. Jaguars just trade their pick to the Bills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just keep on. So, yeah, Jacksonville's so- Jacksonville's playing playing this perfectly. Maybe the Bills get Nolan Smith to replace uh, uh, Terrell Edmonds who went to the Bears. That could be true. So let's talk about – so we kind of alluded to it earlier. Yeah. Um, but Josh Allen and Buffalo, I, I think Buffalo is in that weird year now where you look at the Jets and they've improved. Whether we can agree with what Aaron Rodgers is going to do, they've improved. You assume if Tua is healthy – Miami was really, really good last year when Tua was yep. healthy. 
the Bills are all of a sudden they went from being the they're the future of the AFC to are they going to continue to underperform when it comes to the playoffs? And their defense was part of that issue. And I think that's why they were perfectly happy to let some of their defensive guys go. Well, offensive line was an issue against the Bengals in that uh, divisional round. Right. Well, the fact that Buffalo just will not run the ball. Well, they don't have to run the ball. (laughs) I guess they could go guard. Osiris, Torrance, Florida. They they need a pass rush offensive line and running back. That's what they, they needed. They got to have a running back, and that's their biggest problem. They have the small back. Singletary was too small. Um, what's the other guy? Uh, his name starts with him. Um, oh, he, Zach Moss. He, yeah, Zach Moss. He was very productive, but they didn't give the ball to him enough. I, and, I don't really think there's a running back worthy of this pick. So There is not. So yeah, therefore, I don't know like, they go, what do you do? I think they go guard. I, I really do. I think they, they, they got to do something with the offensive line. I mean, because I mean, you gotta think about it. He he's been sacked quite a bit. He does get right. hit a lot. Right. Takes, yeah. He takes a lot of hits, Even whether in the pocket or not. He's still gonna take hits. Yeah. Offensive line doesn't block too well. The off- if they if the offensive line blocked a little bit better, maybe the run game would have been a little bit better too. And you know, it could be it could be something to attribute to that. Defensively, they still need a pass rusher. You know, yeah. they hadn't gotten they don't they don't get to the quarterback enough. And I mean, they, I know they missed uh, what's McCall, uh out of DeSoto, but I mean, he's you know, he, he's probably yeah. gonna come back a half step slower. Was it Ed like, Oliver? Use the locker room. Yeah, Ed Oliver. But yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, what, I don't know what the Bills do at this point. They're there's uh, uh, this, this could be the last year that we say they're a contender. Well, because uh, like you said, when we address the running back situation, and you look at it, unless they make a trade for Shaquan Barkley or something like that, that makes them a better running team. There is no options. You, I mean, you can build your defense, but your offense is going to suffer somewhere because you don't have a running game. Well, and we go back to what we talked about with Dak. Josh Allen is a great quarterback, but I think there's a, a line in the sand where when you start to ask Josh Allen to do too much, you're going right. to have the interceptions. You're going to have the fumbles. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there's nothing – like people think that that's a negative. There's nothing wrong with a quarterback having, okay, at a certain point you don't want him to throw. Right. And I think I think Buffalo has got to commit, especially in that weather, especially yeah, in that weather. Is. Commit to <laughs> running the ball when you need to, and that just is going to make Josh Allen a better quarterback. So, so guys, the Bills and Jaguars, this trade basically was around Dallas. So, basically, they went above to get – so, do we think they go – they think that they were going to get Porter, and so does Buffalo jump ahead and grab Porter at cornerback? That it makes fine. sense. I mean, because I, they're- I, I'm like Noe. I, I think Joey Porter Jr. is one of those that there, there's he, he had a really good junior season and he had a solid senior season. But when you start looking at the tape, he does tend to play under his size. He's a six foot two guy that is not as physical as you want. If he ends up with Dallas, I think that's good. But if he doesn't, I don't feel it's that, oh, bad. that's some big miss either. Yeah. So if they want to take him, that's, that's fine. fine. I just wondered because they they did jump Dallas to get this pick. They just basically flopped around Dallas. But if well, do they feel that maybe there's a tight end? I hope not. Well, if they take a tight end, that's great because I I look at what you said uh, when you mentioned uh, Diggs. Diggs wants his money. So if you're replacing somebody, you're replacing Diggs with Joey Porter Jr. in the future, hoping that he becomes what uh, Diggs is uh, supposed to be. So. Because uh, he's gonna he's gonna leave for the money regardless. I already know it. He's not staying in Dallas if he's not getting this hundred and something million dollar contract. He's walking. 
He gonna go with his brother in Buffalo. Well, hey, brothers, hey, brothers, and then, and then too, there's added in Buffalo. They're building this new stadium. Yeah, you know, you don't you don't want to be like the Los Angeles Clippers, and you got two aging all stars, and the stadium opens up in a year and a half, and nobody want like no, you you. You want to make sure your team is competing for a championship right. by the time that stadium opens. You have a a decent enough quarterback that can get you there. Let's let's give him the tools to win. Let's let's take let's take a load off his shoulders where he doesn't have to go out there and try to win it all by himself. Yeah, you know they, they need to try to start. They need to try to project it to where we're still competing every year for five years. No, I, I agree 100%. Now, as far as talking about Diggs with Dallas, I, I, I agree that he wants his money, but I also I, – I can I, – I think – I think I can see him staying with Dallas. I don't think it's a foregone collusion, uh, conclusion that he's going to leave Dallas. I don't know. I, I just have – I have this big reservation looking at his brother, Stephon Diggs, and how he – you know, how he left uh, Minnesota – he went to Buffalo, and it's nothing against him. You you go where you go, and that's the choice that you get to make. I just think it, with him being so young, he's going to try to get the most for his value okay. right uh, now. Here we go. While he can. That's mm. not Will Levis. You know that. <laughs> it's not Will Levis. He is sweating bullets over here. Mm, told yeah. you. I told you, tight end. I, I because what's his name? Um, I can't Mayor. think. No, the tight end for Buffalo. Dustin Knox. Yeah, Knox was very like hurt. Well, in- inconsistent too. <laughs> yeah. Like well, he had that- a stretch at the end of the year where he had like a touchdown in six straight games, but before then he only had one touchdown. Yeah, I, yeah. I think they want from there. I think they want the quintessential check down tight end that's going to get him eighty five receptions, eight hundred yards. And the funny thing is. And I still say I don't think Dallas is going, oh, no, we lost Dalton Kincaid. And Buffalo just spent draft currency to get a guy that they probably could have got at their normal pick. Yeah. All right. And you know what? I think this pick makes sense because Kincaid went to the school where Dawson Knox's brother went to, and there's a relationship. And I think that's out of respect of his brother. And to – yeah, I don't think it's a you know they're trying to replace him. I think uh, with Dalton, uh, you know, with him being the way it was, uh, with Knox being the way it was, it was still um, mulling his uh, brother's dead. So, so I think this is just a tribute to him, and you know, move from that point. All, All right, right, so well, Dallas is now on the clock, and here we go. It, oh, God. it kind of feels like the draft has fell in a nice way, but then it also, I mean, like I, I don't think there's a running back that they would want. I don't think there's a wide receiver that they'd want. Um, Joey Porter Jr. is still sitting there, and I, I tell you what, I, I don't have a problem him trying for Joey Porter Jr. at this spot. Yeah, the Penn last Penn State defense. Yeah, the last Penn State defensive player worked out pretty well. Yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't see them passing them, passing them up. I, the only thing I can think of is if they get a good enough offer on a trade. If someone's trying to move up to grab, will leave us the, the, the quarterbacks will leave us specifically right now, or. You know, there's a couple tight ends up there that are <laughs> now one tight end fail. You know how that goes. One goes, and sometimes they can go on a roll. So I don't know. Do I, need I, 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 I think it's a trade or Porter. I just that's what I'm leaning towards. Shit, I just realized yeah. Nolan Smith's still on the board. Yep. Yes, sir. 
Nolan, so if you, I love Van Der Esch, but if you want to talk about one of the weaknesses of the Dallas defense is their run defense. And I still think part of that is just the scheme. I think that the, the, the Cowboys were perfectly happy going, okay, we know a team is not going to be on consistent run the ball 30 times, and so we're going to be good. But, man, yeah. Nolan Smith, that's a really good linebacker. Yeah. Big shout-out to Kevin at, at Texas, Texas football. He's like Nolan Smith or Joey Porter Jr. Dallas can't possibly miss this one. <laughs> yeah, shoot, don't say that because, you know, this is me. They'll stretch and find somebody out from off the street. It'll be a, a lineman, offensive lineman from – but you know what? I wouldn't be mad. Uh -oh, was, you can tell, hang on. Sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but we're, we're just getting the war room. And you can tell Dallas is – they're still talking about it. There's Mike McCarthy. They He's talking there. Oh, I disagree. I mean, I have no problem with this. I don't know if I want a, I don't know if I want a Georgia linebacker, though. Does that mean <laughs> – do you think that means that they're they're been offered a trade and they're thinking about taking it? That's what I, that's what I kind of figure. I wonder if there's a trade on the table, and they're like, "Okay, we can do this and take this, or we can trade down, get an extra pick, or do this." Well, if they think that they can get one of those guys and drop a few picks or however many down they go, it might be worth it. Because if you've got if you got a couple of guys that you're looking at, and you know somebody wants to move up a couple of picks and they only drop down a few, it might be worth it. Well, and this is. Again, Dallas is in a good position where they don't have to – like they. there's not a, oh, my God, we've got to draft this position this round or we're screwed. Yeah. And they're showing the the, the mayor, the, the tight end, most likely Jason Witten. I, I have issues with that. I, I love what Jason Witten did, but I also think Jason Witten was part of the problem at times with Dallas back in the day. Um, so, you know. Again, I, I still am not just sold on they have to have a tight end, but something no, tells but me that's where they're going. I I sure hope I hope not. I hope well, I mean, if they no. get him, I think they're perfectly fine. I, I think yeah. he's a good – and he blocks, and I will say that. That's the one thing that, you know, we talk about Kincaid. Kincaid is not a blocking tight end. And if we're going to be committed to this run-style offense, you've got to have a tight end that can block. And he will do that. He did it at Notre Dame. And, and in fact, as great as a receiver is, as he is, he might be a better blocker. I just don't think that you have to do him unless Jake Ferguson's going to be split out more. Possibly. Uh, it's very possible. Dave. I mean, Mayer is athletic. He's, he's more. Michael Mayer is going to be a great tight end. Yeah. If Dallas picks him, but, I'm perfectly fine with it. Well, they're worth it for they're first clapping, round. And, and Stephen Jones is happy. I don't know about Jerry. Jerry's kind of. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jerry doesn't know where he's at. He's got his Johnny Walker blue. Well, I mean, I can't say anything. I got my vodka. So there you go, Jerry. They've made their decision. As long as. Michael um, Mayer. They're, they're drafting Michael Troy Eggman. Oh, <laughs> Anything's possible. They're drafting Troy Eggman to call every one of their games now so he can yeah. badmouth the Cowboys. I love it. Troy is yeah. just realist. Oh. I, I'm going Mayer. I think it's he's, Mayer. He's so, I think that you know, is the safest pick. Every, every Cowboy fan is nervous right now. This is great. And by the way, the, the last two draft listening. picks for the Cowboys in the Mr. first Porter. round, yeah. in the moment, it's like, eh. But then afterwards you go, oh, okay. And, and they've worked out. Again, we've got to trust in what Dallas has done over the last 13 years in the first oh, yeah. round. Yeah. 
Rowdy, get out of here. You it's gotta be they've, they've had way more hits than misses since 2010. So. Hey, the I mean, they've literally had no misses in the first round. Byron Jones and Leighton Vander Esch are your two misses, and they both have been really good. Yeah. And I was gonna say Byron Jones wasn't bad. He left and went to Miami, and now he's like he can't even play anymore. Yeah, it turns out the Miami you wonder why Tua has so many concussions. Listen exactly. to Byron Jones, where he basically is like the Miami medical staff is just absolute trash. And you know, it he, is. He can't walk. Yeah, he can't walk. But he wants to play this year. <laughs> Let it be Joey Porter Jr., please. And the suspense mounts. I know, right? I usually don't say this, but I, I, I'm, I hope it's defense, too. I'm, I mean, the tight end's nah, fine. I think it's tight end. I'm not even – I don't even want a tight end. We don't need it. Yeah, I think it's the next year. Like, it's just like making us have more Okay, depth. so if, let, let, let's let's flip this around. We're, we're talking position. If you're talking best available player, it's Mayer or Joey Porter Jr., in my opinion. And you have to go Joey Porter Jr. What about Nolan Smith? You don't think so? I, I don't. Think I like Nolan Smith, but he's he's more of a safe pick than a best available player. And I don't think you have to go Joy Porter Jr. because you do have Stephon Gilmore for at least one year. I, I think I'm, I'm I'm maybe I'm just doing I'm buying the Kool Aid, but I, I just kind of feel like it's going to be tight end. Yeah. And I'd have to look at Nolan Smith's forty time because if you can't outrun uh, Michael, Parsons, and by the way, you could you might there. get Nolan Smith in the second round. I think so too. Here we go. Uh, please don't let Nolan Smith or a tight end. What? In the oh my gosh, okay, I'm done. Right, look, I, I'm sorry, guys. I gotta go. I gotta go. This is Taco Charlton all over again. I'm done. Oh, yes, yes, um, the, forgot the, about yeah. him. Totally forgot about him. Nope, I'm done. Yes, yes, that. yes. Nope, yes. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, good night. Dude, you no 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 JD yeah. no 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 no. This run, is good. This is stuffer. good. This is good. Run stuff. This is one hundred percent good. I'm telling you, dude, this is 100% good. I totally forgot that he was still on the draft. I was I was thinking he would be more of a round two guy, but yeah. No, I am perfectly fine with this. This is a guy that will control the A-gap yep. and will allow Micah Parsons, allow Demarcus Lawrence, allow Dante Fowler yeah. to just rush the lanes. I promise you, dude, this is a good thing. I am going to watch this. Y'all say it's good. I'm going to watch it turn bad. Uh, I want to watch this turn bad. No, nah, this dude is a beast, man. Corey knows me. I'm going to watch this turn back. Well, I will say this, though. I will say this, though. Michigan's been pretty good the past few years in the defensive lines. So, I, I don't know if it's going to be a bad pick or not. It may be a pretty good one. This ain't the move, man. This is not the move. It may not be. It may not be. It's not a, like we always say. It's not the well, sexy pick. Here's, okay, here's so, let, let's, okay, so you're, you're right. Let, let, let's understand this. There was no sexy pick at this draft, at this position. That's why, and, I, and I don't disagree. No, you could have guy. probably traded down, but but apparently the the one tight end they loved was Kincaid. He got picked. They probably tried to trade down, and it didn't work. But I'm telling you right now, Mizey Smith is a great pick. This is one of those guys that you're going to sit and plug at the defensive tackle, and he's going to be there for the next ten years. And he's not going to he's not going to have twenty sacks, but he's going to help solidify the run game. I, I, this is I, I like this better than any tight end pick at this round. What do you I, say? I really do. I like this. Just get on base. I'm, I'm really excited to see how this helps uh, Parsons and Lawrence next season because he's going to eat up a lot of Corey, you laughing because you know I'm deflated over here. And you, I, you over there laughing. This ain't my pick. I'm sorry. I can't ride with this one. 
it's gonna take it's gonna take JD probably about a couple of a few weeks in the season. He, <laughs> he, he trust me, trust me. Trust I me. This the same thing right now. The like, same thing we had about Luca. And we, like, I was like, Luca, I didn't Luca want Young, nor did I want Luca because I know Luca wasn't proven. I rather taking him over Trey Young, but I know I didn't want Trey Young. And I said, trust me, Luca's the guy. Oh, when season starts. That, I, okay, Lucas, a guy. All right. I, I trusted you on that. I, I just, I can't trust this pick right here, guys. I'm sorry. Here's the deal: when you look at Dallas's defense last year, the one weakness was their run, the run, defense. The run stop. Yes. So the the run. So the defense against San Francisco did really good, except for in the third quarter when they needed to make a stop, they couldn't. This is a guy that in that a gap can do that. I, I promise you. He's not he's not a sexy pick, but I don't think that there was a sexy pick at this point. But this, may, this is me. When you get into that same situation where Dallas got into, when it's late in the game, they're speeding up that offense. They're going no huddle offense. They're running it down your throat. Is this guy going to be able to sustain this during throughout that throughout that stretch? There's no substitutions, and that's what I look at stuff like that. This is I I can't do this. This this is not for me. That pick's not for me, and I know it ain't for me. Man, he may he may be able to be conditioned by that time. You never know. Not, he better be. I mean, Ma- Mozzie Smith. Like there's no knock on his. I'm not his motor him. is considered really I'm high. Like he's considered a dude that goes. You don't have to worry about him being like Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter showed up to 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 you know all the stuff overweight. Yeah. Mozzie Smith didn't. Mozzie Smith had a great combine. Yeah, yeah. I, it's just I not the pick. I, I feel like you could have got this pick in the second round. I don't think That's anybody. Probably. I don't disagree with that, but you have to also realize. What were the offers to go down in the second round? Was there any offer that was good enough to where you could have still got him? Because just because you get into the second round doesn't mean he lasts all the way. Because Dallas's second round pick is still deep into the second right. round. And totally so could you? So what? What? What would it have taken to move down or move up? And I rather you move up if that's something that you really value. But I think you need to solidify the fact that. I think Diggs is going to walk this after this year because he wants his money. You got to have that backup. And right now, you have Bland over there. That's great. I don't know if he can take over the number one position out there or the two um, if you don't have Diggs or Stephon Gilmore once they're gone. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. We don't know exactly how they graded him on the draft board either. And that could have been the guy that they may have wanted – you know, later, and they got him now, and he was available. True. And the same thing, you trading you, they're trading, they're grading a guy that may fit that position that you want for Diggs, and you know they may find him in the second round. So it really depends on how they scout and how they grade. Now I'm not saying that's a foolproof thing because we all know some scouts are better than others. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Well, so, but know I mean, don't have a full GM. But but the Cowboys, I, I'm like I know I'm a Cowboy hater, but I'm a realist. And once I know about the Cowboys, they draft really well. And they rarely have a miss. How long? You know, maybe one out of ten they may miss somebody. Well, let's remember how everybody was reacting when Tyler Smith was drafted last year, and everybody was like, "What is Dallas doing? Oh my God, Dallas is they're reaching." And, and look where Tyler Smith is. By the way, on ESPN, I just want to give this. We haven't done this. But the, he's compared to Don Terry Poe, which that's a great comparison. Yeah. And this is his post-draft analysis. Dan Quinn's defense needs an anchor in the middle for the defensive line, and Smith can be that. 
He has elite movement skills at six foot three, three hundred twenty-three, and he can play nose tackle or bump down to a one-technique spot. Smith fills a need along the defensive line and could be tasked with keeping Micah Parsons from seeking double teams on the edge. His projected year one impact is high impact day one starter. Smith is expected to be the anchor in the middle of a defense. We already know that because they ain't got nobody there that's been decent in the past four or five years. They've tried. Okay, so you you just got that. I just don't think think that's what you really had to do because that's still free agents out there. They have plenty of time to sign people, and they chose not to. Then a defensive tackle. So, I mean, what? That's what, five offensive linemen? Five or six? Yeah, uh, Jacksonville just picked. Yeah. Solidify. Yeah. Hey. Oh, Anton Harrison. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to be talking about him for a while. I like him. Yeah. I mean, they needed someone to replace Taylor. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Yeah. Actually, that, that that's a no we call right there because uh, they, their starting left tackle is about to be suspended for, what, at least eight games? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at least for PEDs. Yeah, yeah for PEDs from when he was hurt last year. So this is a good pickup going back to Jacksonville. This is a good pickup for Jacksonville. So now we got uh, Cincinnati on the clock. Natty, it's gonna definitely be an offensive lineman. <laughs> they still need offensive lineman, Cincinnati, Brand, Alabama. They need everything. They still need offensive yeah. line. I know they don't need a quarterback. That's all I know. Yeah, well, they don't need that. They don't need a quarterback. Well, they, they got Orlando Brown Jr. They got they filled their linebacker uh, spot with uh, Jermaine Pratt. They did lose Von Bell at safety, yeah. and, and I thought he was very underrated. So I kind of agree with Noah. I, I kind of think Cincinnati might go with uh, with the safety. Secondary. Branch from Alabama. Yeah, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. Bengals are pretty stacked. Yeah, they, you know, this just is just kind of filling holes at this point. Right. Their picks already in, so. They knew where they yeah, were. Yeah, wasting the time. The There's always one guy that has to sit in the green room as everything falls. But in saying that, the lower you go as a quarterback, usually you're going to be drafted by a team that's already got a lot of everything in place to help you win. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it could Will be Le- New Orleans. I feel sorry for Will Levis, but then again, I don't. Who, who's the quarterback in New Orleans? Uh, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. So it ain't going to be them. Mm. Is he the? He, I mean, unless like the. I like Derek Carr. He's all right. I, I think Derek Carr was hamstrung by a shitty organization. Unless the Browns or Rams trade into the first round, and and those are the teams that do need a quarterback. Browns don't. Uh, we'll we'll see what Deshaun Watson. Well, I mean, but you, you're you're on the hook. I mean, yeah. Watson, you have to ride with him no matter what. <laughs> hey, Deshaun Watson. Is, by the way, nobody's Watson. Nobody's talked about how shitty Deshaun Watson looked last year when he came back. And I know the whole he didn't play for a whole year. It was like he looked like comically bad. You know, I'll take that. I'll take that how bad he looked because the year he did play, but he looked like an MVP. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the, the last year with Houston. No, I agree. And and I'll take that. I'll take the bad six games over, you know, whatever. I was like, like, listen, we'll throw that away. we just want to get you. They, I'm pretty sure they just want to see him on the field. Right. You we just want to see you acclimated to the to the situation. He's been gone for two years from football. He took a year yeah. off, and then of course they suspended him for a oh, year. Basically. Oh, love the old look. Oh wow. The natty, the natty. Yeah, the I natty Bengals. Or maybe like a like a rusher, like a like Brees or Murphy, maybe. 
I don't think I'm gonna get over this Dallas pick. Oh, God. Mm. Yeah. I can't wait for next year's draft show so we can we can come back to that because I think you're gonna be really really happy with Smith. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I'll just like I said, like Corey told you, it takes me time. I mean, I uh, it's, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna I, bury in. I'm not mad. At the pick. I just. I just wish they could have traded down and got him. That was my only. And again, we, we all want that, but we don't know what the offers were. And, and again, Dallas didn't have a high second round, so if they couldn't go down to get him, and and they felt that that he would be taken before they drafted twenty picks later, you, you've yeah. got to make that move, no matter what the board says. If that if that's what you feel is the best guy available, yeah, that's true. He might not. And again. We, I will be the first to admit, I was so pissed with Micah Parsons, not because of Micah Parsons, but because that Sertain Jr. was taken off. And then I was pissed last year with Tyler Smith, and both of those have proven to be perfectly – of course, Micah Parsons is a, a transitional, generational player, and then Tyler Smith is a really, really good offense. So I'm going to trust that they, they pick the guy that they feel can fit their needs. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely true. He fits what I mean, what they were. And lacking. Michigan, you don't you didn't run against Michigan. That, that's the one thing you can say no. about Michigan. Their run defense, and he was a huge part of that. Is how I feel about that right now. <laughs> you know, you gotta it's gotta grow on you. It's yeah, gotta it's grow on you. Better grow. Bangles. <laughs> as I'm all out of all out of Vince, the Bengals. Bangles. <laughs> The Saints are going to be an interesting one as they're on the clock. Last year they were 7-10. and 10. Uh, Again, they're in a, a division where they can still be immediately competitive. Yeah. Um, they lost uh, Marcus Davenport. They lost their uh, Andy Dalton. They got Derek Carr. They got Jamal Williams, which I think is a very underrated pick because you've got Alvin Kamara who's still facing possible mm-hmm. yeah. suspension. Jamal Williams was a great yeah. pickup. They need a tight end. What about uh, what about Meyer now? You know what? Yeah, that's a that's a real good. That would be a really good pick for them. I thought they were happy with Jawan Johnson and with them having a. Yeah, but again, he's one of those that came out of nowhere. Will it? Will it? You know, how consistent will that be? Is that a one year flash? Yeah, their coach and they had a to give and they had one of the best rookies. And they, I think they had one of the best rookie wide receivers of the league last year. Olave, yeah, Chris Olave. I'm yeah. going to say no, I think they'll do anything to improve their defense. New Orleans. Yeah, because, I mean, it, when you think of them the last few years, it's mm-hmm. on defense. But, right. I mean, they lost – they lose Shy Tuttle. They lose Davenport. They mm-hmm. lose Caden Ellis. I mean, yeah, it feels like we all think the, the Saints' defense is still really good. But yeah. when you actually look at it, mm-hmm. they've lost a lot. And I know Marcus Davenport probably didn't live up to his draft pick. But, right. I mean, he was still really, really I mean, solid. He was solid. You're yeah. looking at an edge guy. You've got the Felix Anuka. Was it? Was it? However, you say his name from Kansas State. Oh, uh, Uzama. Uzama. I can't. Yeah. yeah, it's it's too complicated for me. <laughs> Speaking of Kansas State, you want to talk about a, a flyer pick down the line for Cowboys? Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Okay, uh, he's undersized, but he's dad, quick. Is he too much? Yes, his dad's a, a scout for the Cowboys. Is he yeah. too much like what we have? Yeah. We talked about that earlier. No, he, he he's uh, – Pollard's not a powered back, but Pollard – I think Pollard's actually underrated. I think you can you can ride Pollard into the gaps yeah. in, in the A and B. Deuce Vaughn is more of the, third, the traditional third down back. You're going to get screens with him. You're going to get tall sweep. You're going to get him out to the corner. I'd like to see him get uh, Roshan Johnson. 
But Texas back. I think he's the most one of the most underrated. No, I, I agree. I, I think you know for all the talk about Bijan Robinson, Roshan Johnson was very underrated. I mean, he did a lot of the dirty work. That's what, that's what the. the With and Roshan is just going to run you over, and and uh, I think that would be a, a good steal later in the in the draft. If they could, well, that be yeah. A- Roshan's not going to. Ha- he doesn't have any hips. He doesn't shake and bake. He just goes right in the head first into the gap, and he'll run you over. Well, now the problem is, is can he do that in the NFL against the six foot two, three hundred pound guys instead of the Big Twelve, yeah. which is more of a rush ins and, and and you know get to the pat uh, pat a uh, quarterback. I mean, I don't know. I just he's got to have better, better blocking and better holes to go through. So, I mean, if he, if he has better, if he has better knowledge and skills, and he knows he needs to be the low man, that means he's got to get down low and make sure he's hitting the holes hard enough to where he's making that impact from the jump. So, I think if he can do that, and that's the pick, I, I, I can live with that because that, yeah. that just reminds me of having Zeke to an extent. Zeke had a little bit more flashiness to him uh, in the beginning parts. Later down the road, he was a little bit straight line, I'll run you over type thing. So if he can do that and keep his shoulder pads low and run through the defender, uh, I'm all for it. But you got to have that one-two punch. We've already talked about that, and I think you got to have both backs. Yeah. What is Zeke land anyway? Where is he at? He hasn't landed anywhere. He's landed uh, at the house. <laughs> <laughs> He may end up landing back if it, if you know what, at the right contract yeah. price. I, I would, I would not. Mind yeah, because he does, he does a good job for what we, we used him for. Oh, I, I think if, if they don't take a running back, I, I think it's Zeke Elliott's definitely back for. Because I think he yeah. likes playing with. I think he's, he, you know, he's good buddies with Dak, and I think they, you know, I think it would work. He kind of settled into his role pretty well last year. Yeah, and he made his money, yeah. and well, so you can take the minimum and, minimum and everything and. Twenty million dollars. By all accounts, well, last week. by all accounts, after a couple of years of him being just young and dumb, he, he's pretty much matured and, and become a real good team leader. Right. I have no problem with them bringing Zeke back at, at the right money. I wouldn't mind it because, like I said, he's frustrated with the fact that he hadn't landed anywhere. And uh, to me, I was, you know, if you're getting rid of him for the money purposes. I'm 100% fine with that because, of course, you know, the, the production has declined. But if you can get him back at a at a rate where it's not going to hurt you and it can only help you, you know, gain other players, I'm 100% forward. And, you know, if that's what it takes. Because if he's only going to do, you know, so many carries a game and so many per season, he can get you quality carries and get and he, he protects the ball and he can put the ball in the end zone. Right. It's proven. Yep. And, and, again, you've got Pollard. Coming off an injury, which he will eventually be 100%, but it might take four or five games into the season before he's 100%. Or it could take all year. That, that's that's uh, that's right there. They went the Saints. They went defense. Good job. I'll just say that. I won't give out the name. <laughs> so, we got, we've got a defensive tackle run now going. Right. Yeah, and – Next pick is Philadelphia, and they've already addressed their defensive tackle need. But so they'll go. They need a safety. If they need a guard, they need an end. This could be a uh, Osiris Torrance uh, or Brian Branch pick. Yeah, because hmm. they need a safety, right? Because Epps left, right? You, you kind of feel that the Eagles draft might not have gone the way they were wanting once Bijan. I, I think they had honed in on Bijan yeah. Robinson. Yeah, as much as I hate the Cowboys didn't get him, I still didn't want Philadelphia landing him. 
Yeah, that was my whole oh. thing. If Dallas can't get him, go to the NFC South, and, hey, if we have to play in the playoffs, we'll deal with you then. Now, in saying that, Jalen Carter potentially yeah. is going to be an impact player. I mean, they're in the situation now where they pay Jalen Hurts a lot of money. Like we said earlier, they're going to have to just like do what Kansas City's doing and stockpile the yeah, rest but of their- the, the, the thing is, is, and this is where I wish Dak would get it. And this is just me being selfish because, hey, you get what you can money-wise. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is going to be underpaid. Mm-hmm. And, and he, I mean, like, ne- like his highest hit is going to be $30 million, which is a lot, but it's not. With, with, with where the cap's going, that's not a big hit. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm hoping if this extension with Dak, maybe he will be like, okay, you know what? I want to win. So I'm willing to give up a little. And again, if you don't, I get it. You go for what your money is. But I do think if there's going to be a tipping point with quarterbacks where they've got to make those decisions. Yeah, because your quarterback can't make all the money. Then no, there's no money. Because at some point we're going to have to sign Parsons. You can't let Parsons go. Who's, whose contract is up first? Uh, what, Joe Burrow or uh, Justin Herbert's contract? Because their, their contract will set the market. They're both 2020 draft picks. Yeah, they're the yeah. same. Both yeah. five years. They'll, they'll both get their options pick up. Yeah. But so, I, think I mean, Joe, uh, oh, he's not – he's going to get a contract for. See, and Justin Herbert, I, I'll say this. Yeah. I know we're talking Eagles and all, but Justin Herbert, is that a guy that – is he as good as everybody keeps saying he is? Then, then when is he going to take flack for the Chargers seemingly underperforming the last three years? I don't think it's him. I don't think I really it's don't. him. I think he's okay. So good. go look at go look at that playoff game against Jacksonville. Now, no, no, he didn't throw four interceptions, but he also didn't make a lot of plays when they had a chance to solidify that game and, and move on. Would you also I, remember he was hurt? Yes, and I think you have to look at Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Yeah. So, and the running back situation, uh, Austin, Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler. He is, he's good. Uh, don't get me wrong. He's good. But Austin Eckler, is he that guy? And you saw the Chargers did not want to pay him. Why did they not want to pay him? Because he's not that guy. And they made the right pick with Melvin Gordon, not, not paying Melvin Gordon at the time, too. So that's a good point. And, and, that's, and I think they know that they have but they just haven't found what they need right now. And once they can get what they need, I think that elevates you. You have a better running game. Like I said, you can't take anything away from Austin Eckler. He did a great job in a situation that wasn't he supposed to be in. He really did. I'm I'm curious because I do like I do like, you know, uh, the quarterback in in, uh, Kansas City. My mind just went blank. He not Kansas City, but uh, San Diego or LA. He reminds me of a younger. He, he kind of he's like a hybrid of Brett Favre and, and Aaron Rodgers, a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got he's he's really good. Like and it, and and it's kind of the West Coast thing where you really don't get a chance to see them a lot, but you get in the primetime games, man, he'll maybe light it up a little bit. You know, I see that you see the potential there, but you don't know exactly what you have until you get it. And I said this a long time ago about uh, what's his name in, in Detroit. I was, I don't think he's the guy. You know, I think the Rams front loaded and got a rookie quarterback and the team was just ready to win a championship right away. And <clears throat> I didn't think uh, Jerry Goff was the guy at the time. I was like, eh, I just, I just, you know, he's just not, he's just not tough enough. And maybe he's never going to be that guy. Justin Herbert, you put Justin Herbert on that Rams team, they win the championship. 
I I I think he's not afraid to take the hit. He's not a prima donna. It, he he's not afraid to get dirty. I think he likes football. I think he loves football. I think he's a locker room guy, and and mm-hmm. I think they can build on that with him. He may be better. Honestly, Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow's been successful in, in Cincinnati. He may be better than Joe. He may get his team over the hump before Joe Burrow does. And see, I, I feel like Joe Burrows is taking less talented teams to a Super Bowl and an, and an AFC title game. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Chase, you had, man, that T. Higgins. That, man, that's a, Don't get me wrong. I man, love T. Higgins. Stack. Yeah. And that division's, and, but then again, that division is tougher than, well, well I don't know. This is almost about the same. And, and let's remember this, especially the first year, but even last year, Joe Burrows took record-breaking sacks and still yeah. won games. Yeah. Like that, he literally broke what is supposed to be the mold. If you if you pressure a quarterback, you win. He didn't. He got pressured and he still won. And again, I, I love Justin Herbert. I just think that Justin Herbert keeps getting a pass when the Chargers are a very talented team. Not just him, but the whole team. And everybody's like, "Oh, but he's still the greatest quarterback." Okay, so oh, then when did. is Jacksonville? That's when you should see that. That's when you should see a great quarterback play. Okay, you're you're up a lot, so solidify that win. And again, Herbert didn't throw three interceptions or anything, but he also didn't make the plays when a great quarterback is supposed to make those plays. Well, I, I, I just think people. I think you have to look at it like this. They say that San Diego is very talented. If you look at it, like, and I think Corey brought, brought out the point, they are talented, but when are the talented people really on the field for all the games? And Kenan Allen was off the field quite a bit last year. Uh, Mike Williams was out. So if they, yes, and if you – if you can sustain them being on the field, then we'll get to see the true talents of that team. But right now, we can't see it because when you got Kenan Allen going for eight games, you got Mike Williams missing another six games. That impacts the rest of the play and the talent that they're supposed to have, and you don't actually get to see the true talents of the team. That's true. Well, the Eagles well, pick is in, so yeah. we'll see what they Let's see what they're going to do. do we, they should go for a guard. But I'm thinking the I'm gonna go I'm gonna say the Georgia linebacker. No, let's to say go it. along with the two or yeah. Jalen Carter they picked this year and then last Jordan year, Davis. and then the uh, Nicobe Dean. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see. Maybe they're okay with the uh, guard replacement. And after this pick, we'll talk about one of the teams that didn't have a first round pick, but not because. They trade it out or anything because they do illegal things. Oh, Miami, <laughs> yeah, because there should be thirty-two picks in well, this round. There's only thirty-one. Oh, good lord! We got We got to introduce like eight, eighteen people. Do this in the fifth round. Is that the, is that the dude perfect, guys? Is that the John? That's dude perfect. I was dude perfect. Okay. Yeah. Why are they on the Eagles pick? They're from. That's not dude perfect. Yeah, it is. That's no, it didn't. Oh, it yeah, is. Oh, that's right. Because them and Kelsey are real big buddies. Oh. I don't know how. Okay, we don't. What care. are we doing? <laughs> Crap. Oh. By the way, if if people don't know, dude, perfect is set here in Dallas. Uh, 
they're literally they do a lot of their stuff over at the Cowboy uh, headquarters in Frisco. They're a oh. YouTube channel. They do trick shots and things like that. Oh, okay. um, in fact, they first got big because okay. they about seven years ago they did a lot of stuff with Dallas Stars. Tyler yeah. Sagan oh and all yeah, them. I love watching their stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, they're fun. Um, and until you realize that they heavily edit their shit. Yeah. Yeah, twenty to 30, 40 million times. It's all for the content. <laughs> it's all, wait, what? No, what? What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? <laughs> hey, we all got to have content. Man. Speaking uh, of, we got Brad after the show going to be doing titty bar dances. Oh, Two boy. bucks. Come on, sign in. All for the content. <laughs> well, well, um, uh, Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith. Again, they're, 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 they've got a type. They, yeah. they want that SEC, that, that strong. Again, I'm yeah. telling y'all. They and this is not bad, yeah. but they're they're looking at we've got to beat Dallas, we've got to beat San Francisco, we've got to toughen up our interior run defense yeah. and all that. Now the great thing is, is I still think that that's outdated because I still think Dallas is well, sure a little outdated in what they want to do. I sure hope Nolan Smith doesn't come back to bite us because we had that's one of those picks. Now we'll be able to you know. Next couple of years, if he if he's like yeah. you know stopping us and sacking us in the backfield and terrorizing us, and- I don't. I mean, I think he's really, really good, but I mean, I don't think he's any better than or, or like way much better than Vander Esch. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of the same player. Um, they're going to play well against the run, and, and you can try to block them out. He's a little bit more of a, a, a pass rusher, but in saying that, when LVE has rushed the passer, he, he has good success. Yeah. Who do you think the Chiefs pick? Dude, the Chiefs are one of those that you, they could go with anybody. Yeah. I think they, they do they have a know. need? I mean, honestly. I mean, they could always go for another receiver. They lost uh Juju, right? They need an edge guy, they lose Frank Clark. Unless now now there are reports that Frank Clark could re sign with Dallas, with Kansas City. Yeah. Um but I could see Kansas City trade. This would be one of those. If 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 there's somebody wanting Will Levis, they could trade down. Yeah, yeah, like the Rams. Yeah, the Rams. I still feel like the Rams are our team that might try to to trade back up, but maybe not. If I'm Kansas City, uh, I go for offensive line. Kansas City is a tight end. You said offensive line, Corey. O line. I'm I'm not letting anybody touch. I'm not letting anybody get. Well, yeah, they, lo- they uh, lost Orlando Brown Jr. So, mm-hmm. but they got Jawan Taylor from the bank or from the from the Jags. I, I feel like they overpaid. But they for also him. lost Austin or uh, Wiley, Andrew yeah. Wiley, who basically did a really good job against Reddick and Hargrave in the Super Bowl. I, I kind of felt like they overpaid for Taylor. Yeah, they did, but they paid because of his age. But they literally could have paid Orlando, Orlando Brown, Brown the same exactly. and, and got a better yeah. tackle. Good for Cincinnati, though. They got a pretty solid guy. Okay. Yeah, they're just showing the graph over here. The last four or two or two years, the I just Georgia wish I just wish all the non bad bad non bad things for the Eagles. I don't like the Eagles. I don't like Nick Sirianni. I think this one cocky coach in the <laughs> well, when your when your team got beat out by him, Corey, I understand that's 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 kind of like we don't like the Forty Nine ers in the beginning. I just like no, him no, in the no. beginning. He's just cocky. Wow. I mean, just just they feel like I, JD, those guys look so serious. JD doesn't feel my trophy. pain. JD, I'm stuck with with Eagles, 49ers, and Texans. I have to listen to, but I can listen <laughs> all of them except for the Eagles. I, 
respect 49er fans. I respect Texas fans because I know Texas ain't done nothing. Winners. You respect winners. I appreciate that. Oh, uh, I do. And that's true because you know, who did I look up to when I was growing yeah, that'd be a little bit of a reach. But. Yeah, I'm trying to think what would not be a reach. Do, do you kind of feel at this point, whoever Kansas City drafts, you just trust? Like, yeah. okay, yeah, he's going to be it's good. It's probably going to work out. Just get They could just draft anybody that's a weapon on offense, and Mahomes, or Mahomes is going to make them look like a star. I mean, at this point. I mean, you, you know, the best thing about being the late draft picks, you know you're probably going to get drafted to a winner. And, yeah. and it's not much you need to do, but just don't mess up. I mean, you know, you're, you're just, gonna get groomed, hopefully, in a good in a good system. Yeah. So I mean, man, just don't mess up. Just I be mean, ready. Kelsey's getting up there. Do you take the tight end from Notre Dame and and have him groom under Kelsey? I mean, that yeah, sounds like a great idea to me. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure if there's any value anywhere else in the secondary. You, really you, can, always, you can always improve in secondary. Yeah. You can always get uh, Porter, but they have a pretty decent secondary. The, the the main loss for them in the secondary was their safety Thornhill. Man, Thornhill to, uh, was he was more of a problem with the Thornhill yeah, side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I still feel like they've probably tried to trade out of this and just not find anybody, yeah. which kind of makes you again wonder all the talk about Will Levis and oh he's the he could be the true diamond in the rough. Maybe that was just all a lot of BS because. I don't feel like anybody ever this round was like, yeah, we need to go for him. Well, maybe it's just one of those where there's just nobody that, like, has that big a need to draft a quarterback this early. The ones that that needed to draft it already have. What about the commanders, though? Yeah, but you've got got the commanders. You've got – again, no matter what we think about Kirk Cousins, he's he's got one year left. Tennessee, you've got one year left with Ryan Tannehill. So – you would think if they if they really felt that this guy could be a future, even if he's not, you still draft him and you stash him and just see what happens. Right. Because we've seen other teams do it and it hadn't been successful, let's say that. But what if he did turn out to be that diamond in the rough? And like you said, you're Minnesota. You're the commanders who have what uh, Sam Howell, I don't know, Carolina, you have Jacoby Brissett as a backup. Who are you really trusting? I mean, Exactly. I mean, I don't even know what to expect from that team next year. Dude, they are so, they are so counting on Sam Howell, who beat a Dallas team who was very <laughs> unmotivated. You could tell they just were like, "Yeah, we're, we know where we're at in the playoffs. We're good." Right. And, and they're like, "Oh, this is." I mean, I, I, I st- and and not that Taylor Heineke was good, yeah. but at, at least Taylor Heineke, the fans supported him, and he wasn't terrible. I I, right. I just I don't get that one. I, and I, I don't get it either. So the, the the pick doesn't match what you would expect from a team that really is trying to gain ground. Because if Sam Howell doesn't turn out, you're turning to Jacoby Brissett. Okay, yeah, he had he, he had a decent season in what you call, but what are you getting? What are you really pushing for? Good point. And you don't even have a true running game that you can say, okay, we have Jacoby Brissett and we'll just play safe and we'll run the ball 30 times. Exactly. Because Jacoby Brissett, I I don't have a problem with him, but he literally is not going to try to make a mistake, which is fine, but that means you're also not going to try to make a play. You're going to just check down every time. Watching him, him and Teddy Bridgewater, they just annoy me because they just check down every play. Teddy Bridgewater, though. feel bad for him. But I mean, it's just that's where it's 
as where his career has gone to at this point. Hell, give him credit for what after – I mean, yeah. people – I have never heard – well, I'll say I never. I, I've heard of two injuries where players were throwing up and everything, and that was Joe Theismann breaking his leg on Monday night and Teddy Bridgewater breaking or whatever he did to his knee in that practice. They said players were throwing up. Oof. I mean, think about that because if you've played football, no matter – hell, my leg I, my leg got shredded from all. And for throwing up, gruesome it was. So credit that Teddy Bridgewater is even still in the league at this yeah. point. Because that was, what, yeah, nine true. years ago? Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Whoa. And he's still making Chase Daniels money. That's 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 good. Because they won the division. And then Legend. that offseason going into 2016, he shredded his knee and then they draft or they traded for uh, Cousins. No, it was um, Oh, Sam Bradford. Oh yeah, Sam Bradford. Because, about- because they started like six and zero, yeah. and, and then real uh, and then reality set in, and they realized, oh yeah, we don't actually don't have an offense. <laughs> Uh, and then they had Case Keenum seventeen. And no, that. Bradford's another one that if injuries, I'd like to have seen where he was. He was yeah. not a bad quarterback. Yeah. Like Last me, Big Red. Well, they're really amping this pick up. I mean, they're they're amping this one up. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, you won a Super Bowl. There's, there's nothing like the, the, the guy that gets this pick. He's gonna party. I'm I'm partying all night. Like, got, I'm just coming to training camp. I'm just excited. Well, yeah, especially for this team because you sit there and look like, man, we're probably going to the Super Bowl again. Yeah, this year. Like, like I'm listen. I'm just gonna come here and buy all the guys lunch, all the position guys lunch, and and carry their bags. And you know, hey, I'm good. You know, just just be ready. This yep. is the, this is the be ready position. Oh Jesus Be Christ! Ready. Really? They bringing the trophy out and everything. I mean, here. Gosh, this is the third one. Hey, hey, they won the Super Bowl. I mean, let's Pardon. give them credit for for all the talk about how tough the AFC is, and let, yet Kansas City has now been to three Super Bowls, won two of them. Yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, it would be it to me. It would take it, it, Patrick Mahomes being hurt that they're at least not in the AFC title game next year. They've been to five straight uh, AFC title games. Yep. Wow. Amazing. There, there went one I mentioned earlier. Guy from White House, Texas. Not dead. Hey, right down the street, bro. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that fits. Goodbye, yeah. Frank Clark. Or bring Frank Clark back at a, at a lower salary, and you, you, got the, you get him getting 20 snaps a game. There you so go. The pass rushers under 30, you think Frank Clark's going to come back at a discount? Oh, yeah. I mean, if Frank Clark has not signed with anybody else. He's from Kansas City, Missouri as well. So that's interesting. Oh, he's oh, right yeah. down the road. Drive. He's gonna drive to Kansas City. He's selling. He's selling some tickets. Bro, you ain't even got to move. Yeah, like I, I'll right. stay in a whole season. Like I'm just waiting to sign my bonus so I can we can party with my boys and go to training camp and we're good. He don't have to move. He's already just, just mm-hmm. be ready. Your agent's telling you just be ready. <laughs> All right, uh, so. But- to close Party. things, what are y'all's thoughts on this uh, first round for 2023? I, I thought the Houston Texans, whether they turn out to be right or not, I love the bold moves that they made. The Texans get an A-plus for me. I'm, I'm sorry. I, and Corey knows I would never grade them that way. But when y'all started off and I'm coming in, I'm like, what the heck? They're talking about Houston, and they're just like, oh, Houston's done this again. Like, that, that's crazy. And Houston got some quality players out of their, out of their draft pick. So, give them an A+. Plus. 
Yeah, I like what they did. I also like what Arizona did. I've said that a few times. They traded they traded uh down then back up and yeah. they were able to pick up a couple of extra picks, uh future picks. I think that was a great move. I think it's kind of what I expected. Um a lot of trades, a lot of movement. It was interesting. It was a lot of more than normal when I watched the draft. Like I didn't really know who was gonna pick what. Yeah, no, there I was, agree. There was it was, um, it was and- very unpredictable. The the Lions taking Gibbs early, I I, I still think it's a mistake, but yeah. but I like it. I, I know that that some of us aren't fans of what the Cowboys did. I like it because I think <laughs> Dallas is no, at you, a point now uh, where they didn't yeah. need home run picks. In fact, they need the exact opposite. You need the guys to do the dirty work. Yeah. Um. But but in saying all that, Dallas's draft will be decided by what they do going forward. Because it, as much right. as I will respect what they've done in the first round for the last 13 years, it's that second round where Dallas has tended to struggle where they try to reach a little too much. So we'll see what they do with that. Yeah, I'm 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 interested to see what happens in the second round. Uh first round's been pretty much I don't want to almost say it's not exciting. Um because your team didn't have a pick, Corey. that's why that's why what? it wasn't exciting for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly, for the uh, that I mean, we I wish we would have got somebody on secondary, but that's that's another story. But I mean, you know, Texas did what they were supposed to do. They they had some good picks. Um, I was anxious to see who was going to pick Will Levis, um, who needed a quarterback. Yeah. And there's still some teams that needed quarterbacks. It's just weird. And oh. you know, but like we said before, the the, the key positions: pass rusher, defensive pass rusher, offensive line, and Believe you me, what five offensive linemen got picked, five defensive linemen got picked, six or you know. So I mean, that's 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 the the money positions. So you know, they the teams are going to they have, you have to protect your investment, and of course you have to go after the investment. The other the other teams' investments. I think so, I think Pittsburgh fielding calls tonight, Phyllis. So what? I think Pittsburgh's fielding calls and is going to have some options as far as. You know, if they've got anybody that, that wants to trade up to get Levitz now, they may be fielding oh, yeah. some calls. They're the first team. pick in the second yeah, round. Yeah. yeah, they're the first pick up. And so now they know they're up next. So I think they'll have some offers and opportunities. We'll see if any uh, anything, you know, comes of it. Now, if you will, now, if you will Levitz, now you have to prove it. Now, then, what, now, team oh. what team do you think would actually come for uh, Will Levitz right now? The team that needed a quarterback that just didn't want to take him in the first round. I, I, oh, I don't know. That's a good question. First of all, I want to say this. I, I know when they first started this whole first round and then not doing the second round the same night, people complained. I actually like it because I think it allows teams to reset and go, okay, now let's think about where we're at and let's make these moves. And, and so I actually like this. And I don't know. Maybe Will Levis hasn't been the, the, the high prospect that everybody thought they were because I really thought that there would be teams trying to move up to get him. And, yeah, you could say maybe there was people like teams like Dallas and Kansas City and all of them were asking too much. But if you really thought Will Levis was a, a, a true he could be our franchise, you pay that price. So maybe that's yeah. one of those things that the, the press overrated him compared to what the scouts were saying. And well, I think the scouts probably overrated them too because when you look at their top 
the top five guys, it, you know, he's like number three. And the, the, the one with the lowest side was supposed to be Anthony Richardson. Yeah. He was uh, he, he was high risk, high reward, or, or you know, you get um, get what you get because he was so lackadaisical in certain situations, even when he was at Florida. So he was the guy that they talked about probably not being the guy and Will Levis going before him. And I was kind of shocked when y'all said the Colts took him. So it, it was a, it's like, hold on, what's really going on here? So there had to be something in that scouting report that says, hey, let's wait on this guy. Because I got a feeling he'll go second round. Yeah. It's just why not go first. By the way, we can agree with it or not, but you got to give Jim Irsay and the Colts credit. They swing for the fences on these quarterbacks, whether it yes, be they, trying to get, you know, uh, Rivers to come back and play one, you know, one good year or Matt Ryan or Anthony Richardson. I re I appreciate that. I, I know it might not be true. the most efficient, but again, I, I go back to the old days of let's just swing for the fences and give the Colts credit because yeah. if Anthony Richardson hits, the Colts are a talented team. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. And it's something that they've never had before. Just think you had Peyton Manning for – God, what fifteen years yeah. or so, and, and he was not—he was not dynamic. Had a—he could throw the ball, but with the spinal fusion to his neck and all of that stuff, he—he he wasn't the same guy. So, this gives them a little bit different of an element of a quarterback they could possibly see, and it could be—you know—it could be something special for them. So, and Michael Pittman Jr. and uh, with Jonathan Taylor, I think that could be a great combo if they actually work it out. Yeah, people so forgot about Jonathan Taylor. Two years ago, that dude was was just dominating the league. All right, that's going to do it. We appreciate you boys for joining us. Uh, yeah. Thank everybody for for joining us. It's been an awesome, fun uh, draft. First time we've done this four and a half hours, folks, and wow. we we appreciate everybody uh, joining us. And, and until next time, that's the NTSN boys. That's intern Noe. I'm Terry Bennett. This has been Out Drink the Coverage, the live draft show on L4 Media.